Network. Hi, this is Devin Tarr from the Free Press Network. Today we bring you another episode of Anonymous Tabletop. In this episode, the hosts are joined by Jim and Kathy Wapple and talk about Reapercon and Protospiel. As well, head geek Terrace Cassie from Geek Nation Tours would like to remind you all that the Adepticon Tour is currently open for booking. So if you want to take part in this amazing convention, jump on over to geeknationtours.com and sign up. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Anonymous Tabletop episode 37. In this episode, we welcome the Wapples back to the show. Katie tells me to go outside when she insults my stink room, and Tim gets in trouble with Katie and Kathy when he can't tell his Catherines apart. We then talk about ReaperCon and Protospiel. Lathan Skypes in from his bedroom when his car breaks down, and Tim's wife Nancy tells us everything sounds sexier if you say it with a French accent. And last but not least, Geeky Jean does a balancing act, Shut Up and Take My Money gets squishy just in time for Halloween, Celebrity Deathmatch smells a bit funny, and Tim Sack tries to find out what you want to be streaming. As always, we'd like to remind you that this podcast is uncensored and may not be suitable for all audiences. In all honesty, it's not really suitable for any audience if you ask us, but you have been warned. But anyway, on with the show. And welcome to episode 37 of the Anonymous Tabletop Podcast. Here we are, just before October. October we already with an Oktoberfest hangover. And we have our special guests, the Wapples, a very Wapalicious episode today. Hello. It's a very Wapalicious. Very yeah. Wapalicious. I thought he had a little more gusto with that. That was like yeah, a little, that was, that that was like a, pathetic intro, that was a little bit Do you want me to do it again? Yes. Yeah, you can do it again. <laughs> yeah. I kind of oh, you're gonna knock over all my shit. That's what that you're gonna was, do. That was kind of you pathetic. are, but you know what? We're gonna laugh at you, and we're gonna keep that. That's gonna stay in the episode. Don't worry about this. Nothing gets taken from the episode except for his. You poke me, I'll be going into Drake Lewis voice. Jerry, what? Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. You do have a hangover from last night. I do, and I'm trying to drink to. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Hair of the dog. Hair of the dog. Hair of the schnitzel. The Blanschwager. Harry Harry Schnitzel means you've dropped it. Harry Schnitzel. All right, let's do five seconds. We don't have to do five seconds. He's just going to go from there. No, we've going to done it. This is the way this works. We just go. It was pathetic, though. No, Start it's over. not. No, Tim, one, we're not starting over. Two, go. go. We are and part of a rhythm mission. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay, go, 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 go. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. I know it was close, but that would, we had to go with it. Welcome to episode thirty-seven of the Anonymous Tabletop Podcast. I'm your host, Gusto Tim. Is that, that, that was very gustalicious. It yeah. was. It was. <laughs> that was really in loud. This, in the studio with us today. Take your headphones off. That was frightening. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? You mock me, you get the hair of the dog. Frightening. Uh, I don't want oh. the hair of the dog. No I don't wants. want any hair from you. Yeah, so, this is also. I, I have look, a lot of hair. I probably have, there's probably more of my hair in your basement than what? No, there's not. You, you, you're, a hair, you're like a hairless mole. You have you no are hair. A hairless I have mole. tons of hair. No, you have none of my head. head. Yeah. Just not where you can see it. Just, yeah. yeah, I don't want to see the rest okay. of it. So. 
Give, give us some intros here. It's a variable, okay, variable so, forest down there. All right. And around the table is, to my right, is DFW Katie. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> don't fuck with me today. Don't, don't fuck Not with today. Don't fuck with me. Don't no. fuck with Katie today. No. Or ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, next to her is fuck with Dave. Yeah, fuck with me. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. But, True yeah. story. I know. Feel free. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Send us fuck with you messages. Fine. Whatever. Uh, next to Dave is... James Wapple. Stiff Bristle. James you Tiberius can with Wapple? me. James Tiberius <laughs> Wapple. Anytime. Time traveler, painter extraordinaire, and hand fart virtuoso. Next to him. <laughs> virtuoso now. Next to him. Bringing the, the credibility back up again is Katie or Kathy Wapple. Oh, 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 oh. Kathy Wapple. They're both the Catherine's. They can both go get Katie. Same. It's true. I, I am a Catherine. But, Ooh, but she's work. in Jean's seat, so she's going to be Jean today. I'm Jean, yeah. I'm, I'm, no, she's Lathan. I'm Katie Jean. No, you're Lathan. You're Lathan. Y'all. She's Lathan. Yeah, so Which is going to be everybody. Playing the part of, of Geeky Jean is Kathy Wapple, and playing the part of Lathan is Geeky Jean. I am Batman. <laughs> Go and, to and, see. And finally, rounding out my cast, the cast, my lovely wife, Nancy. Nancy Say hello. came. You, you can't, can't hear that. They can't, they can't hear for, for those that can't Gosh. hear that. Yeah, no, my, my wife lives in Wisconsin. Nobody ever sees her, but she totally exists. Yeah, sure, she does. <laughs> she, she's physically in the building. The rest of us can see her this time. She's no, not we can't. I don't know. Speak for yourself. Not she does not exist. of his imagination. She is. Now, Nancy, did you come to supervise Tim today? Or what was your motivations to coming to the podcast? I kind of got tired of looking at his face all day and wanted to see some other people. So. Ah, so fair she enough. followed me here. Yes. <laughs> she hung on the back of the car as you drove down the highway. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Well, that's fair. But we are so excited to have the Wapples here today. Thank you so much for joining us. It. Our podcast is going to be so much better. You, you think that. You think that. <laughs> well, yeah, well here, so personally, excited. it can't get any worse. So <laughs> thank you. You've started at the bottom and all you can do is go up. Where to go up. Yes. Up. Yeah. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking your time on a Sunday and joining us here in the basement. Yeah, I know it's no, it's nothing like the old basement. I'm gonna tell you that you have to, you have to notice that right now. I mean, right? thanks for asking us to the dungeon. Yeah, I couldn't ask for a, a cooler, well, more damp get, place. Yes. to be. well, you, you only get to come to one dungeon. You get to, you get invited in. You just don't get out. We never leave. No, you don't. So I, the the chains are around the corner. We'll set you up with as a little section. As long as you keep the Jameson coming. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, there 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 is some you know pretty greenery. There on, is on the. I'm working on it. I'm the pipe. The, tacked the, up the, to the, the, the uh, Joe move hey, to Charlotte. Pipe. Hey, wait, is that a joke on Tim's hair again? There's some there's some there's some greenery on the pipe. <laughs> We'll just have to paint some green. stuff on the walls. I know. Awesome. Now, I, I, actually, I was asking Katie earlier. I said, I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm looking into putting a little bit of uh, like sound fabric or whatever, some, some, something to stop a little bit of the microphone bounce from your mic to oh, jeans. Oh, good. Make it look like the inside of an Arabian tent. Yes. Maybe like a bunch of Persian rugs on the floor. Yeah. We all yeah. sit on cushions. That would, yeah. nice. that, would, that would be kind of cool. I mean, I a big hookah, big hookah in the middle oh, of the table. Yeah. Instead so of a cool. microphone. Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. needs tables, anyways? No. no, we don't. We don't. I mean, we got to put something in here to put the microphones on. That's about it. 
But yeah, we could we could put in. Uh, uh, I would like to have a bunch of pillows in the corner. I think Katie would, but then everyone would just fall cushions. asleep. Bunch of cushions. Everybody would just fall asleep. That might be a better podcast. It would oh. be. I mean, it could, like I said, it, it, could, it couldn't get worse. It can't get worse. Welcome to the Sleepy Time Podcast. <laughs> Three hours of snoring. <laughs> All right, for those of our listeners who know nothing about the Wapples, who, which one of you want to introduce yourself properly? Well, the, first of all, you have to realize that there is no we in Team Wapple. There's just Kathy, and she's over there. She's actually the person that started this whole miniature painting thing, technically, and started with some Blood Bowl figures almost 20 years ago that I just had sitting around. She said, well, you're not going to paint these. Maybe let me have a shot at it. So we said, we don't need no stinking miniature paint. We didn't know what it was at the time, actually. And she just took our artist acrylic, started painting some lizard men, and I said, well, damn, that looks like fun. And then hilarity ensued, and here we are 20 years later doing this stuff all day, every day. Yep. <laughs> and Kathy loves the fact that there are at least 40,000 miniatures in the house. Wow. So like most people step on Legos, we step on miniatures. Wow. True story. Holy cow. I step on people. <laughs> people are miniatures to you no one was asking about you tim oh no one ever asks about tim but he's not gonna stop that, him. that's why i have to speak up otherwise mm-hmm. i'm never in well actually we, no we do ask him if he has an off hobby update every time and i do you know wait today you I guess, do i guess hope springs this eternal time I, I know i'm just blowing <laughs> people's mind yeah that's a very mind-blowing. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> so, so the Wapples are professional miniature painters. You go around the country showing, teaching people how to paint also. and Sometimes we actually stay right at home because Kathy does her streaming four days a week. Oh, I live stream on Twitch four days a week. Wow. So, And how can people find you on Twitch? I am on More Than Dice, a podcast, because... Actually, when I finish this, I'll be going home and we'll be doing our live podcast on Twitch at 6. Awesome. So, you, <laughs> or so she, she, it's the podcast of Palooza it, today. It is. Today is, yeah, nonstop podcast fun. <laughs> all podcast all. all the time. All podcast <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I'm sure if Dave had the opportunity to podcast all the time, he would. Oh, no. This one already drives me nuts. Is it yeah. only? I mean, like, because you have no idea how much goes into the back end of this. This. Oh, I know. Yes. I, I have an idea. I kind of yeah. have an idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but Dave really likes to spend a lot of time on the back end. Sure. He does. Down in the dungeon mm-hmm. on the back end. In the back end. Working the back end. Yeah. Just working it over and over again. That's what I do. Very true. W- working it over and then passing it off to Dove. Yeah. Then Dad gets to like rubber stamp it and send it out into he the wild. He sloppy seconds. He does. He does. He, he's just like, yeah. Welcome to the Freebooters Network. Hi, this is Dev. What are we talking about? Really? Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. I should have done that for our intro. I know. No, you can, but that's what he does. I mean, he also puts in commercials and stuff like that. And he listens to us to make sure that now we're not too raunchy. I mean, you could put in commercials. We could. random... And shockingly, you should make up commercials. We're going to. We did actually last episode. We, yeah, it depends. Oh, we pulled depends out <laughs> depends. of our ass. And, yeah, uh, we did. We pulled depends out of our ass. I thought the depends was supposed and, to go on your ass. And, and we did a, a whole Shark Week promotion mm-hmm. for them. So it was we did. Fun. Now, we, now we're still waiting for the phone to ring. Shark Week. Mm-hmm. Shark yeah. Week. I indicate my husband. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's Enter. a podcasting professional. Enter. <laughs> Enter. Enter. Stage left. Jim Wapple. Sometimes you gamble and lose. Good. Hey, right. There we go. Right on the t- right on cue. They're both professionals. We need more professionals. Oh my Damn God, it. This is working really it well. Is. Wow. Wait, this is actually better. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's why I said nowhere else to go but up. <laughs> All right, well, let's get going with our hobby. Yeah, I know. We might as well do something today. So why don't we start with Tim? Tim? (laughs) I have a hobby update. (laughs) What is it? So uh, uh, a bunch of the guys came over, Dave and Lathan, and we played um, Zombicide Invasion. Invader. I wanted to be there for that. Well, you can join. You can join us for the next time. I will. Okay, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll send you a message because I love the I love the zombie side mechanics and invasion just seems so much cooler than zombies. It's just stepping it up. Yeah, it's really cool. We we enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great for the people that were actually trying to win it. Yeah, yeah. Versus just like hoard everything. (laughs) That's just what you're supposed to do. No, you're supposed to try to get. It was like you, you it's just, a cooperative game. Yeah, it, it is a cooperative <laughs> game. It's literally like a, the door is over there. We have to make it to the door. Just walk to the door. Oh wait, hang on. I gotta search this room first. I'm like, just go to the okay, goddamn Aaron, door. You had, you had t- two SMGs. I had a spork. You okay? know, I needed something. Guess what? You're just as popular leaving the front door with a spork as you are with the two submachine guns. Wait, wait. Just it, as popular. Is it only a house rule for me that you smack somebody upside the head and then? Take their stuff. Oh no, no. We I would like to add it. that house. I'd like to add it, yes. I would like to add that. Like because with my arm reach, I can get gun, people across the table. You you, you give somebody the, the gun. Oh, yeah. they're repaired. <laughs> they're repaired so that unfortunately and guess yeah, they what? were paired. He no. wasn't gonna break up the set and let somebody no, else of have course a, not. a single machine gun. No, you don't need it. Well, actually you had the well, you end up having the flamethrower or some no, other monstrosity. Yeah, so, that wasn't me, though. No, but you, it was literally you were just keep looking into the pile and, oh, look, an invader. Oh, no, there's another thing coming out of the spore pile. Great. And I'm just like, walk to the goddamn door. Just leave. And you're like, oh, no, I want more stuff. And you were like the this you just little dung beetle you know just what? grabbing onto more and more shit. Ending your turn on a spawn point? It's always a zombicide no-no. Yeah, I know, but that's, that was Joe. That's a bad yeah. idea. That was that Joe. That was no-no. That was Pickle Rick Joe running yeah. into the thing going, I'm Pickle so, Rick with the... Brick. Tried to blame it on me, but it's like, yeah. you know what? You just don't end the time. Well, a, that was the burnout of the first game, though. Mm-hmm. The very mm-hmm. first game where we burn out of it and burn it out. And it was like, it was literally like, oh, I'm going to run off into this room and then die. And the, here's the thing about the invader. If you play Zombicide Invader, it's not like one guy dies, you continue on. Yeah. You, one you, guy dies, you lose. You, lose. You, you all have to survive. You you all have there's to no survive. one there's person no... sacrificing themselves yeah. for the greater good. Yeah. Rather nope. anti-thematic as far as yeah, you're looking at. Really? like yeah. A- yeah. So you're looking at the Aliens movies where uh, Vasquez and, and mm-hmm. the captain die in the tube to stop yeah. the. There's none of that. That's if only that's downfall. the case, I would have separated my match set. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So that yeah, two yeah. people could shoot things on their turns. Yes. He had exactly. a weapon. He, exactly. I had a he had a frying you pan. You did have a spork. <laughs> you know what though? Frying oh, pans spork. are multi-use. I need to roll yeah. a six. Well, yeah, you can actually fire a frying pan in space. Right. I couldn't. I had a spork. I had to roll a six twice. No, you didn't. And then it only made them uncomfortable. <laughs> like you? You make me uncomfortable every damn time. All right. What else did you do? Did you do anything other than this homicide invader? Mm, sure, I've done lots of. Like what? Um, uh, 
Uh, handyman. You guys need a handyman. You made really bad fart noises with your mouth. (laughs) No, I was doing a pickle Rick impression. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see how that worked out for you. Well, Nancy can jump in on that because you didn't clearly didn't do anything. So Nancy did something, right? She sat and watched us for a while. Yes, she did. She watched us. Said hello. I pretty much just came and mocked what they were doing. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a hobby update in its own right. Yeah. yeah. Mocking is underrated. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. I mean, not exactly an update. No. But, you know. No. It's, it's a lifestyle. I got to say, mocking, <laughs> mocking, mocking is new to us, though. It, what is this is mocking that you're talking about? It is a hobby. <laughs> mocking. Mocking. I was mocking my friend's son playing horseshoes yesterday. Why are you mocking your? Why are you mocking a horseshoe player? Because there is no we in Team Wapple, just to, a Kathy. To, to, to make him cry. Yeah, he's old enough. He can take it. <laughs> yeah, I know. How old was he? Three? Six. <laughs> Playing horseshoes? He wouldn't even be able to lift it if he was Oh, three. he's a very strong child. Oh, you yes. poop in your pants, little poopy pants? No, I mean, he's, he's a really stocky three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but he was all... You, Oh, I'm no good at horseshoes. He's like 20, right? I'm no good at oh, horseshoes. Oh, he's and, and I'm like, I'm like, no, you need to actually just go and do it first before you make that, you know, yeah. decision of, oh, I suck at horseshoes. No, you have to act at, you have to try it. You first. have to attempt it before you can f- claim failure. Yes, mm-hmm. so, like Tim and his podcasting. And <laughs> oddly enough, he was he was quite a natural at it. No, well, it's a lot. Of, it is a lot Me of or muscle. Your nephew? No, hmm? <laughs> not you. His her nephew. No, not my nephew. This is my friend's kid. Oh, well, he might as well be my nephew. I've it's known him since him. he was like yeah. six. If it's Jack, yeah, we taught all the kids the hand fart sounds immediately. Oh. Jim, when he says we, he means he. he. I thought there was no the no, there was no there team. is no <laughs> I. It is a we. Yeah. You are the Borg of Wapple. That's what you are. Assimilation. <laughs> yeah, assimilation. <laughs> I put Nancy the ass in assimilation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you put the ass in assimilation. Yes, you do. Good job there. We need them more often. I know. <laughs> I put the immolation in assimilation. <laughs> oh. All right. So, so Nancy mocked us. Uh, we've got Gene. What do you got, Gene? Um, or Lathan, I'm sorry. Should I say Lathan? Lathan? Oh no, the, this is this is Kiki Jean. What, what did you print? Because you printed a million things. Lathan, Lathan, I don't think Lathan does adult coloring. Yeah, I bet he does. I bet she does. Yeah. I, bet she does. I mean, he 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 does it's like miniature Batman. painting and woodwork and, and, and woodworking. He doesn't and, do miniature painting. No, he doesn't. But he doesn't I, do I doubt it was like with you know like gel pens. Like I did that too yes. while I was at ReaperCon. I had regular ones and then glitter ones. Glitter ones are the bomb. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's this like tropical scene. I love it. It's at work. Is I it did... the fuck ones? No. What? I have I have actually done the, the swear word ones. Yeah. Yes. No, this one was actually work appropriate. <laughs> That's um, and then I did game night with Dave and Katie. Yeah, and I got to play Catan for the first time because I had never played Catan before, so I was a newbie. Um, I was very close to winning, but Katie won. Uh, we played it with Star Trek Catan. So. Oh, I was so excited yes. to get Catan out. I was like, oh my god, because we never have a third player. You know, Catan is like that's how Jim and I are. Yeah. We had to do do house rules for just. I mean, it's just regular Catan, but we would just, you know play against each other and it's a three or more player game but it was fun (laughs) there is we are actually uh there is a two person person Catan Catan Mm -hmm. Rivals the Rivals of Catan it's not true Catan but it's still a very fun game yep and you're still kind of 
getting your sheep and your wool and your yep. wood and but of course if you get a military other. presence and you just knock out cards then they hate you yeah, yeah. I, did that, I, I did that the last time. So. Dave, Dave got very upset. Oh, yeah, you kept sending the stupid cleanout out at me. And and then, like, towards the end, he rolled seven, like, three turns in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was actually good because it delayed Katie's win. Okay, Because so, she kept having more than seven cards. So for, so for anyone who doesn't know how to play Catan, I mean, it's literally, when you roll seven, seven's the only number that doesn't appear on the board out of the two. Uh, you roll two Bad dice. Bad things okay. can happen. When you roll a seven, a seven will mean that the robber is moving. Uh, in this case, it is a Klingon ship, and it flies around. And when it flies around, it steals a resource from somebody as well as... Somebody who has more than seven cards in their hands has to dump down half of them. Oh, okay. Uh, that's bad when you're trying to gather resources to buy new outposts, buy new ships, sure. and stuff like that. Um, I, I spent more time with this robber, though. That was just this <laughs> robber. Just He's like, hey, you know what? Yeah. Y- you want more resources? No. No, you're not getting them. And then, of course, they, they just parked him on my guy. And it's, and it's, not, a, it's not a Katie parked him. Or a Gene parked him. They both parked him. They just said, "No, oh, you know what? Hey, you're. We're just going to park him there. You're never going to get resources." Apparently, you were a Klingon sympathizer. Yeah, yeah I like, probably was. But a lot of the place, the places where you had this. put things mm-hmm. in that, Katie and I would not have put it anywhere other than the sixes because if we were to try and stop you from getting resources, we'd be stopping ourselves from getting it. That's a good uh, point. Well, yeah, but that's. I mean, it was just. It was literally. At least I was getting some, but I was getting, I had sixes and one of them happened to be a, a difficult resource to get. And it just happened to be, so I'm like, oh, that seems like a good place to go because sixes are very, between rolling two dice, you're going to get sixes more than any other number. So, Dave and, did have an early seven. Lead. He did. Seven, except yeah. seven. He had an early lead. <laughs> Dave had a very early lead in the, and towards the end of the game. Gene and I were trying to make up. Collusion. And so yes, we if when we had the opportunity to place the robber, it was going to go towards him. Until until all of a sudden you started taking off and we started attacking you and you're like, Why? Why are you sending things towards me? Why do you because you're the front runner. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. she's very close to winning. Yes. But then it didn't stop that from even though she was the front runner for, hey, guess what? You got a Klingon problem, and, and, I'm like, and girls like to team up on guys. They so do, it's like the sisterhood. You know, like, it's not as exciting as you think it would be. Yeah, you like that idea, but it, it always ends horribly. I got to tell you that you got two people to talk to. I know, <laughs> <laughs> two people to entertain. <laughs> so we got Star Trek Catan. Uh, what else? What and else then the you other game that we played was Draftosaurus. Mm-hmm. Did and you like it? I did like it. It was fun. It's it's such a simple game, but it's just. You're right. It, it, it was a palate cleanser of a game. Yes. yes. That it's, you You don't really get like horribly like against the other players or anything like that. You're just kind of trying to strategically place the dinosaurs on your board. Yeah. It, it, if it, anyone who hasn't played Draftosaurus, I think we've talked about it in the past, but uh, when you play it, it's a bag of these little wooden dinosaur meeples and you and draw different it, colors. Yep, different colors. Mm-hmm. And you draw it into the bag. You pull out six of them. And you put them, you hide them away. You don't show anybody. You pick one secretly, and then you show everybody that one is in the table. And then you flip it over, and and you will place it on the board based on a dice roll. 
the dice roll. One person will roll the dice. It'll be either on the left side, the right side, the north side, the south side. It's or in the in a specific area. And then area. you pass your dinosaurs and you pass to your the dinosaurs. next person. And they draw from yeah, that. Drafting dinosaurs. It's a drafting dinosaurs. Huh. And and you, what you're trying to do is you're placing them in pens on the board to either have dinosaurs that all in the, the same all color, the same, all, all the different, different a pair. One guy that's lonely has nobody else. Uh, a one that you have to have the uh, the most of a kind, so you can place him on there and go. And then okay. there's the three separate, yep. and then there's the one that you can put in the river if you don't want to screw up your board. Yeah, he just goes in the river. There's, there's you can Aww. always dispose of a dinosaur. Well, in the no, river. you still get a point for him. Yeah, he lives. He just lives in the we river. We just kick yeah. him into the river. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. drowns. But yeah, it's it's a very light game. It's very it's it's nice. And Dave and fun. felt very vindicated because he won. Oh yeah, I won. Yeah, I was I was pretty good with it. <laughs> It's pretty good with drafting the dinosaurs and, and throwing them in, <laughs> not throwing them into the river. Plus, I was very lucky on those dice rolls because I kept making them throw, like, oh, you got to put it somewhere where there isn't a dinosaur. And they're like, ah, I needed that for the pair. And they would throw them away. But it's always, it's always a fun game. But I, I, it's it definitely the palate cleanser of the night because Star Trek Catan didn't go well for me. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I was just so excited to get she Catan was. out. It's been like years since I've been able to get Catan out. Yeah, she's got the signed copy for, my, yeah. by Nichelle Nichols, too. Mm-hmm. We met. Oh, we met her. Cool. We met and her. He in, almost spilled his beer on it. Ah, uh, she says that I almost spilled my <laughs> no. beer on it. Like there was, there was gonna be a divorce if he had spilled his beer on my sign. Well, Michelle speaking Nichols of beers, of infl- inflatable Joe over here spilled my beer, so, beer this morning. So, so to break this story down, Dave did not spill his beer on it. I did not. No, he did no. not. <laughs> no, he did knock a bunch of spaceships out of whack. I did, Aww. and then I put them back immediately where they were. So you put them did. back in whack. Yeah, I put them back in whack. Okay, so that's good. Yeah, that is that is, that is good. <laughs> that was very considerate. Of it you. was. I yeah. I, I'm always considerate. I'm glad this is going well. I know it's going great. <laughs> this know. is the usual way. This is the way. Drafting dinosaurs. Yeah. I keep thinking NASCAR. It's like Billy Joel, Bob Stegosaurus, <laughs> or something like that. Oh, he's coming around. Turning. Oh, look at he's getting he's getting all up in the inside. Oh no, <laughs> NASCARsaurus. I like a racing Stegosaurus game. That's uh, that would that be kind of like cool. Yeah, except nobody would want to ride a Stegosaurus. How do you, where do you sit? You don't. You're just on the Stegosaurus neck? on his neck. That, He's not. It's just a race. You don't ride it. Well, you gotta have yeah, a jockey and a dinosaur. You just can't let them run wild. They're gonna run. Well, off, you couldn't run. have like meat at the end of the track, and they race Wait, how do you like dogs. They have a brain the size of a walnut. It's how are you gonna train dogs. Wait, how you? You're not gonna train these things. They're gonna eat their competitors. You throw a Tyrannosaurus out there with a Triceratops. What happens? You're gonna oh, have a bunch. Right. Of, you're gonna have shish kebabs. So you race velociraptors. No, they're gonna eat each other too. Well, no, then the, the T Rexes would be like monster truck rally. It would be like a dog race. You're like you would just start running down the track, and the velociraptors would chase after you. It would be a very short race because they'd catch me. That's immediately. really what it would be. Well, it would be like all velociraptors, <laughs> and then uh, they're all chasing the. Dave. Uh, Dave. No, we, we could put around chasing Dave. We could strap you to a post like they do the dog <gasps> races. Cool. Yes. And they would pull it just around goes the around the track. I'd look, like a, I'd look like, a, like one of those trussed up little pigs ready yes. for the roasting. Exactly. You, you kind of do. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We put an apple in I your mouth. I do already. I always have an apple in my mouth. So you wouldn't talk <laughs> anywhere except without an apple. Because your screaming would upset the audience. It would. He's trying to attract velociraptors. <laughs> so, we got, so we got Star Trek Catan. We have Draftosaurus. What else yeah. you got? That was it. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that, that was, just a little bit well, of hobbying. It's actually been a fairly short time since we last recorded, so that's actually a good thing. I mean, having having some games to play. I mean, other than Tim's inept little hobby up I had a game. You did. Right. He I actually did play a game. It's one of those shocking times right. that he actually and played, played two like games. a board game. Yeah. Well, we played two because you. Well, because, because Joe broke the first one. Joe Paul Reisered himself. Yeah. 
<laughs> just ran off and just ran <laughs> off into a room by himself and got eaten by an alien. He did. He did. <laughs> yeah. So now to the the guests of honor here. We, we what have you been up to since the last few so, years yeah. we podcasted with you? Uh I've played some games in the last few years. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Excellent. Six hours later. <laughs> that could I didn't be my list all my games. Wow, that, that was amazing. That I've played since the last time I uh, that I saw you guys. Well, what are some of the, your favorite games that you've played well, recently? Zombie side, of course, which is why I was so envious that you guys were playing the you're, invasion you're one. Invited I, to the next one. Yeah. Because that's that's kind of my favorite game. I like a cooperative game. Yeah. And I just love the mechanics for all the zombie side. We played the Rue Morgue one for the first time recently. And I don't actually remember the details of how it's different from regular zombie side. But we had kind of decided, me and these people I play with, that we should just go through all the seasons. Like one after another. Mm-hmm. And just do original and then... Actually, it was crazy. Toxic City and Prison Outbreak and then Rue Morgue and then just kind of go until we finish because... We're the same group of survivors. So oh. it's like really <gasps> shitty. You just See, exit I one board this and idea. start the next board. Like, no. oh, now, man. Kathy, you do know that they're coming out with version two, right? Yes, I did see that. I saw that at Gen Con. I also yeah. saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle characters. There's I didn't two, pick two packs. Those up myself, There's, yeah, you can but... get a couple of the packs. There's uh, you can get all four turtles, and you get Shredder, and you get Splinter. And I, I was looking forward to those. I, I I was looking at that, but I didn't pick them up. I'm sure you get, they were by IDW. They because they're 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 teaming up with the comic book, and they're doing a lot of stuff with uh, IDW games and CD uh, or CMON. Or come on now, come on. that's oh, they want to be called because we, they want to kind of distance themselves from that whole Seaman. cool mini or not. Why? That thing. makes no sense to me. They want to be just a game board company. They want to appeal to just toy. Yeah. Yeah, but know. come on wasn't the way to do it. We've we've had this discussion in the past because we're like seriously, either A, we were making fun of them because they were Simon. I still pronounce or, them Simon. Or B, we were making fun of them because we can come on them because that's just the way it is. I mean it's you're not gonna Oh, so sorry. Yeah. Wipe that off, please, sir. Simon, every yeah. game comes with a moist towelette. Every game comes. <laughs> so with a moist towelette. <laughs> so okay so other than zo- you got zombicide but i do like that idea of, of playing with the same survivors throughout yeah. the adventures yep. i think that would be cool yep. because that's more of a storytelling thing i yeah. like that idea you know there's one girl that always plays amy and another one that always plays uh josh mm-hmm. and i usually like to change it up but i would just mm-hmm. pick something shooty because that's it's difficult to leap into a because i've played the machete guy yeah and it's difficult to leap into a zone where you're going to be in hand-to-hand, but everybody else has a shooty thing, and now they can't kill any zombies in your zone. Yeah. <laughs> Except in the new ones, because now you can unless you it's a critical failure. Uh, so as yeah. long as it's a one, which is a really... That's a great addition for Black Plague, is when they did that. Because yeah. you're not a bunch of just... Schmoes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you you have the capability of actually firing into a square full of zombies and not hitting your one and only friend because you're not that good. You're you're shooting into a space of 10 things. Yeah. You're not hitting the one thing you care about. But yeah. it's also, if you, on the game board, it's a space that's like 10 foot by 10 foot. You know, you, there's room for you to aim away from the person you're yeah. next to. Yeah, that was always so. kind of a weird... Mm-hmm. 
mechanic. I'm interested to see the rule changes for two. I, I'm very much. I, I did see that they're doing a lot of the uh, the computer sculpts now, which unfortunate. They're they're able to get some really good detail on some of those sculpts with that that way mm-hmm. when they start re- rendering them. But you kind of take a little bit of that magic away from being able to see a hand sculpted little guy. I mean, I love. I mean, you've got little Kathy running around all the time. You hand sculpted that yourself, so that's that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't know how to work ZBrush, but if I did, who knows? I might have decided to go that route. Mm-hmm. I'm not against digital sculpting. I think if you're good and you can put those sharp details in and make the organic, you know, parts like fabric. Mm-hmm. look really organic and have the details be deep uh unlike games workshop <laughs> um <laughs> that you can make a model that doesn't look immediately like it was digitally sculpted right yeah who's our sponsors again not games okay, workshop okay cool go ahead <laughs> no just uh, making sure well that, that was yeah i did notice uh, paizo because yes yeah, i was like yeah, yeah and, Pi- paizo. and paizo i don't know i i know that they're releasing some of the new miniatures i haven't seen much of them i they did send us the books that lathan's taking a is look it, at but lathan's unfortunately out is it reaper that does the paizo miniatures i know they sell paizo um, miniatures i think i think they do i think they sell the ones for pathfinder and starfinder um i don't know i think they got a new deal with WizKids. Uh, to put out some of the heroes that are already pre-painted, which is it will be interesting to see. I would like to see a couple of those, a couple of those models because I think they're pre-painted, which is not good for you guys. But you guys can always paint over the top of it. It's There's no always going to be people who want custom painted models. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. Oh no, and, <laughs> so and, and not, trust me, there's more custom painted not that. models than actual like pre-painted models. But for like Tim and I. We wanted yeah. to get we like we want to get X Wing stuff to the table. That's, so yeah. I it's was just gonna say that's what I like about X Wing is I didn't have to worry about painting yeah. those, but I could modify custom them. yeah, yeah. M- make them my own by repainting. Yes. Them. And, and so, they're painted well. They yeah. look really good where a lot of them are uh, They do a really um, good job with that. Yeah. Yeah, like the Hero Clicks ones. <laughs> Whoa, hey, yeah. those look so great. The little droopy little stabs and yeah, stuff I'm like that. I'm actually kind of excited that the Pathfinder, Starfinder stuff's going to come out. Yeah. Um, what I really like, though, is the Shrinky Dink ones. Yeah, so basically they're, they're just... clear acrylic plexiglass, and then they have, they're printed, so they're, and actually, I think I saw something on uh, on Kickstarter for that, where they, you can you can have the big stack of them, and they all fit in there, and so you have models for every type, except they're not taking up a bunch of room, because they're all flat. Now, they're all two-dimensional standees, but they're all really, like, pretty. They're, they're pretty, right. they look nice. You can get everything from a dragon to these little guys that are floating around. These little, just any little model you want. But once again, I said I like the feel of the mo- of the models. Like every time we play any sort of RPG, I want the model. Yeah. If we play any sort of like Dungeons and Dragons or we play uh, Zombicide, I yeah. I like the physical model for for the party characters. For yes. monsters, eh, you don't have to. I but feel for like the party characters, it's ironic. Awesome. The every Monday night I play D anD D with a group of friends and. The, the guy who runs the game has been running the game in his homebrew world for like 30 years plus, like forever. And, uh, and he just has this tablet of newsprint paper and he just draws the maps and they're never to scale. And we just use dice yeah. To, yeah. to indicate everything. And I did paint up a model for my character one time, but everybody is old and has such poor eyesight they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't see anything about it anyways. 
Yeah, but the the having that I, the I don't mind playing that because that's the way we played Starfinder. We mm-hmm. other than our little guys, I mean, they were little standees yeah. because little cardboard standees. Yeah, we 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 played with that core set, the the Starfinder beginner box, which really was kind of nice. Uh, it, it gets it, you playing. With it gets you playing. So. It gets you playing. So once you once you get a little more involved with it, you can expand, get the figures, minis, stuff like that. But it didn't stop us from having a good time if we just didn't we didn't have minis and we still played and still played with the. The, the core rules and whatnot. Well, and the still best part of a role-playing game is the DM. Is yeah. how, how the DM interacts with mm-hmm. the players. If and, DM, yeah. Yeah. and if you have a good DM, you don't need minis. Yeah. <laughs> the theater of the mind. But the way yeah. that, that fifth ed is, and even three, third edition was mm-hmm. this way, is you have these spells you know, and effects that are you know, a specific range and there are a specific radius of effect or something. And so you need to know how yeah. far away you are from, yeah. you yeah. know, the thing you're trying to hit. And you can't get that when your map isn't to scale. You're constantly asking, well, where am I? Yeah. How far away am <laughs> yeah. I from that? And the DM would just be like, he knows what you want to do. So we'd just be like, you're just five feet too far away. Yeah. <laughs> Not one foot. Yeah. Five feet. Thanks. <laughs> that is something to be said about having a map that's the each yeah. square is quote unquote five feet. Yeah. So you, but, you're standing well, in a five a square. Your character would have that situational awareness rather than. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's in range yeah. or not. I mean, not, if you, know. you were first level, maybe you wouldn't. But that's why you're first level and you don't have fireball. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't, didn't the Pathfinder? It came with yes, the, yeah, yeah. It came yeah. with a grid. The gridded, the dry erase like, so the, grid so board. So the beginner's box the actually mm-hmm. comes with the grid and the little stand-up characters in yeah. that, so you know I mean, exactly how far you, you are. You can from get yeah. that Chessex, yeah. you know, grid map yeah. that you can use dry erase, wet erase yeah. on, and I'm mm-hmm. like, and he's got a, a bunch of them in the corner, but <laughs> use them. So, so old school. He's like, he oh, wants no, to keep no. it in his in his head. Yeah. Yeah, maybe something's over here. But I mean, we always have fun. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's the important yeah. part. That's I mean, just a, a minor inconvenience. Well, because half the times I can I can't tell you, I mean, if we when we play, I can't tell you what I rolled or if we won or if we did anything. Right. But I knew that that I jumped into a pit and threw him at a wall. Mm-hmm. I know that I did these things. It's the stories you bring out of the RPGs that are yes. more important than the RPG yeah. itself. Weird stuff you try. And yeah. Jim gets to Fail. hear that every every night when I get home, every Monday night when I get home, Jim asks me Did anybody die? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love the, the tone of voice when he says yeah. it. Did anybody die? What's the usual answer? Almost. Almost. <laughs> a lot. And if someone did die, who was it? Usually Eric. <laughs> I like the whole matter of fact. Someone died. Who died? Oh, it must have been Eric. That, that would be me. Yeah. I would yeah. be the Eric of, of uh, your party. Yeah. So, Jim, what do you got against d I never grew up with any of that kind of stuff. Never read comic books. Actually, I didn't know what Lord of the Rings was until she took me in the theaters that first Dragged day. Dragged him and... kicking and screaming. Really? But he loved it. Yes. You Ish. loved it, Jim. You loved it. <laughs> well, for me, I think if it's going to be something like a, like, oh, what was the Deadlands was Deadlands. the RPG and Inquisitor when it's, because I didn't grow up with the, the dragons mm-hmm. and, that, and typical high fantasy sort of stuff. If you turn it into, well, now you've got some kind of post-Civil War era or you got Battlestar Galactica, that's something I love mm-hmm. to role play. 
I just every time it's where are we gonna play? We're gonna play BSG, right? Cylon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not allowed to play Tom Zarek or Ellen Tai. I'm not a Cylon. She always, <laughs> Tom, always a Cylon. <laughs> oh, just like Katie's not Hitler. Tom yeah. Zarek. Every time. Tom Zarek. Yeah, but you like and Ellen Tai. And Ellen Tai. <laughs> Those are the two. I hate Ellen Tai. We gotta put that back oh, in the context. Oh, I hate her too. Oh. Ellen Ty. Oh. You know, that's the one game I've, I've always wanted to play, Battlestar Galactica, but I've never actually played it. I haven't um, played, but I, I know, did hear it's a little... We should bring like, it over and Oh, and I, yeah, I, I would love to play it. All I the know ships it are painted. Little, little... <laughs> well, of, course of course they, they are. are. <laughs> if I had models in the basement, you'd be painting them right now. That's probably That true. actually happens at a friend of ours' house. Paint accidentally gets spilled on things. Is, is Hilo one of the characters? Yes. Because he was one of my favorite yes. characters. Yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, everybody's in there, especially when you get into the expansions. Well, now, so, so right now, the good thing is that you have it because it's hard to find now. It's the game itself is very That's hard to find. That's what we heard. It's mm-hmm. really it's strange. It's out, out of print. Um, it was what was it? Fantasy Flight. I think yes. it was Fantasy Flight. So Fantasy Flight, I think they end up either losing the license for it, and they can't make it anymore. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. That. So so if you have it. Keep it, yeah. Keep yeah. Battlestar Galactica. I've always been because the closest thing I've ever played to it with the hidden trader mechanic. Because in your case, you got the Cylons, and then you got everybody else, and uh, and you of course don't always know you're a Cylon until that's true. Later yeah. on, you're like, oh crap, now I'm a Cylon. It's Dead of Winter. Dead of Winter is also very similar to that, where they take that hidden trader. That mechanic. is a hard game, and I think it I, is. I've only played it a couple of times, and I don't think we played with the trader mechanic. Mm-hmm. If that's possible, well, yes. I don't remember there being a trader. Yeah, and you can because it, you just pick out of a pile. So if you have four players, you just pick, and you could randomly not have. But of course, you still always think there's a trader okay. because now you're hoarding. What are you? Why are you hoarding all this food? You've got to <laughs> want us to fail. And that trader mechanic is really nice. It's just sometimes there's a few games that can get away with doing it, like Battlestar Galactica. It really and gets you suspicious it of does. other people's motives. It's it's interesting. And that's why that's why we like Secret, Secret Hitler so much is because it's that secret... Shadows yeah. Over Camelot has that too. Yes, it does. Yes, it's, it does. It's very difficult to win that uh, with well, the traitor. Especially when somebody keeps trying to destroy all the catapults and stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> oh, all right, here, no catapult for you. So that's what I need to do, huh? What? Destroy all the catapults? Well, if, well, if you're playing Shadows of Camelot, we don't have that yet, though. No, we don't. No, we don't. No. Well, it also, it's three or more. That's a, that, we yes, have. Yes, that's the. She painted all those too. I painted them for a friend of ours. Yeah. Yeah, we have a. We have. That's the one issue that we have is while we like three or more games, it's we have a tendency of playing more games by like, ourselves, and when you, I mean, it's always nice when you can get more people to play them, but you don't want a game you can't play. Mm-hmm. So we we have a tendency, and even the ones with the stupid dummy players, I can't stand the ones with dummy players. And like seven, like seven wonders, seven wonders has the dummy play, I don't especially mind when the dummy players. Eh, if they make you make you do more work for it, because it's literally I'm going okay. Well, this guy, I want him to not help her, but I don't want to help him too much because if I help him, he could physically win. Oh yeah, it's like the dummy player can fit. So I'm already playing two characters. I mean, we've already had that issue with uh, with Zombicide. You mm-hmm. you always play two characters, even in the the new one. You have to play a minimum six. Yeah, six to play. So. There's four of us. Somebody's got to play too, and it's Somebody's really, it's really easy to get overwhelmed. In yes, it is. Just, I mean, we were we played the beginning mission, and we were just um, like, oh my god, we're overwhelmed. Jean, you got to the dog out. She's farting. Oh, right. oh no! Oh, that was just <laughs> me. Oh, no, there's, a, there's a farting dog. Hey, Jim, that we was just me. <laughs> they are, they are, they are 
silent but deadly. Yeah. <laughs> they are definitely deadly. <laughs> Woo! You need a fan. <laughs> Look at those little ears. Just I know. See, this is the best part is about this... having a dog is I can blame it on the dog. Oh, yes. yes. I know. It was the dog. It was the dog. <laughs> as I see, as I look over at Tim's looking all devilish, like, <laughs> so yes, it was the dog. Could no. not possibly. No, people would be losing consciousness if it was me. <laughs> oh. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I sit on the end, so that's, like everybody can enjoy it. That's why your back is to the concrete wall. It is. So, yeah, well, it goes again. It reverberates, comes back to you. I know that, how to. That one wall will never be painted. No. Secret to a happy marriage. Yes. Separate, Separate bathrooms. bathrooms. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So and Dave's is in the yard. His like our. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Hey, if you I go wish back, some days. There's little tiny flags out there where I have to pick them up. <laughs> no, because. Like, there's a closet in the back of his bathroom where all of our extra bathrooms That's where Narnia is. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and Narnia, yes. And I won't even go in there. I have to tell him, like, okay, go into your stink room and get my spare deodorant. My stink room. And I go, no, get it yourself. And I close the door and giggle. <laughs> Where's your spare deodorant? It's like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, Why wasn't crack- I told stink rooms are an option? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you open you open up the door you open up the door to Narnia, and all of a sudden, all the little pucks are dead. <laughs> it is a practice in holding your breath for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a practice. Well, bask in it. <laughs> do you not have plumbing in your bathroom? <laughs> no, I do. Do you not ever clean it? Is it a no, gigantic damn box? box? I clean it all the time. His ass is just horrendous. <laughs> it is the ass of legend. <laughs> Maybe it would help. Maybe it would help if we had some depends. Or a, a bathroom fan or something. There like is that. a bathroom yeah, fan. Yeah, in there. We have all of that. Is it a kiddie pool? Full all of the Dave modern litter? conveniences. How yes. it is a small little two foot by six foot room, and that's it. So it's it's a, it has no windows. It has no. It has the door okay, going. So in. so we should take out one of the walls. You're saying we should. Is there? Well, yeah, so I could just poop in the middle of the bathroom. Yes. That would be great. I do like your idea of the kiddie pool with the Dave litter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he just has to go in there and scoop it out. Is yeah. there a can of Febreze on the toilet tank? Just you know. There is, but then it just smells like flowery shit. No, a a Febreze had, bomb. I had this. Just like, pull a pin and throw it. They had this gel. Um, Gel air freshener, and I swear it just rotted. Oh, yeah. those are. If you open up the top, it looks weird. like there's a bunch of jello in it. It turns yeah. black. Jello just turns just black. It just gave up. It committed suicide. <laughs> you go I, in there, it's like you open up the top, it's like, kill me. Kill me. I can't do those air fresheners. Those, they always like end up either. smelling like chemicals to me. Oh, like yeah, at, it just smells at like first, poop. there's like this floral note, and then it's just. And then the florals chemicals. Gone. You know, yeah. like. There's a reason why I am known as Sphinctorious. <laughs> Sphinctorious. Destroyer of porcelain. <laughs> okay, true. the bathroom is not upstairs. It's outside, sir. It's outside. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You're soaking in it already. <laughs> Stiff bristle, yeah. Sphinctorious palm olive wobble. Yeah, you shouldn't have You're had to sit on it. one of the upholstered chairs. No. <laughs> Oh, I thought you had the scotch guarded. Sorry. <laughs> that will not keep that stink away, that, sir. That's okay. We'll burn that one. Yeah, we'll burn Oh, it's already <laughs> suffered some heat damage already. <laughs> it's extra flammable now, though. Kathy, is there anything else you'd like to add to your hobby update? <laughs> I'm the one who tries to keep things on track. So. Good See, job. Try. Try is the oh, word there. Good job. Tries oh, to keep God. it accurate. Yeah. 
<sighs> yeah, Anything I know. else, Kathy? Uh, yeah, not that I can think of anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, well, Jim, what do you, well, Jim, what do you have? You said you had a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Well, we just got back from Reapercon. Okay, yeah. we're saving that Reapercon. We're saving the Reapercon. For, but yeah. how are, if you play some games, you can play uh, some games. Games for me, geez, since the last time we did one of these, Bolt Action and now Song of Ice and Fire are two brand new things. And I, I so other than painting, have you been? Have you been paint? You paint. We don't even have to go into that as a hobby because yes. that's your life. That's that's your painting in the car <laughs> over here. There, are, are there any like cool new painting things that you've gotten? Like paint sets or well, oil painting things. It, like it, it cool kind of ties stuff. into bolt action because bolt action you get into historicals. Oh yeah, and the historical guys kind of play around with oil paints sometimes. Okay. And that was I think I was watching a Facebook live. It was one of these one of the Korean painter friends that I've got, and he's using Windsor Newton oils to paint up T thirty five. And I said I also have oils, and I too have a T thirty five. I wish to paint it with oils. And over the last three years. It went from, well, oils would just be kind of an occasional thing that happened on historicals to all the time. Actually, yesterday I painted all day long just with oil paints. That doesn't don't, take a long time. oils not dry? Yeah, that's what I thought. You like, would think that. You would think that, but just to get oil paint onto a miniature, you're already thinning at almost 60% with white spirits. Oh, okay. So there goes 60% of your dry time, and there's times where I'm glazing, and it's about right. 97% white spirits. So all of a sudden you're taking two-thirds three quarters of the drying time away right. just with the white spirits. And then bathing in a cloud of methane probably speeds that up a little That's too. all the cows. Global warming is <laughs> oh, not because yeah. of me. The whole <laughs> ozone is not my personal cows. crusade. Well, they do live by Midway Airport. Mm-hmm. It's they not Jim of... at all. That smell you smell <laughs> when you drive down I-55. <laughs> Stinkville? Stinkville. I know that place. The shit lakes, as I call it. Yeah. It's all Jim. It's like Katie was always calling me every time she She's going downtown. She's like, I'm driving by Stinkville. Yeah. Yay. Exactly she rolls down the window is. and I can smell it through the phone. You know yes. it's bad. Yes. In fact, that's why they keep cows there. They're like, well, might as well. <laughs> that, that, that is why I call it the shit lakes. Shit lakes. <laughs> well, that's literally what they are. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because so. I was always wondering what it was that made that smell so bad. And then it's like, and, and Jim's like, yeah, but a, a friend of mine from work, he says, yeah, there's methane. It's, it's all sewage. It's actual it's sewage. sewage. It's a water reclamation area. Yeah, they just let it sit there and just it just dries up and just they yeah. just pour more in there. So yeah. my joke wasn't that deep. I was just making a gym farts a lot. Not joke. nearly oh. as deep as a shit lake. <laughs> little did you know they would come back around. You on would itself. roll around to it. Yeah, no, it, so. it always rolls around. <laughs> okay. It gets about waist height and stays there. <laughs> so Jim, what are the benefits of painting with oil and what took you so long to get there? I just didn't realize that you could. It never even occurred to me. Well, I, I'd seen some of the special products like Mig Ammo makes these. They're called oil brushers. It's basically pre-thinned oil paints. And I've seen those, and I said, well, do I really want to get those at $8 a container or $7 a container? And then I saw somebody using just regular oil paints. And when you're somebody like me that paints five bazillion miniatures every day, something like that's real handy. Because now all you do is just put a dot of color here, dot of color there. You take another brush and just blend it together. And Oh, look, I just blended green into red across this entire cloak in seconds. I guess the best evidence is one of my last YouTube live episodes. Somebody got really pissed at me. He says, Jim, you just grab a couple of painted figures and put those on the screen. I said, no, I've just been working on them. He said, 27 seconds ago, those shields had no paint on them. Now they're completely painted with the whole non-metallic thing, reflected light, reflected color. He says, I hate you. Yeah. 
And I says, your hatred makes me strong. <laughs> well, there was that time that uh, that uh, Lathan was painting the Robotech guys, oh, and you yeah. basically so scared him funny. away yep. because you're like, oh, and Lathan's sitting over there patiently painting the Robotech guy, and he's like got one little guy. I, of course, drunkenly go over and paint another one. Yeah. And then Jim comes over and fixes not only Lathan's, but mine, and paints a third one. Well, and then he just... But he just picks up yeah, one, one. And, just, and adds a million little bitty details in like four or five seconds mm-hmm. that Lathan will never be able to duplicate forever destroying the game for him. Yes. Either he has to paint <laughs> over that mini and cover it with his stuff. Or have you paint the rest of his stuff? Either way, he's just like, oh, the hell with that. So he sticks that one on the show. Clear is just to just, pay Jim. Yeah, to just paint have the rest Jim of paint the rest of them. <laughs> that, that actually it says it on a card. Ruining miniature games for everybody since <laughs> two thousand one. <laughs> True story. <laughs> but now, if, if you're using them just on a single figure, you may not get quite the full advantage of them. But you're painting one of those big Reaper Bones dragons with a big old wing that's mm-hmm. like a foot long. Yeah. Just imagine you go all Bob Ross, you take a big brush, a couple of colors of oils, and next thing you know, you get this wing painted with like the membrane color, and it's darker in some spots mm-hmm. than others. And all I had to do was stick a couple of dots of paint on there and just literally squish them together. So, so the oils is. blend more easily. Oh, yeah. That's so they're, they, they take longer to dry? Yeah. Because yeah. they take a little long. And they're actually, the other thing, too, is if your person likes to save money on things, you can get a set of 10 oil paints, $28 or so on Amazon. Get yourself some of the white spirits, maybe ten dollars a jar. You get some of my super expensive five dollar craft brushes. That's five for twelve, not five a piece. Thank you very so much. White spirits. That's just mineral spirits or turpentine. Right? It's it's a kind of a high quality white spirits. Okay. Think of it more like it, instead of using water to thin acrylics, you're using something more like Flow Improver. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit. That's probably the most expensive thing you're buying is the right. damn white spirits. Okay. Well, yeah, because we know you can paint with a paint roller. Well, if we just paint with like the finest waffle do- sable right here. Again, this is perfect for an audio-only podcast. It's documented. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about it. We, we never care hair. about what people can't see. Yeah, this is the waffle sable. We're listening to us. We don't well, care that means about- I can show them the stiff brushes. You and, could. and we won't get fined or nothing. No, like not that. at all. So show them your stiff bristle, and you'll be there. Yeah, there we go. Which is why it's not necessary for Jim to wear pants while he paints. Mm-hmm. He always has access to the stiff bristles. Pants just get in the way. And now you're doing all those historical views. You've got to weather all those things. Yep. What do you think? What do you think all that chipping you gotta, comes from you gotta all those vehicles? It. you got to rub it on things. <laughs> got to get that paint off of there somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's weather. That's the real severe weathering if he's like sitting there farting in a chair all day. So. <laughs> Well, again, it's bolt action. You got rounds being fired. You got yeah, heat damage going yeah. on a lot. And it matches the rust color, so yeah. you're good. It's like, it adds another dimension to his figures. It's Texture. Like, oh, they smell like they've been fighting in Europe in the mud. That's a special. You know what? Hey, if you want to buy that, it's $10 a jar. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's kind of like, well, we were thinking of making our own oil brushers. I actually bought oh, a, cool. a set of these, uh, what are they, the uh, nail polish containers? Mm-hmm. They're these beautiful glass containers that don't tip because... People don't want that stuff tipping over on their furniture. Yeah. Right. Comes with a little agitator and a beautiful foam case. We were actually thinking of making our oil brushers. Mm-hmm. Anal brushers. <laughs> well, I have those too. Yeah. I mean, that's everywhere I go. That's how you get everything clean. That's how you get the weather. doesn't believe in toilet paper. He uses anal brushes. We're going to print some nice labels for these things and see who is stupid enough to give us a buttload of money. Because you realize there are a lot the, of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people stupid enough. enough. Since the yeah. time we started this podcast, 57 new uh, Kickstarter campaigns have come up for new paints. Oh yeah. wow! Like, yeah, I know. Literally, just in the last half second, two more Kickstarters for new paint lines have come <laughs> out. There's always some kind of new paint line, and people are just throwing money at this. I so say mm-hmm. you have 
fifty-seven thousand jars of paint. Why do you need? But but they're new. They're new. I said you haven't used any of the other ones. Doesn't matter. They're new. It's painted talent. We know someone like that. Uh huh. We do know someone like that. We know someone like that. And then Kathy says, "Not more paint. Paint more." Uh huh. (laughs) Not more games. Gain more, honey. Yeah, but that that doesn't make you any money. That doesn't (laughs) apply to games. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kathy. Because some sometimes you have to. Are you on? Sometimes you have to get the game. She's on to be able to play it. Because even if you get a game today, it does not go bad. The game will not spoil. It will not rot. It will. It won't get jealous. It won't get jealous. (laughs) As long as you don't spill beer on it, it's good forever. Yeah, and you won't get a divorce. I know. (laughs) I won't get a divorce. Now, Jim, you are notorious for painting games, but not playing games. Yeah, actually, that's actually playing bolt action. Yes, I actually have four full-length battle reports already on the YouTube channel. And now with Song of Ice and Fire, I did actually play a game of Song of Ice and Fire at ReaperCon. That's cool. How was that? Like I mean, you could talk about that. That was, about that. Well, that was pretty fun because it marked the one-year anniversary from when Jim Ludwig, the person that owns Dark Star, the guy that's responsible for the whole Song of Ice and Fire game happening in the first place, mm-hmm. it was one-year anniversary of him saying, damn it, slamming that box down right in front of me, that starter box with the bazillion mm-hmm. figures in there. Yeah. It says, look at those damn figures, asshole. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll look at them. Because I never watched the show, never read the books. that's how you get Jim to paint your mini. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> you insulting. That's double heresy them. right there. But that's kind of how we met was me insulting him. I was just going to ask because yeah, how basically. you guys got married. Is, Damn it, Jim. Take a look at these figures, <laughs> asshole. That's, and I farted. That's kind of how it was a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Only it was in a hotel lobby, so it dissipated. <laughs> And you could blame it on the dog. Yeah. And I blamed it. Well, it was really a dog-friendly convention, party. I think, so I could blame it on lots of dogs. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah blame, blame it on the concierge. Yeah, we got to talk about that, too, but in the next segment. Anyways, yeah. the, the Song of Ice and Fire with Jim Ludwig. Yeah, I got to do the whole Trixie Lannister thing. I believe there was one point, uh, by the third turn, he's, he was he was kind of... He skipped one crucial part, which was <laughs> between the year that Jim slammed the game down in mm-hmm. front of him and said, you got to paint these. You got to look at these models. It led directly to me then painting hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, a big surprise. Oh, and yeah. then this year at ReaperCon, he now, and Jim Ludwig actually playing. Yeah, we, we got to actually sit down and, and throw some dice around. And well, it was mostly him throwing dice. I was throwing cards at him. And that's mm-hmm. my favorite part of that game is the off board stuff. There's that tactics board. Mm-hmm. And I had a whole bunch of NCUs, Cersei, the the dwarf, and all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. it drove him absolutely insane. What's NCU? A non, a non-combat unit. So there are guys that actually just sit off there, off the board, just pulling the strings, not doing and anything. Making things happen. I guess if you're playing a game of 40k, it would be like there's a Primarch who's not on the table, mm-hmm. but he's maybe buffing your units or debuffing the other guy. And he got debuffed something fierce. <laughs> because there was one whole turn where none of his units did anything. He just kind of sat around my last unit of crossbowmen like a little campfire. Kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll finish these guys off. It's, well, wait a minute, now that's dead. Now I didn't get to do nothing there. Wait a minute, those guys didn't do it. Now that unit's dead. So all of a sudden he went from magnanimous to like, I might actually lose this damn game. And that's kind of how the game plays. It's, it's not just, oh, I'm going to march up to something and kill it. Because if it's that kind of game, I never would have played it. Oh, yeah. yeah. As soon as I saw this this stuff where you could be the army, I nope. I said, oh, this could work. It's mm-hmm. it's nice to have a little bit behind-the-scenes strategy versus just all. If, you, if, if 
that it, it lives with the show though because it, or not in this case the book and the show it's like that you've got that backstab backstabbing the treachery the 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 I'm doing this I'm working both sides against the middle and you've got and while you guys are fighting in the middle I'm bringing out something on the flank I'm bringing like I'm hey uh hey here's a raven uh you guys gonna join my side while these two idiots are fighting and then just just wipe the table with them when something that they didn't even see coming so. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I, I enjoyed the bolt action. Obviously, it's a historical game, but geez, I even got to do a tournament of that. Wow. Yeah, wow. it was about a 30-some-odd play Operation Sting last year, and little did I know I was going to be playing near the top tables also. Wow. Because in bolt action, the game kind of starts with a draw, mm-hmm. and if you play horribly or really well, you might get a win or a loss. So the fact that it kind of starts out in the middle and works its way up from there, and there's none of this, well, wait a minute, you didn't realize that my sphincter cannon destroys your whole army on a Wonder Better re-rollable before the game starts? There's none of that in bolt action. A gun know. is a gun. Yeah. Uh, cannon, if it was called a sphincter cannon, I'd buy a couple. I mean, it seems well, fitting. That, that's me. I mean, <laughs> Sphinctorious, when he's doing more modern games, he carries around the sphincter cannon. <laughs> sphincter cannon. <laughs> well, we're excited I that feel like... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. What were you going to say? No, no, don't worry about it. We have no mic etiquette here whatsoever. Just just talk all all over the place. We're all good. You go right ahead, girl. It sounds like Jim should be playing Tyranids, you know, where there's plenty of sphincters and whatnot to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Little bug butts firing off juices. Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> he's like the abomination in, in Zombicide Invader. Spitting out all yeah. the yeah, spores. He's got like yeah. 87 buttholes. He's just like walking the through. That's the a start. The more orifices, making, the better. Yeah, making mold spores all over the place. So, I think the last time I played Zombicide, wasn't I sculpting more abominations or something like that yeah. and putting those out on the board? No, you were you were sculpting top hats for the oh, abominations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it turned into Mardi Gras. He was taking uh, blue tack. Mm-hmm. And making top hats to stick on all the abominations <laughs> that came out and Kane. So they looked very dapper. Hello, my baby. Hello, my daughter. They were very dapper. Yeah, da- yeah dapper abominations. <laughs> I think that's cool. I do, too. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> all right. Anything else, Jim? Well, I think we'll save the rest for the Reaper oh, section. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yes, because you get a whole section. You do. Guys. You get a whole segment. Yeah, the whole section to go be between Protospiel and, uh, and, and ReaperCon, our little convention update on the second segment. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, what, what do you, you want to talk about? You can, yeah, we, have, we have our hobby update as well, and it's usually our hobby update. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Um, no because <laughs> the, they don't have any we either yeah well there is a we well, 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 well we, okay, we, we already talked about star trek oh today. that's a different we well, all right talk about right. Um, now later 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 yeah okay. later i was gonna talk about that during that we, we, we can yes. we can back end that with the, we did go to a convention this weekend we did but we'll talk about that yeah protospiel we could talk about that in a little, yeah if, around the reaper con we can oh, fill that up yes. in a little convention center in the middle yes absolutely See? it's a convention center in the middle in the center. In the Even. center. See, I know. That's where we need the crickets, Dave. Oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. Y'all need some help. Yeah. I, I, Y'all need some crickets, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Where do we go to the south here? How do we go to the south? <laughs> Katie started it. You I picked what? it up. It's, I ran with it. We just got back from Texas. We spent oh. a week there. And so Y'all is just kind of... It's, it, it's it been flows. creeping in. Plus, one of my podcast co-hosts is from Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Oh. And so I hear that on a weekly basis, too. <laughs> Yeah, I don't hear y'all that often, so. You will today. I will today. <laughs> what That's else good. did we play? What else did we play? What else did we play? We played Not Alone. 
You always like not alone. I always do. It's a two-player game. Uh, it's well, no, it's a two to seven player game. Oh, it's never a one-player game. Otherwise, you'd be alone. Yes, I, yeah. I, I thought you were talking about your game night with Gene. You guys aren't alone. You're not alone. Because the two of you normally play the two of you, and the, but you invited Gene. And so more cricket. More cricket. Okay, that one. Is, yeah, you guys. <laughs> wow. Definitely more crickets. Wow, dear. The headlights expression. Why don't you explain that some more? <laughs> <I know. laughs> You know what? Give me about 15 minutes. I'll wrap it up. All right. I will tie so, it in a knot. Yes. Yeah, so not alone. Not alone. It's like a, it's a little bit of a hidden movement game. Uh, but what it is is um, a, uh, a ship crash lands on a planet. It is a hostile planet. The aliens on the planet are trying to find the people who are on the planet. In this case, it was Katie. I was always I'm always the alien. I'm always the alien. So when she's got to last long enough without being caught enough times that the rescue ship arrives. But every time I catch her, I move my track forward. So it's like these two tracks that are moving from opposite ends of the spectrum, looking for that somebody to get to the somebody get to the middle first. If the alien gets to the middle and 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 calls it a day, hey, they're assimilated into the planet. Uh, if the rest, if the 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 people who crashed land over there, they end up getting away. They get rescued and they fly away. So, but it's 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 very interesting because you you it's you right you start with five cards. So I have to pick out of those five cards which one I think she's going to land on. She gets to use the benefits of the card if I'm not there. If I'm there and I catch her, I take away some of her. I, I end up catching her and moving myself up the track. But the thing about it is she moves up the track every time. So it's a clock. So I, while it looks like out of five cards I should be able to get her, right. she has another card. If she puts it on another card, she can pull from another line of five cards to pull into her hand. So now there's another card that she can. So there's 10 total cards if she was able to get them that she could start running around. Now, I, I've never played this with more than the two. Right. And this is a really good two-player game. It's a really good two-player game, but mm-hmm. I, I've heard it plays super tight even at seven. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't imagine seven people on that board that I couldn't catch. Because if you decide there's five cards, how many cards are you going to choose? I can choose one of them, maybe catch two people. Right. Could you have more than one alien? No. No, it's always one alien. But however, the alien, as he starts going on, he starts getting cards. So there's a card. There's a card token. There's a. It comes with poker chip tokens. One's an alien. That's me. Uh, one's a little target, which is a little tar- target reticule. You can use that when you have specific cards, and it will do specific things. Sometimes it negates what the card can do. Sometimes it, it doubles or clones another card or clones you, and there's now two aliens out mm-hmm. there. Uh, there's another one called, uh, the, the planet's called Artepia, I believe. And Artepia, there's a little token with an A on it. And once she gets to a point on the track where she's getting close enough to escaping, the planet starts helping the alien to try to assimilate. So there's two, and if you have that token out there, her, it wipes out anything she has. But I don't catch her. But mm. So there's these three tokens running around between five and ten cards, and you're trying to figure out where she's going to... It's a very, a very tight cat and mouse game because it's like, a, all right, Katie and I play enough against each other. I know like, all right, I know she wants more cards. So this card over here will give her another card. But this card allows her to copy the place where I am. So if I choose that one, she could go to this one, copy the card that I'm on and still get the card that she wants. Does she know what card you're on? Or no, not? she doesn't know. She picks a card before. It's like a, and then here's the, also, the, it's a kind of a perfect information game because I know she has five cards. She places it on the table. I know she cannot go there until she, quote unquote, gives up. There's a point where you can give up and then you can take your cards back into your hand. 
But if, if she keeps throwing these cards out, she can get a pile of five cards. I know the last card she's going to be. I know exactly where she's going to go. Okay. So it kind of like removes that. But there's it's that will I give up a little bit of advantage to get my cards back into my hand? It, it's it, okay. I, I, it's a super great game. I, I, I really enjoy playing it. And I think every one of our games has always been – we have been – it's literally we're sitting neck and neck on that planet. The next mm-hmm. card is going to win the game. Right. It's never been a runaway where somebody – it's – it's super tight. I, I like I, those ones where it's by the skin of your yep. teeth. Oh, yeah. It's literally, I'm going, if <laughs> I, do, I, I, on that last game that we played, I says, if I do not catch you right now, you win. I have to, of the six cards that are on the table, because she had now six cards available to her, but she just before I had, I'm like, she knew that that was going to be the case. She pulled all of her, she sacrificed one, one turn to pull all the cards back into her hand. So now in the last turn, I had a one in six chance of finding out where she was. And if I didn't pick the right one, she was going to win because the rescue ship moves along the track every turn. There's no way to stop it. So the alien only moves if you catch somebody. So but it, it's, it's always fun and we, we, we always enjoy playing that. But, uh, so, but that's my strong old games. Anybody wants to take a look at it, there you go. Hey, look, that's our game part. Look at us go. Uh, what else do we do? Oh, tiny, we played some tiny epic mechs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the one. Um, oh, so. <laughs> Kathy did not sound too enthused about that one, did she? What, Tiny Epic Max? Yeah. Katie didn't Katie. sound Katie. enthused either. Katie, yeah. Kathy, you're Katie. both Catherines. Cat. <laughs> so, yes. You're confusing uh, me. So we no. love the Tiny Epic series, but. Mm-hmm. And we just got this one. It was kickstarted was because kick-started. we kick, we, we kickstart all the Tiny Epic series because we've enjoyed them all up mm-hmm. into this point. But this was not their strongest show. Yeah. I, well, maybe it wasn't also very – it's okay. So the game is kind of a programming game. So you program movements into it. It's it's an arena combat game in the future. Mm-hmm. So you're just a little dude running around the board. Uh, you can't officially be killed. You can just be stopped, stunned, and then you ha- then you respawn or you run around and do stuff. Uh, there are points in times where you, if you do something, you can get into your mech suit. You can flip over your card. You're now in a mech suit, so it's a little mech. And you have little – Weapons that you can put on your guys, which is pretty cool. Yeah, They're- it's really cool. So you're you're meeple, and then um, there's a suit, a plastic suit that surrounds your meeple, mm-hmm. and then you can hold extra weapons. And yep. there's actual physical little weapons that poke mm-hmm. into your meeple suit. Mm-hmm. And it, the theory is really fun, and I love. Oh God, I opened it up, and I'm like. Ah! Look at all these little meeple stuff. And, I, and then you play the game. It, it's funny <laughs> the, the, the reactions people have to the meeples and the meeple accessories and all the little, mm-hmm. the little There was a ton of meeple accessories. And then not only that is yeah. your... You know, it's kind of like when you got your mi- micro machines out as a kid, you yeah. know, <laughs> and you had all the accessories for the micro machines. That's what it's, that's what it's like. You get the meeples and you get... Get your yeah. suit and, and then they're, they're tiny and cute. Yes. And don't take up a lot of space. They are tiny yeah. and cute. Don't take up a, that's, like the, that's like Watson and Leia. They're I very feel small. Like tiny they don't Kathy take up a, would like this game. It, you know what? Maybe. I see the thing is maybe I think it needs a couple more people because I think we knew where we were going to be going. Because the programming aspect of the game is that you could you will place four cards, so you'll go say, I'm gonna go straight. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right. I'm gonna activate something. I'm gonna place a mine. Right. So you got four cards, but nobody knows what they are, and then you turn them over. Right. Now, if you ever get into a point where you get into a, a battle, it goes into something called ad hoc mode, and ad hoc mode means you get to pull all your cards back and you get to play because now your program just got screwed up because right. you got into a fight. Hmm. Fighting, we didn't really do much of it because yeah. it's kind of a 
you use a weapon once. So say you have two weapons, you use a weapon, and that weapon, if the other person has a weapon that can counter that weapon, and that was me air quoting for anybody who can see the podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, you would you could counter it, and then you could do double damage back based on a, a counter. So And then whoever couldn't attack had to run away. Right. So either A, you killed the guy or stunned him, once again, air quotes, you would stun the guy and he would have to run away. Or you'd just run out of weapons and then they also have to run away. There was right. no... Combat wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was mines. You'd put mines and turrets mm-hmm. up and the, the turrets and mines, if somebody wandered onto them, they could you'd blow them up. Right. Um, you know, it, it was okay. So it was really just a vehicle to sell the meeple suits. Um, well, see, that's the thing is they've got the item meeples. Um, they call them, it's trademarked. It's, uh, right. They call I them know. item meeples. Yeah. And they've had them for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really enjoy Tiny Epic Quest. We really like, uh, we, we played zo- uh, Tiny Epic Zombies, which is, it. it's not the greatest, but it's, I mean, for us, it's it's uh, Tiny Epic Galaxies. That's, I think that's our favorite. The Quest is a close second for me, at least. Western works well. Um, I like Western because there's a poker aspect. There's a poker aspect, and Katie's a big poker fan. So, um, but yeah, it's. It, I wish it was better. I wish yeah. it was better, yeah. but it was not. Uh, but uh, it's not going to stop us from looking because they got another one. Tiny Epic Tactics is the one coming out where they're jumping around. It's a oh, bunch yeah, of. Oh yeah, we're still going to buy the tiny. Yeah, Epic. the tiny Epic. So, so when, yeah, when you mess up, when you basically don't hit one out of ten out of the ballpark. You're still bad 900. It's like it's it's still great. You're you're still doing good. So you're like a couple of crack addicts sitting there going, oh yeah, I, I didn't like this one. I didn't like it either. Let's get some more. Yeah. <laughs> but if, yeah, it's of it, course we're gonna buy the next one. Yeah. Of course we are. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, gonna have my tiny meeples. Tiny meeples. Oh uh, yeah, and then uh, I guess the the one other thing that I can talk about is that we uh, I watched Carnival Row, and we saw the first episode. Um, very impressed. I watched. I ended up watching the the entire series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only eight episodes, so it's not really that super long. Did it get rolling after the first one? Uh, yes. It. I mean, you you have to. It, it has to establish the the yeah. world that they live in. I really do like that Victorian type thing, but then mm-hmm. they interject. They also added in the the Fae. So you've got the yeah. Fae. So it's that fantasy and that almost like a fantasy. You don't want to call it fantasy steampunk. But right. it's fantasy Victorian. It has a, it has a steampunk feel. To yes, it, I mean, it? granted, you've got that because they do have things a little anachronistic, but they're yeah. but they're still living in that Victorian era. Yeah. But they yeah. just have a couple things that are, and I, I really enjoyed it. I think it was it was strangely, I mean, I guess timely because it's all about. I mean, the entire the entire thing's about xenophobia and right. and refugees and stuff like that. And then you're talking about like oh either. And, and then you've also got the class structure. That, that's the other thing is later on. I kind of, yeah. there's one person I really, really hate in the beginning. I really like at the end. So okay. it's it's kind of like that. You, you kind of sit there and go, God, I really don't like this character. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. Redemption arc. I like I like okay. how that goes. I like how that works. But it, the, 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 I was very impressed. There are so many things out there on Netflix. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. And to be honest, because it's an Amazon Prime, and and, and uh, what's her name, the the wacky, wavy, flatable arm girl from uh, Suicide Squad, Carol Delvine. Yes, yeah. she she is she does a great job. Yeah, she's she good. does. I mean, throughout these, I mean, you you seeing one episode, but you go through the entire one, you're like, okay, at what point in time is she going to get crazy? She did a great job. I, I, I think throughout the entire, I think they did they they work well together. Um, I, I think the show. Well, I don't think her performance in Suicide Squad was was necessarily her fault. 
Maybe not, yeah, but still. Character. Yeah, it was. But then again, I saw her in Valerian. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, what, mm-hmm. pla- Thousand Planets yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, she was okay in that. I mean, yeah. she, but still, it's like she's got a very strange. She's a very strange girl. Uh, she's, she's, she's. Well, maybe it works for this show. Oh, it That's does. You know, it does because yeah. she plays. She plays a fae, right. and of course, she she actually has a fairly. All right, what's a fae? F- uh, she, uh, she is a actually. A, she's a fairy. Irish. She's. But yeah, well, they call them fairish, which yeah. is kind of you no. Know, I mean, it's it's, it's it's they're actually taking. Uh, Stuff from mytho- Irish mythology about well, their stuff. So there's, people there's have a, the whole uh, Tiernanog. People have an idea in their head about what a fairy is, and it's yeah. like Tinkerbell. Yeah, and the, but, and the, oh, and it's fae. It encompasses all of all, you know yes. every creature mm-hmm. that is in the okay. realm of fairy. Okay. Yes. So that yeah. So in, in her case, that she's actually a fairy. <laughs> a she has wings. Yeah. She's 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 a regular sized person with wings that can fly around. Uh, you've also got pox. You've got the pox, which are the the like they're goat people. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> like the, they're yeah they're like the, they're satyrs. They're yeah. the satyrs. You have centaurs, which are running around, which are very infrequent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got the trolls that are floating around here too. And then you've got other ones too. But it's 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 super interesting. I like. I, I mean, I thought I thought it was great. I'm looking for it. They did get signed for a second second season before they even aired. Um, so and, and uh, Orlando Bloom did a great job as <laughs> as the main protagonist. So, yeah. No, I thought the chick was the protagonist. Uh it's a kind of a combination. Okay, it's the it's the two. He's it, the story. The the he's the central character of the story. Okay, uh, even though that his the the relationship he has with her, as far as his interactions with her, is also that's that's a, that's. A, the background of the story, but but Carnival Row really good. Um, and then of course Dark. Uh, no, no spoilers. No, no. no we I haven't seen it yet. Either. Okay, I haven't seen yes. it yet either. Because I will, I will be seeing it before the next <laughs> yes. podcast. But yes. yeah, Dark, no, no spoilers. Dark Crystal, uh, Dark, Dark Crystal, oh, Age of Resistance. Yeah, I watched, I, I watched, watched one episode. I watched one episode, and, and it's just something that you're starting to see this big influx of all these things that you watched Dark Crystal without me. Just one episode. <gasps> What? If I had to wait for you to watch everything, I would, I'd watch. I'd wait wait six months. We have a seven so, season so Wonder Woman. Dave won't be making the next podcast or any of the ones after that. No, I just thought we were watching that. I it's can, something that's so important to him. I thought we were watching. We can it watch together. it together. I watched that's one cool. episode because it came out. I'm like, oh, I want to see but, what this. You know, is. You wanted to be important. You wanted to be sure it didn't suck and inflict that on you. Nice to cover up. Thank you, Kathy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm waiting. One of my friends and I are both huge Jim Henson fans, and so we've been waiting Mm -hmm. until we could like watch it together and binge it. And so I'm just like, I've been restraining myself. Oh yeah, not watching it. And that's that's the weird thing is we we had talked about this last episode with the whole fear of missing out thing is that with with binging. Is you hear a lot of the new series are, are planning on trying, or a lot of new, uh, like Disney. Disney is planning to air Mandalorian yeah. one episode a week uh, versus the binging. Now, and, well, but there's, there's something to be said about that a little bit because yeah, but they're all going to be online. So if you wait until the end, you could binge them all. You can. You really want to. I know, but it's, it's like, yeah. I mean, if you watch the, re- I mean, it's not a business model. If you really look at Netflix or you look at Amazon but that's Prime, the, you know, the thing is the Mandarellen is the only show Disney plus says is going to be ready. Mandarellen? Mandarellen. Mandalorian. The, Mandalorian the is the only show that they're really promoting is going to be Man's ready on, on, the the man of melanin is the only one that's going. 
available when they first open it. If it's only yeah. going to be one episode when you start the service, it's, uh, well, yeah, know. it's it's in there. They're they're locking people in for years. You can yeah. get you can get, if you locked in early, you got to like pay. So five you can bucks subscribe for one month and watch the entire that's, thing. See, and yeah. that's well, no, but they are going to load that's what we're all gonna... of their movies. So yes. all of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe movies that have all been released, yeah. every single one of those yeah. is going to be on they there as soon like, as continue the, making new yes. content yes. like the Mandalorian in which. In which they can do this yes. new, this new kind of, and that's thing. that's why they were saying that even now Netflix. I mean, this is a little bit off the rail, a little bit, but that's what we do. <laughs> is is Netflix is deciding that they had said to some point that they were thinking of new series of releasing those as a one per week or a one every few days type thing. Uh, they invented the binge watch. They did, but it's not a business model. You can see because uh, what happens when I you decide? Like, so what happens when all of a sudden everybody knows Stranger Things comes out on July fourth? What do they do? They I'm going to sign up for Netflix for this this week, and then basically binge it, and then just call it one month and call Netflix it done. Netflix is so inexpensive. Yes. I can't see people doing that. I yeah. mean, I guess there's some people that do yeah, that. And but I that's what we're going to end up doing with the CBS Plus. Yeah. Well, that, when Picard I want to watch out. That makes Picard. sense because some of this other stuff is ridiculous where it's just one, you know, like CBS yeah. or ABC or yeah. one one random. I mean, Disney is a giant and yeah, there's Disney's like a, a million juggernaut. different things yeah. that go into that. So that's understandable. I'm not looking forward content. to that. Another monthly bill there. Yeah. But, but CVS, I'm probably, we'll just do our free trial. We're going to watch yeah. Picard. And yeah. then <laughs> I, I hear that it's just as expensive for a month of that as to just go out and buy the series. Oh, really? There is somebody else yeah. I know who just went and bought the the series of Discovery as far as it's been so far. Oh, yeah. really? And, uh, so and they're did... like, wow, I really like that. So you can go out and like purchase the... Like on Apple TV or... Like, I don't know if it was DVDs or what it was that she oh. did, but she went out and bought it and watched it instead of subscribing oh. to the... Okay. You know? That's an option too. Yeah. that's Because to be honest, something like Picard, well, yeah, I probably you, would want to keep anyway. It's like... 15 bucks a month to get the CBS thing without oh. commercials. Oh. Yeah, and no it's offense. Like, and, it's like, and it's like, and it's like, and it's seven, and it's seven bucks. And there's no fast forwarding with yeah. through the commercials. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Yes. So it's double the amount if you want it without commercials. Yeah. 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 Ridiculous. Okay. Well, like yeah. Disney, Otherwise, you are required to watch yeah. the commercials. Yeah. Well, Disney Plus gonna... is, is like six ninety nine a month, which yeah. is actually pretty Which isn't bad. It, well, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good price. So, Katie or, trying to keep or us on track. Yes, she's, yes, she's yeah. trying to keep us on track. All right. So. Well, this was a great first segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I want to thank the Wobbles, and they're going to be joining us in the next segment to discuss all about ReaperCon, yep. which was in Texas. So they're going to talk about their experience down there. And a little sneak peek on something about gummy bears, I'm hoping. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping so. Um, <laughs> we're also going to be talking about some protospiel, too, because yep. we were at protospiel. So. We, we went to a conference, Yeah, we too, did a conference. So. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we went to a convention, a, a smaller one, but still. So we'll be back yep. after oh, this small yep. break. We need some beer. Beer we time. Do. Beer time. Beer, beer time. We'll be back. We're off for a quick break, but when we get back, Jim and Kathy relive their trip to Rebercon, and Katie and I fill you in on protospiel. Coming up next. Currently, humanity looks to the internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair, 
and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. Welcome back. Jim and Kathy went to ReaperCon and painted minis and gummy bears, while Katie and I played some new games at Protospiel. Wait, what was that about gummy bears? And welcome back. Again, we're excited to have the Wapples with us, Kathy and Jim Wapple. And uh, not only are they excellent at fart noises, which um, fits in That so would be well. Jim. Yes. No, there is no we but there is in the no Wapples. No there is no it's one you or are the also other. excellent at the fart noises. <laughs> no, I don't want to be like we shouldn't lump in married couples because I don't want to ever be lumped in with your stink. So oh, she doesn't want to be lumped in with his fart noises. So true. I know. Well, you know what's funny? It's you came in and it just definitely sounded like a like NPR. Like it was very so NPR. Dude, if NPR yeah. wants to hire me, I would be on board with you, that. You this. This totally is anonymous an tabletop with yeah. Ira Glass. Welcome. <laughs> this is NPR. You're listening to. Hopefully, nobody fell asleep. I would like you to try my show. He falls asleep during our episodes. There's somebody new next to me. There is. He's very tiny and he's very red. Yes, he's very red and he's skyping in from his bedroom. From his bed. Hello. Hi, Lathan. Hello. Welcome. I am here. I'm so glad you came Virtually in. Virtually, anyway. Virtually came in on to join us this today. This is the most amount of people we've ever had on the podcast. With ever. The, yeah. With the least wow. amount of pants. Yes. Well, the one time we did attempt to do that was, was that uh, the Joe's Go Away thing where we had like 9 million oh, people and yeah. everyone got drunk and fell down the stairs and then tried to that record was, things. That was a hot mess. That, that was. was I that never did, made it to air. I, it never made it to air, but that I did edit it. It, it was a fun episode. I did edit it. It was a very funny hot mess. Yeah. It you, was think, <laughs> you think it was a fun episode. Oh uh, yeah, it never got aired. Lathan's boudoir. Yeah, Lathan's boudoir. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna put some sexy music in here. So say sexy things. Say sexy, sexy things. I believe in miracles. <laughs> you sexy okay. thing. Since you came along, I, I never shriveled up so yeah. quickly in my life. <laughs> Sounds more like a commercial for Bluetooth. Don't you have like some Marvin Gaye in you or something? Like, come on. No, you need Barry White. Barry White. Well, then sing us some Barry White. No, I need Marvin Gaye. I, have I know, some Marvin me too. Gaye I like me. some Marvin Gaye. Go. Uh, I got nothing. Sexual <laughs> healing. Come on. Marvin Gaye, I mean, sexual I could, healing. I could, you know, like. The Wolfman would have something. Oh, yeah, but I can't. I get, oh, well, Wolfman's I don't, always got something. Yeah, Wolfman you know, can't start screaming. Okay. <laughs> we'll wake him up. Oh, man, gotta take a day off. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't want to miss out on your hobby update. Mm-hmm. So if you could give us a brief, brief hobby update. Because <laughs> oh, we've, okay. um, we've already been into like no, an no, hour yeah, and a half. No, no rabbit hole. And we got to get on a rat- Reaper con. <laughs> so give us your hobby okay. update. How many things have you printed? I'll, I'll tell you the quick one. So doing some printing. So show the guys on the camera. Oh, you guys can see it. that's a Warhammer gun. 
That is yeah, a bolter. That's a bolter. Bolt pistol. Bolt pistol. But it's a well, ti- that's no, a tiny bolter. No, this is. This one, um, some guy online ma- started this one off, and it's like a 40k pistol. So was not he, a bolter. So was he immediately executed by Games Workshop? Uh, <laughs> no, because it's been up there for at least a year, so they haven't come and gotten him yet. Not yet. So that's it's because the muzzle's too small. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Don't talk so about your I'm personal actually, life with Jim. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually like reworking his design because there are a few pieces in it that I wanted to change. So. The getting muzzle. my 3D, getting my 3D uh, modeling practice in. Okay. Uh, what are you using so, for 3D, uh, th- the 3D modeling? Uh, right now, I'm ter- I'm learning two different applications. I'm learning uh, Fusion 360 and Tinkercad at the same time. Yeah, I, I played so around Tinkercad, with 3- 360 a little bit, but it's it's it, it's tougher for me. I know you're pretty you're good with it because of the uh, the burning design stuff for the wood wood stuff, right? Or do you yeah, what it, do you use it, for that? It's still, 3D is still, it's, it's, I mean, when I first started dealing with 3D, it was light waves. So it's been a while. Um, the Tinkercad stuff just allows me to like quickly bang out stuff. And then the 360 is where I'm learning how to do stuff with curves and shapes and all the other fun stuff. So it's, 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 it's going, we will leave it at that for that part of it. Um, other hobby update. I am back playing that stupid Harry Potter Wizards Night. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that it's not the only thing that the game is good for is getting me up during the middle of the day at work and going for a walk to get me away from my desk. Says the guy st- sitting in his bed talking on his <laughs> podcast. Exactly. I mean, hey, it, it's damp outside. Otherwise, I'd probably be outside right now or be there even. Chasing Harry um, Potter's. <laughs> Yeah, well, yesterday, because yesterday was the dragon, they had a dragon event yesterday, Uh, and I think I put in about 15 kilometers worth of walking. Kilometers? Did you go to the UK? (laughs) (laughs) You went to Canada. You have, uh, in the game, you have port keys, and you, and as you walk around, they open, so that's you unlocking the lock, and I had, you know, I... I picked up a bunch of them that I needed to that I needed to unlock for other stuff because they've been clogging up my inventory. So it was just walking around, collecting stuff yesterday. Ah. So it was a it was a lot of I did a lot of walking yesterday. <laughs> so Harry Potter walking the game. Pretty much that's... It's the same thing with the Pokemon game. It's yeah, the same yeah. guys. That's funny. Same cause... rules apply. I downloaded the app. I was mm-hmm. I played it for like two days. And I'm thinking, I really need to get that off my phone. <laughs> I, I don't, I do nothing with it. It just, no. I'm not going to walk around my neighborhood by myself, absorbed in my phone and not paying attention to what's going on around yeah. me. Like that cars. seems like a recipe for disaster yeah. as a woman walking around the streets of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. see that's the difference between being out here in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, where I've got, well, let's see, I've got three grade schools two junior highs uh two police stations two fire stations and about a dozen parks all within walking distance so i'm I'm covered so you're just wandering randomly amongst school children police officers and firemen to find your magical items 
It gets better because I take the kids with me and force them to ride their bikes or walk or get out of the house because yes. they don't ever want to leave the house. Yeah, so I mean, it has its it has its advantages and disadvantages. The trade-off is I'll find myself like it. Um, there is a park uh, about like three blocks from my house that I'll be at like 10 o'clock at night going for a walk mm-hmm. through the park. Only person in the park, like, oh god, this is, this is all sorts of wrong. This is why I don't play it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah. Watch. exactly. You well, know, it's just horrible. It is funny because you can tell the people that are playing that or Pokemon Go because you'll just walk into a park and you'll see people one of walking around looking at the ground. It's, well, we just noticed. Well, you see people yeah. that probably no, haven't seen much. They light haven't day seen day light. Yeah. It's like the they're either a gonna burst into flames the minute they walk out their front door or. This is the first exercise they've done in quite some time. They they walk like they're taking their first steps. Yes. Yeah, so they're look they're yeah. face down into a phone walking through the middle of a field. We're going, okay, they're looking for Pokemon or they're looking for the Harry Potter stuff. Well, what makes it so bad for me is because I've got remember, I've got grade school age kids, and because the kids play it, the parents end up playing it. Oh, true. So I've got a dad's group. <laughs> so instead because of sitting around talking and drinking about beers and drinking uh, talking about football you guys are talking about whether you got that uh that most the most the potion or the the dragon the other pretty day pretty much yeah. we meet up at the i mean just like you meet them you run into them like when you drop the kids off in the morning you run into them and you walk you either walk i walk or ride the bike to drop the kids off so we're going the same way and literally that's the we talk about the stuff that the kids talk about so we don't talk about sports, although they may start now, now that football season has started. We talk about, you know, it's like, yeah, your kid playing Fortnite? I'm like, yeah, mine's not. You know, it's like, okay. And we discuss what games the kids should play, so it's kind of weird. Um, so those are kind of the two, the two big hobby updates. I guess the third one is I am loving Zombicide Invader. Oh, you're playing some more of that. We were talking about that earlier with the game we played last time. Yeah, so the kids love it. They actually like it better than the regular zombie side one. Um, mainly, I think it's because I don't have as much stuff for it. So it's like a big production when we pull out the regular zombie yeah, side. Yeah, that gets overwhelming. Yep. Yeah, you pull out too much yeah, stuff. I mean, we spend an hour. Well, I don't know which character I want to play. <laughs> so it just takes forever. Versus this one, they've got fewer choices and they love it. Yeah, we're looking. So we're, we're, de- we're definitely looking forward to playing again. Kathy has mentioned that she wants to come to the next time yeah. we play. So, oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I because I well, you know, Lathan, I've said that I love Zombie Side and and it's not because of the zombies because I'm not one of those people into the whole zombie everything. Right. But one with aliens, I'm I'm down for that. Well, if anything, I I I love it. It's it it's still the same gameplay. It's still the same game set. It's just a different setting, and it yeah. brings something mm-hmm. new to it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one, one final thing is, okay. Um, which one of you told me to get Shovel Knight? <laughs> I think that was me. Because <laughs> I'm always, you? I'm the, I'm the guy who is always like, like, hey, come to the dark side, get this Kickstarter. Get I think this that was Jonathan. Jonathan well, no, said was, that. We I had can't Jonathan see. and Heath on the show, and he they was told on the you show. to do it. So you listen. You know what I need? What? I need like the scene from uh, what was it? Um, the Les Grossman scene where he's like, give me the key grip. Find me the key grip. You the key grip, good. Go punch him in the face. <laughs> really so, so wait, you so you're gonna you wanna punch me in the face because I'm leading you on to all these awesome new things. 
making me buy all these games. Wait, why is Shovel Knight a bad thing? It's not. It's the fact is I'm a bad influence because all I do is I say, hey, look at this Kickstarter. That's another cool. Yeah, he has a Kickstarter problem. It's like we need to start up a Kickstarter anonymous, anonymous Kickstarter tabletop, tabletop, tabletop. We should start up a Patreon for that. I think we did that that last time. That would be a good idea. I agree. Yeah, yes. So, so, so Lathan has a Kickstarter problem. I am his dealer. <laughs> I am pretty much like, hey, yes. here's one Kickstarter for free. Next one's going to cost you. It did. Shovel Knight became fully funded. Yep, so they were fully funded. They got their Panda Cult Games, yep. who we had on the show couple well, a couple episodes of, ago. A couple episodes ago, yeah. It all blends into each other. I don't know how long That's ago it was. That's why we have good friends of all of ours, I think. Yeah. The Panda, it was the, the episode right for... after Adepticon. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. Yeah, but they yeah they after their their second uh, launch they relaunched to get uh, more options out there. They got funded uh, pretty quickly, and uh, you know what's funny about what? that though is you know they relaunched because they wanted to include a lower price point tier. Yeah, tier. So yeah. they wanted to do a game that included the cardboard minis and for a lower lower. Yeah, the cardboard fee. standees. Yeah. Everyone still bought the high-end yeah. one. Yeah. So, the, so the twenty-five people that complained about the lack of price point that was low enough to be to be getting the cardboard standees. Yeah, I know. Kathy's playing the violin of sympathy. I know. In mockery. I know. Just, I mean, the minis were pretty awesome in their own right. Elizabeth did a great job painting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but hey, I mean, you're gonna get if people are gonna have that issue, they're gonna have that. But I'm glad they funded regardless. They got their, uh, they got the funding. They got both both versions out there. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. But uh, you'll have to bring that over there. Yes, because yes, of course, when we knew once, that you backed once it, you we, get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we all don't have to back. Yeah, it. Exactly. it's like, well, it's like hey, we love waiting. Yeah. The other thing, ooh, did I just lag out? No, I didn't. No, I, mean, I don't know. Did. Good, anyway. It's all good. No, oh, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Okay, <laughs> there it is. I saw it coming. Well, that'll be some interesting the editing. <laughs> At least it was like it was like Matt's headroom. At least he didn't start stuttering. Although, oh no, that would be fun. It would. Be. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Lathan, so much for your hobby update. That means that that's the hook coming out. Get. <laughs> That is the hook. <laughs> no more hobby update for you. He's been hooked. He said he was finished up. I know, I know. I'm just joking because yeah, that's what I was, we do. I mean, the only other thing I had was... Oh, no, he's not. ...was no, I've been watching not. a lot of videos. Well, hey, we that's for a different... That, the, ex, a different the, the, Exotica, the Exotica episode is yeah, usually in April. We don't know. Yeah. No, not those. <laughs> I've been watching Young Justice, Titans... And the tail end of Swamp Thing. Get out. DC stuff? Like really, really I never would have guessed. <laughs> the tail end of Swamp Thing. Jim and I look at each other. There's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> the tail you end of Swamp Thing. There. Like the I said, just when I thought thing. I stopped wanting to have sex with plants. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you st- you started wanting to have sex with plants? Who yeah. doesn't? Yeah, so seriously. Plants? Have you ever seen some sex? There are some sexy-ass plants out just, there. Just drive around the neighborhood. How many uh, shrubberies have you seen wearing baseball caps lately? Mm-hmm. A lot of them. To- tons. tons. I, apparently, I'm having sex with shrubbery now because yes. that's once again a, a shrubbery. Shrubbery. <laughs> bring me a shrubbery. Me we a shrubbery. are the knights who say me. Bring me a shrubbery and I will fuck it. I blame you, Lathan. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault, Lathan. I didn't start that one. That's all them. That is all them. Oh, yeah. Nothing ever starts with you. Nothing. It's all Dave. Dave's like drinking his beer and he's drinking his craft beer and going, uh, it's a, hey, 
What you doing here? That's a sexy shrubbery. You're a sexy shrubbery. I love well, your Let's leaves. get it on. Yeah. Some, hey. And he starts I playing see Barry White bush. on his phone. What? Oh, Jesus, Dave. You I always take I it too far. <laughs> you always take it too far. <laughs> Wait, you have me impregnating trees or bushes, bushes. or shrubberies. Bushes. Shrubberies. And I call it a bush. And then you go and make it dirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, this you is, want, if you want to have some... This is that's why we have the adults only rating. I know. Otherwise, this is a Pot, nice wholesome meat conversation. Yeah. 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 Pot Pot is a natural yeah. thing. It is, unless you're having it with shrubbery. I'm, I'm assuming. I that seems a, that it, seems arrestable. It seems like if I decided to go have sex with a, a tree, I know. As long as it's say, your own trees, it's only it's only troublesome when it's like public nudity. Yeah. But yeah. otherwise, well, I think you could get away. You with have it. to be naked to have sex with a tree, unless you're no, just showing your why. Why? Why? Why do you have to be naked? Well, how because he, he likes it. He no, doesn't no, have to be. He chooses. You know, that's a choice. Want to be with my forest? Not vote. a requirement. <laughs> the pants were off anyway. Just I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Just watch out for rose bushes. Those guys are bitches. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile. 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 Anyway. 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 I do love that segment. Yeah. Back okay. in the conventions. Yeah. We are going to do a one eighty. Sure, we are. <laughs> and. We're going to take the podcast over to the Wapples. Yeah. Where they're going to discuss their recent experience at ReaperCon. ReaperCon. So why don't you guys start telling us what the heck is ReaperCon? What? You don't know what ReaperCon is? Not everyone might know ReaperCon. They know what ReaperCon is. Have you heard of Reaper Miniatures? Yes. Yes, Perchance, I I asked our listeners uh, if you're familiar with Reaper Miniatures, the company... Reaper miniatures. Reaper paint, too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Reaper paint is amazing. Uh, they put this convention on every year, and it's moved to Labor Day weekend. It, 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 it started out, it was in the spring all the time, and then it was in October, and now this new hotel was built in Denton, Texas, which is about a half an hour from the Reaper factory, where they make all the miniatures and That's paints convenient. and everything. And the only the only thing they could do is get this contract, which was Labor Day weekend for, I don't know, a bunch of years. So now it's Labor Day weekend, competing with Nova Open, competing with PAX, PAX competing with... Dragon Gun. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but it didn't stop ReaperCon from growing like crazy. It's not a huge convention. I mean, it will never be a Dragon Con. It will never be a Gen Con. Mm-hmm. But it did leap from, what, 500 people to 1,500 people? Wow. 1,500 this year and potentially year. a couple thousand next year. Wow. So because of this new venue, I mean, it's a really nice hotel. And they have a lot of room for for growth there. That's awesome to hear. And it does sound a lot bigger. How many people go to Adepticon just as a... About five. No, they they, they passed a, like sixty three hundred, I think, yeah. this year. Yeah, that's pretty big. But so, all the conventions are growing ex- almost like exponentially. I mean, yeah. you see every convention is growing leaps and bounds. It's good yeah. to see that ReaperCon's doing the same. We're yeah, geeks for, and we're proud. Yes, for one that's focused primarily on miniature painting, but they also have started doing a uh, like D and D and Pathfinder adventure, like the D and D adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adventures League, yeah. Yeah, so they have some organized play, role-playing game stuff going on there now, which ties in with, you know, their miniatures because the miniatures are are fantastic for yes, you know, for your characters for role-playing games, uh, for fantasy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys all do down there? 
We painted a lot. We painted a lot of miniatures. Wait, get out. I you know, guys painted I know. a lot? It's, it's shocking, really. I'm going to knock painted. that paintbrush out of your hand. You're painting right now, aren't you? In my mind. <laughs> oh, Jim did look like he's going to space out. Yeah, That's not even that. an exaggeration. No. He really is painting in his mind right now. How does he sleep? He doesn't. He doesn't. He paints <laughs> in his mind. So I saw that Jim won some awards. Did you put any entries in? I have not yet posted my one thing. I So... I just grabbed a few things that were finished because I didn't have a, a lot of finished models just hanging about. Um, and the model I intended to finish for ReaperCon this year, I didn't get finished. It's the 54 millimeter uh, Monique de Noir, which is a, a one of their large scale metal models, which I don't know if it's in print. You can still buy it on their store, but I do not think they're making more. I don't think they did a Bones one of it either. But anyways, uh, I realized because it's a larger scale, I would need to do more to it. I couldn't just paint the armor white with shading and have, you know, the, the nicely shaded armor and nicely shaded, you know, nicely blended. It's not good enough to just have it be nicely blended. You have to do something more to it. Yeah. You have to take it to the, the next level mm -hmm. after nicely blended. And... It's, so that's there's so much, so much to see on a large-scale model. Yeah. You have to really exactly. kind of ratchet it up. So as I'm painting this on my stream, uh, I'm like, yeah, I need to add freehand to this. And I can't do that while I'm streaming because, you know, I have a chat going and yeah. I'm, I'm talking to other people who are there. And it just uh, it gets a little distracting. Like my normal painting I can do, but doing something that... I'm going to be holding my breath the whole time while I'm doing it, which is, you know, all these careful little freehand patterns. Um, so I decided there was no way I could finish that in time for ReaperCon this year. I'm not going to rush something like oh, that. So I just that. I just found a few things that were already finished that were sitting around, and one of them was uh, this little uh, stuffed animal unicorn that uh, Antoine Bergeron, who is Lisonian, uh, he's Canadian, um, but he sculpted it yeah, for Nan his. Nancy's wet just from his name. <laughs> <laughs> Antoine Bergeron. Um, Thank you. He's... <laughs> she needs a moist towelette. So, Our next sponsor, moist towelettes. Yeah. He sculpted it for his kid, mm -hmm. and then he did a small run of of resin copies and. I was given one by Paul Fillion, who is, they do that, what are they? they wow. <laughs> How many Canadian friends do you have? It's like, it's like, Tish, a, it's like the cast, it's like the cast of Wayne Miss over there. Yeah. <laughs> Jean Valjean. No, this is my friend. He's not Canadian. I know he's not, but he's French. He's French-ish, right? Blush. Well, yeah, I was going to say, Jean Valjean is yeah, French-French. French. Well, yes, but that's all okay. Frenchy stuff. But go so, ahead. French so, stuff. Paul Fillon and Antoine Bergeron. <laughs> I'm making eye contact with Nancy as I say this now. Oh, yeah. And also, you know, sexy lip things are going on. And she's wearing a German hat. And Jim is smoking his invisible cigarette. Because nothing's more romantic than the Germans. We've all turned French. Canadian. Oh, Jean-Francois. Oh, Francais. They have a podcast called Geeks of the North, 
<laughs> That's a cool name. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're like a weekly thing. So look them up if you like. It should oh, just be podcasts. their names. <laughs> yes, we will put them in show notes. So give us links and stuff like that. We will definitely leave oh, them up. But anyway, so he, he, so Paul gave me this at Adepticon a couple years ago and, and I painted it up. And so I entered that into the painting competition uh, because at ReaperCon, their open competition isn't only Reaper miniatures. You can enter whatever the hell you want. Oh, that's good. That's good. So I entered this thing in. I, I stuck it on a plinth and and, uh, and put it in there, and it won a gold. Hey! hey! Yeah. Congratulations! <laughs> so yay! Uh, and and he's super cute. I'm going to be throwing him up on my Instagram and Facebook and stuff uh, soon. Cool. We'll share that when yes. you post it. And I, Jim, I want to see what did you win. Uh, I think well, she got the gold in open category. No, got, that was uh, it was just painters. I was in painters. I think I got a gold in painters, gold in open, and then the silver in ordnance. Cool from, for the barbershop navy, the Gabbiano class Corvette. Yeah, I, I the barbershop I, navy. I mean, all I can see is little dudes in straw hats I know. like singing. <laughs> We like to call them gondoliers with guns. That's much more. It really is more like the gondolier. I have a question for the ordinance category because I know at like World Expo for ordinance, it had to be like the correct colors and everything. Does Reaper follow that as well for their ordinance? I think the guys that are judging it, I think it's the North Texas Military Modelers Club or something like that. So they know the difference between a Panzer 38T and a Panzer 35T. I mean, yeah. they would they would totally. know if, if the Kursk... That's like obvious, man. If, I know. If, if I it know. wasn't Kursk soil, they would know that right. it's the wrong I color want, I want, mud. I don't, I don't know the difference between that and pancake blueberry. So that's... <laughs> Once I started to play bolt action, that, that's how I have to pancake approach Song of Ice and Fire. Because oh. <laughs> I've never seen the show or read the book. So I have to basically research it just like bolt action stuff. Yeah. So uh. what would... A Panzer II marking look like in Russia versus, say, Poland or France. And they are radically different. If you don't get them right, they will come after you. There will be multiple helicopters landing on your lawn and they'll just With take you away. Forks. These guys take it seriously. <laughs> almost you as much a, as. You got almost as much. Guys. Yeah, look, yeah. miniature train guys. They're just like, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, there's a whole they bunch of. They put on that. their conductor's hat and yeah. come for you. They're just like, oh, no. Oh, no. But you didn't paint there that coal car blue. Our favorite quote is the grains of sand in that diorama are too coarse for that part of the Sahara Desert. Uh-huh. They oh. actually they went there. <laughs> they went there. Your sand isn't to scale. Your sand, sand is not isn't to scale. To scale. Yeah. Huh. Well, what do you find scale the, accurate sand? I don't even know. You know what? You just have to sit with a micrometer. That I heard at measure. World Expo was. The flag bearer would not be in that position in a military battle. Oh I'm yeah! Like, All righty. <laughs> the the, the like, flag bearer would be running away while everyone yeah. else was shooting. He was really enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. Well, just as it is, we're kind of an unusual thing for ReaperCon because it is—it's very Reaper centric. Mm-hmm. And I stroll in there, so we do a Fort Wapple, just like we do at Adepticon. And do, I'm, do, do, do. We need a Fort Wapple song. Yeah, it's just farts. It's just farts. That's all. I refuse to believe it's just farts, but do 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 do. Me and my co-host do that. Hey, Mister Fort Wapple, would you like someone to make you a sign? I know what you need. You need the old F Troop theme song. 
I need yeah. a version of that for Fort Wapple. Well, I, I'm Jim, not sure Jim, it can be that serious. Jim, yeah. maybe, maybe for next, maybe maybe <laughs> no. for next Adepticon, I'll see what I can do about it. Get, yeah. I'll, I'll make you a sign because that's our Ooh, that's the meat yeah, grinder you need sign. A legit sign for yeah, Fort I can Wapple. I can make you a I can make you a Fort Wapple sign. The meat grinder sign. Your meat grinder sign almost got us evicted from Adepticon. Well, yes, because you're not official. You're we not official. We definitely it's have got to have lights a, on it too. Definitely has we to brought have, a sign. They were like, they didn't like that we brought yeah. a sign. Oh, look at the back. <laughs> they were pissed. Has, we brought a sign. The sign they're is like, a well, back. if you bring it signage, because we were playing in the yeah. open tables. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, if you bring a sign, you're going to have to register tables and stuff like so, that. Like, so I didn't want the people who walked looked at it from behind to not think it was something. And there. Yeah. It, it is a working furnace. That's because yeah. 3D is yes. all the way around. Yes, It'll it have is. to say Fort so, Wapple, not everyone survives. Oh, no, yes. no, no. He detailed the bottom of the base. Is, yeah. Hey, if is Fort Wapple a registered event? No. Well, so why would they give us a hard time? Oh, well, Fort the Wapple? Hobby Lounge the is, a, oh, okay. is a, an event. Okay. And and uh, it's just sort of people started calling it Fort Wapple because Jim and I were there and we set up all these tables around us and people were like, it looks like a fort. And that's kind of how it, it started. And other people were the ones who, who started, started calling, calling it that. It that. So and, you're going to refer it to it to something. You know. Yeah. And then and then people are like, well, are you going to have a Fort Wapple at this convention that you're at? Are you going to have a Fort Wapple at this? And we're like, well... Challenge accepted. So I guess that's a thing. So did Reaper I'm put Fort paints sign for at you for Fort Wapple? Because I know at Adepticon there no. was a, there was a, one vendor it's, that had it donated paint. Well, actually, Reaper has been yeah. donating paint to the the Hobby Lounge at Adepticon. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, Although, if, you, if you like, what I could do is I could put a Fort Wapple, and I will put a little Velcroy little area that if you wanted to add something sponsored by Reaper, so you could do whatever you want so to do. There aren't any sponsors, okay. but Games Workshop is actually offered to put paint over there okay. this coming yeah. year. So I don't know if we're going to have Reaper and Games Workshop okay. paint there or, uh, in 2020. Or right, well, I, I will. I will make you. I will take it upon myself to make you a sign before <laughs> before Adepticon. I said we already have the meat grinder sign. Don't have to make another one of those. So, well, but, I'm going to have to make sure that the meat grinder sign is legal too. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to need to start talking to somebody. Oh, we could, we'll just hide well, it and just move it around. He likes the gorilla. Or event. just don't bring the I know, meat grinder sign were, and we just play. Why? The meat you know, grinder sign is you amazing. Why would you kill my child? <laughs> We also had a bombing of Fort Wapple this year. Actually, it's been bombed three times, technically, in, in, in six what? years. Yeah, I was like, trying to help somebody. They wanted to do something with their base. Yeah. And they wanted to do object source lighting. The base was the source. Yeah. And I suggested they go into the viewer's room and find fluorescent paint somewhere. And yeah. One of the paints they came back with was, was this really, really liquid, kind of splashy, blood ink, red intensity, color. Intensity, the scale 75 intensity. Yeah, okay. and, and this person had never worked, apparently, with acrylic paints before. And scale seventy five dropper bottles, you have to punch the pin through them to get any paint to come out. Yeah. And I'm looking at her. She's she's squeezing that bottle pretty hefty. Oh. I'm like, this could be bad because you got to remember about. Did it get eight, on other people's mini? Look well, how everyone here already knows what let, happened. Let's, yeah. gonna happen. like, I don't tell the just now to my left, about three inches away, starts my all of my miniature, my two hundred plus miniatures that I brought. She is to my immediate right. And when I see her pull off the little nozzle cap, I think, okay, disaster averted because she's going to tap the cap on the table like we all do when those damn bop dropper bottles yeah. stick. Uh-huh. So I turn away. Next, you know, I hear the explosion. <gasps> she took both of her hands and was squeezing this thing so hard, 95% of the paint came out Just- of that jar. 
There was a big red splotch in front of her. There was a big red, big red splotch on her, on me, on the floor, on the chair. It was kind of like a uh, blood spatter outline. Yeah. It, was like, <laughs> it was like Dexter. <laughs> so I run upstairs to throw some water on this, maybe change some clothes or something like that, unless I had a little, really bloody sphincter or something like that. <laughs> Judging by the angle of the droplets. So this thing is pointed. Dexter. I'm thinking, well, this thing is pointed away from where the miniatures were, so I probably am okay until I get back downstairs and I see pink smears everywhere. And that, kind of like somebody just could really botch the job of cleaning the murder scene. Oh, <laughs> and then I start to look at my lights, which were to my left. I said, "There's red, pink splotches all over those too." And I look at my look at my ships. There's red dots all over those. And look at that red. There was a red spot four feet away in a direction opposite from where she was pointing that jar. There was red spatters all over there. So that was actually tech. Now there's oh, this also has to be on the sign. Sure. No blood red colors allowed. <laughs> Because that is the third time, my very first Reprocon. I'm fixing to do a shaded base coat class, and I've got these, oh, it's the secret weapon, uh, the washes, which are also very kind of splattery. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that dried blood would have then be spattered all over my seven step-by-step figures that were in the middle of the table, the people across the table. And this happened about two seconds after I said people, like, be really careful with these jars. They spatter. No sooner did the word er get out of my mouth that all over the place. You need a sneeze guard around your mm-hmm. stuff. That's well, then true. there's yeah. then there's Just this one nice over here. Wash. Remember, there's no we in Team Waffle. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who got me with the dry blood last year? That was the uh, the Badger Airbrush Ghost Tint Fresh Blood. Mm. <laughs> it was my first time, well, first and only so far time using an airbrush. And I wanted to use the ghost tint on this plinth because it's transparent. And uh, and she hands him his over. It's not spraying it's, anything. <laughs> <laughs> so he he tips it to look at it, right? And the cup is on the top, and it's full of this fresh to blood. the brim. To the brim, and I said, all of a sudden, I'm like, okay. well, I'm like, so wait, just for she the put record, it in your hand, and it was full to the brim. And you tipped and, it and over. To, to try and see what's going on with the needle, I, I moved it this way to see what was going on. Next uh, thing I know. It's totally my fault. Paint all over it. So that is on the sign for Fort Wapple. No blood red allowed. Yes. You totally sold that beautifully. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, oh, yes. Wait, who, what, what? Oh, she'll be back. She'll be back. Okay. Katie. Uh, she was trying to be silent about that, but Tim ruined it, Stop as it. always. <laughs> Everybody stopped and looked Katie, at her. Katie, Katie must me. step out for a few minutes. She will return. Katie okay. has to take the dog out. So, yeah. so until then, we'll play elevator music. That's what I always say. Katie needs her crack break. Or, you know, we could just ask them some more questions about ReaperCon. Wait, there's some about ReaperCon. Really into the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> Wait, that was the girl from Ipanema. That was yes. the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we will go back. Yeah. So, so no. Okay, on the sign, no red paint. Well, no, but no blood you, red paint. No, bl- no blood red paint. Um, Nothing with the word me? blood in it. Other reds are fine. I'll, I'll, I'll let you put a little sign Black, on the bottom of it because somebody does need blood red paint if you're deciding to. Mm-hmm. Great blood red. I right? would it could be, it could be placenta red. I don't care what <laughs> it is, but it can't be blood over your red. Painting area. That's all. <laughs> I, like, I like the sneeze no, guard. No, you need idea. Yeah, sneeze, just a sneeze guard. guard or just like with a with a. With it looks like orifice on the back you that you can just, just push yourself up, through. Like just a little area <laughs> where if people are opening red paint bottles, they have to do it in the little protected area and then put it on their palate. 
and then they can go back to where they're yeah. painted. So, and, so, and their area's way the fuck yeah, the, over there. The, the area's way in the corner. It has the sneeze guards around it. It almost looks like guys in freaking bomb disposals. Yeah. So it's like okay. waiting for you. Lathan has an idea. Yeah, get so him one got- of these. Here's what we need to get him. We need to get him like one of those big plastic bubbles. That's what I and said. You stick him inside of the bubble. The cone of silence. With like an orifice exactly. on the back he where he can stick like his head and his hands bubble. through. A little, little sphincter. Yeah, little sphincters. Three sphincters on the back of it. You stick your head and both your hands through. <laughs> you paint whatever you just pull them back out wait, again. Wait, you forgot one other opening. You need one for the sphincter. You need a sphincter for the sphincter. You need uh, a, sphincter. a sphincter. No, sphincter. because your ass will be on the outside, so you'll be breathing fresh air. Oh, so no Dutch oven effect. Okay. So you will, yeah. So it will even <laughs> protect your ass in it. It will Dutch protect you yourself. from yourself. You Dutch oven everybody else. You're yeah. Fine. No one can see Kathy rolling her eyes right now. <laughs> Actually, I did. I saw them go around twice. <laughs> Snick eyes. But actually, I got a daughter. I can hear eyes roll from a mile away. <laughs> so, so Reaper Miniatures was kind enough to make a banner for Fort Wapple. It says no red paint. Using <laughs> using uh, pictures of some Reaper Miniatures that Jim had painted in years past, and so that. That was really cool. So we had that hanging up behind us. We have less tables than we do at Adepticon. And it's really more of a bring your own whatever if you want to sit and paint there. <laughs> there's there's not like free paint. I mean, there's there's an exhibitor's hall full of paint you can go buy and brushes you can go buy and miniatures. And I it's actually... Funny. They will donate paint for Adepticon, but they won't donate it for their own con. You know, if we asked, <laughs> they probably would. Actually, the yeah. person but that uh, she, Cheryl, she retired, it. she's normally the one we would talk to. Oh. So, yeah, Reaper is down several key positions right oh. now. Cheryl retired. I love Cheryl. She's a sweetheart. I didn't know until I went to... I was going to go walk in the room to get the things that I usually get from her. And mm-hmm. really, it would have been like, why is this homeless guy walking into the room asking for all this stuff? <laughs> With his hands out going, can I get some Reaper Clears, please? In, in their like, defense, you were you? pushing a shopping cart full of all your clothes. When they see me coming, they, they say, oh, here's Jim. He's got all this fancy paint stuff. He must have the fancy paint case and the brushes and all that. And they see me and they're like, so what's that like Dominic's bag or that Target bag? That, and that I just dump it out on the table. That's all my stuff. The, the paints, the brushes, the whole thing just dumped out of a plastic bag. And that's my carrying case. So people always get really disappointed when they see me. They just <laughs> it's case. super fancy. And people, people always, yeah, but it's like, it's like they get disappointed, but then they're just like, he do it. It should look like well, James well, Bond. He no. should be like an aluminum case that you open it up and tears raise up and, you know. Lathan, what were you saying? See, what drives me nuts about it is the fact that I make paint storage. I've given him paint storage. I have those at yeah. home. Well, we use your yeah. things oh, at, home. Them at home. We just don't take them with us on the road. You should put it in a Dominic's bag. I need to, like, I need to just, like, buy a foot locker. <laughs> with wheels on it <laughs> and just build trays in there so that all of your paints are in there you just pull them out and go well that's just it i've I, never taken more than 10 or 12 anywhere minutes. you just need a little that's toolbox. the thing because you can't you can't have them in your carry-on so you have to rely on throwing them in your suitcase and, and so there's okay. there's only so many paints you can take when you travel to uh one of these other conventions where you're flying in Let's put it this way. I had about 200 rare earth magnets in my suitcase. We could have ended up in like Uganda or something like that if there wasn't for GPS. If there were still relying on compasses. Mm. Plus, well, when you got that many rare earth magnets in your suitcase, you're liable to put the TNA and TSA. 
because like don't don't even bother with the gloves, baby. And you and I, <laughs> your name is now Rory, and you're mine. And while you, you say that, and then they put a second set of gloves on, you're like, uh oh, this guy's nasty. Oh, that, when the gloves go up to their snap. armpits, yep. you know you have a problem. That's like the they, cow birthing gloves. Yeah, <laughs> all the way up to your elbows. I got yep. a pair of those in the bathroom. What do, you do you need the le- the lube? No, not for this one. So, well, Get I the painted. Sand out. We're gonna make it worth it. And that was the the only paint I had with me was oil paints because I'm every time I come there with paints, especially Reaper paints. Cheryl says, "Why the hell did you do that?" I just would have gave you some. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'm not coming with any Reaper paints. I just came with a couple of things, oil paints. And I went, well, guess we're using oils all weekend long here. Yeah. No, Jim, because I got uh, Katie to give me. So you just have to figure out who to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> and I figured it out right away. And maybe not smell like farts. Because <laughs> I, I didn't bring many paints with me. I just had an accidental few that were in with my in my bag where my brushes were and I'm like oh I have some metallics which I don't often use and a couple of secret weapon paints and uh, and I those secret weapon paints were the the purple heat and the orange heat which are my favorite and I use them all the time and these were brand new bottles of them which I completely forgot I had and I'm like sitting at my desk scraping with a brush out my my old one going I really need to get some more of this meanwhile in this bag in my reaper bag from last year i had these brand new ones so they came with me to ReaperCon this year um but yeah i talked to katie because i needed clears the reaper clears are the paints i use the most of in addition to the secret weapon mm. paints so they're what just a color with a very small amount of pigment in it for like, no, a, like well, a candy color sort of it's or? weird because it's kind of the opposite of that uh the clears really are more of a pure pigment. Oh, okay. And it is pretty dense. It's it's translucent when you put the first layer on, but mm-hmm. but you easily are able to build up the the opacity okay. mm-hmm. and the uh, the uh, the saturation of the color right. with those paints. And I love to mix them together, sort mm-hmm. of a kind of a CMYK. It's my f- my faux CMYK mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I'll make a nice dark color. I don't use black. Uh-huh. But I can make a nice dark color using a combination of the Reaper Clears. Right. And there are many colors, although not all, obviously. But there are many colors I can make with these paints. And so people are coming by and sitting next to me. And they're like, oh, what color are you using for, for that? And I'm like, oh, just mixed a, little, mixed a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And, you know, and they'd be like, so what color do you think I should use on on this and they're like well have you tried mixing a little bit of th-? and they're like wait mixing <laughs> <laughs> and reaper's like shh like, x-may on the okay. x-may that's my hobby thing that's my hobby jam is mixing my mixing and mixing blending and colors. layering and why would you ever do that mm-hmm. it's that's my hobby <laughs> like miniature painting is incidental to my hobby of mixing paints <laughs> you, you need five colors of paint oh, oh well you mix your own black so you don't need black that's so you need why, four that's why i'm always <laughs> like um, you don't need more paint. You just yeah. need to paint more. Yeah. You know, you don't need five different sets. Yeah. Of different brands of paint. That's why. You know, I'm you just much... need to paint more. And, and the paint sellers an- are like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Need more paint. Yeah. Need Shut more that paint. Need up. I'm basically the antichrist. Most paint companies they come along like you need 400 colors of these, and I say you need four. You need yeah. five. 
That's all you need. Well, yeah, you're also the one who folk art. You'll paint with folk art paint. Yeah. So <laughs> it's you. Yeah, maybe not. But you, you. I mean, you. You're. You take pretty much anything you have. It's like, oh, you. Oh, you want this like hundred and fifty dollars sable brush? Oh no, I could do that with this four dollar. For well, a pack of well, what's this, Mister Pinky? Up four dollars yeah. a brush. What the hell is that? We're yeah. talking like thirty-five yeah. cents a yeah. brush. Yeah, I mean that's. No, come I, like, on. I like. You, you do Bob brush. Ross painting. Yes. Yeah. You need a big fro. That's what you need. You need you a big need fro to sell and your own blue shirt. stuff, and then tell people they need four hundred. I yeah. told Jim he needs to do a straight up Bob Ross uh, landscape on the side of one of the tanks. Oh yeah. Oh. That would be to be honest, Jim, or what Tim, you had a good idea. What he should do is he should buy the cheapo brushes from Michaels, Hobby Lobby, wherever, Lowe's, and just paint waffle on the just, side of and it. And just all of a sudden repackage them and sell them again and say that these are what I paint with. Waffle. You would not be the first person to suggest that. Yep. <laughs> Kathy, if you have Roku, one of the apps is literally all of the seasons of Bob Ross. So you can down you can download the app on. They have the Roku. a Bob Ross Twitch channel. Yeah. where you can watch Bob Ross uh, twenty four hours yeah, a day. So it's, yeah, okay. yes, because I find it very soothing and interesting. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> little clouds. Yeah, there's never yeah there's never an accident. It's never a, a mistake. It's always a happy little accident. It there is. are people that play my painting videos for their kids because it just transfixes them. They just <laughs> kind of stare straight ahead for hours on end. That's me just recruiting my army. Yeah. Um, that was the Disney Channel. It's your minions. That they're my child soldiers. They will then help mm-hmm. me take over the rest of the world. Sweet. Galactic. One paintbrush at a time. For my last Mother's Day, I told my girls I wanted to paint with them. And I, I, I said, I'll bring everything. And I got us all big furry brown wigs. So that, and we just put it on, and we have to keep up no matter what. I was screaming by the end. It's like, please stop, please stop. I can't do this. I can't do this. We can't pause it. But we looked well, fabulous in our froze. That's why I couldn't do it. I had no cocaine. You had no um, cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Damn it all, Val. So we're, we're totally uh, <laughs> drug free. <laughs> As it turns out. No, that's, unless you count paint. Because you eat your fair share of paint. I don't oh, know how no, you guys do that. No, we don't. You don't? <laughs> no. Not anymore? Or is that... Neither of us is a dirty, filthy brush licker. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do when I start teaching oil painting classes. Is so how many of you folks out here like to lick your brushes and all their hands go up? So right now, I'm t- I list them Fuck off the ingredients here. in the oil paints, like phthalo, cyanide, green, cobalt, blue, cadmium red. It's that you have been warned. If any of you guys are laying on the floor twitching, I'm just going to take your cell phones. I'm going to take your money. And I'm going to cash that in because well, you, you, your, your insides will look nice and colorful, <laughs> but that's about it. Cadmium makes it go faster. All the heavy metal tastes better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like someone who protested, who knows that too well. So while you guys are at ReaperCon, do you teach classes, take classes? Uh, we, or you just you just you go and you that paint. would be funny if you guys went to painting classes. We, you just oh, stress you out know, the people. You, know, in you the can class. never stop learning. No, you That's know, true. but it's like That's somebody true. like, oh shit. You have there are some classes that I would have loved to take, but we just sit at Fort Wapple and paint, and other people mm-hmm. come and paint and ask questions. I think Jim gave a number of demos. I just basically by do demonstrations all day long because I have my my camera. And they have a big old monitor sitting right to my right. It's a gigantic monitor. And people, actually people that were playing games in the hall could watch me paint. That's and I was cool. doing this till 4 o'clock in the morning every day. I, I wish we could have something like that at Adepticon. 
because people love it. And we then probably at, could make that happen. As yeah. the convention kind of came to a close, what or happened? Put a big to, mirror above their sneeze shield. Well, I just have mirror on the ceiling. That's, yeah, that's me. Just mirror, a mirror big on the ceiling, mirror, like they do it at boat shows. Mm-hmm. No, oh, yeah, look how this polish works. Check out these frying pans. But but people came up to me and they this is something that happens at Reaper because the painting contest is so important to everybody there. They'll take their miniature up to you and they say, can you tell me what I'm doing wrong or what I'm doing right? So instead of just looking at it and just like face-to-face where it's tiny, I said, well, I'm going to put this under my camera. So their eyes get real big because now their miniature is like three feet tall. Mm-hmm. They're not used to seeing that. And then I do my usual thing where I kill all the saturation. So now it's black and white. So this is basically like taking off your pants and showing everybody what you got. Because once all the color is gone, now you can see, do they have a good structure of light and dark values? And there were some that it was revealed like, yep, you got no lights and darks here. Because all the color went away. Because the color is kind of like that little kabuki dance that you do to distract people. But without that solid black and white kind of shading down there... You got nothing. Oh, I just kabuki dance all over the place because I have <laughs> my color theory and my whites, darks. No, I. He has no contrast I have, whatsoever. No, I don't. I just like, all right, that that's going to work for table presence. There we go. That's, well, that, and that's fine for if you're going for getting an army out there, tabletop quality. And that's, I mean, yeah. it's not like that's a bad thing. No, but there's, there, yeah, the, the amount of work that you guys put into uh, the minis that you guys do, that's just. But that's what freaks people out when we're there because I literally had over 200 miniatures sitting in front of me. There might have been that many miniatures in the rest of the convention because people, they're not, they don't even believe you can paint armies. They think yeah. if you're going to paint an army, it's just, you know, 20 or 30 guys, you it's spray them white. It's just contrast paint, you know, you, just, you don't yeah. care. You dip them in whatever the, what's the stuff? Min-wax. That, the min wax or whatever they're doing that. Say, no, you don't have to do that or say but how long did this going to take and i'll say well it took yeah. me 13 hours yeah they say how the hell do you know is it because i did five painting videos and all five running time together this is like 13 hours and they say hell no i said watch the videos it's right there yeah see that's the one thing that's always kept me away from 40k was i just could not I, a i can't put that amount on the table i don't i don't have the time but y- and clearly well, the, yeah. if i my skill level was higher my time I guess yeah. the time trade-off wouldn't be as high, right? But it's it's I, that's why I like stuff with smaller scale, like yeah. smaller. You get you well, a little army of three, four, I, five I was guys. Doing that too, I you know I played forty k. I played yeah. orcs, which is a horde army, and you got a million things to paint. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you're like, this is fucking killing me. It's and then, super overwhelming. Yeah, and and all all my friends wanted to go into apocalypse, which is even bigger. Uh, and orcs, it's like that just means throw another hundred miniatures on the table. I'm like, you're killing me. Can't I have a Titan? Can't I have a giant cannon? Can't I have any of this cool stuff everyone else gets? Can't I just have armor and no skin tones? You know? So. Only if you play Space Marines, my yes. friend. Yes. Space Marines get all the love. Hey, look, this is going back to the 40K roots that started this whole thing. I mean, yeah. I we, mean, if you want to go back to our roots, it's Blood Bowl. Oh, yeah. But that's another story. But yeah, that's but that's back. Story. What's old is new again, though. Because that's another, that's, yeah, yeah, Blood Bowl did just come. Comes but we're talking in. about ReaperCon. Yeah, no. <laughs> look at you. You're taking Katie's spot now. She's stepped away. <laughs> Katie, Kathy, Potato, Potato. It's the Catherine well, I was going to say, I keep asking them questions because I'm like, I'm trying to get us back on track. Yeah. <laughs> well, G knows where it's at. I know. Look at that. Where everybody's like keeping us on the rails. Lathan's all, all silent over there. I don't know if he's frozen. or He's listening. He's <laughs> I he's hear all. He hears all. Right now, though, <laughs> I am actually... 
He's locking shopping in. for inflatable kayaks. Oh, uh, we you have an inflatable I, kayak. You want to try it out? You know what, guys? Just so you know, uh, to keep us back on task, it's been three minutes since our last fart joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. <laughs> Brought to you by Depends. <laughs> and we're good. And we're good. All right. Back to you guys. More ReaperCon. Yeah, it is such a different convention from Adepticon, where Adepticon is just, it's focused. There's people in Fort Wapple desperately trying to get that 200 orc miniature army painted before their tournament, that, well, later that morning, something like yeah. that. But at ReaperCon, there's all these people, they're focused in on getting this thing painted for their that painting contest, what they call the, it, the MSP, the MSP Open. MSP Open, something which like is that. the Master Series something. Painting Open. I, do, I don't know, it's MSP Open, but that's... It doesn't have to be a Reaper miniature. It can be any miniature. If you want to win the Sophie trophy, Sophie it, has trophy? To, Sophie it has to be a Reaper miniature if you want to win the Sophie. And what's the, why do they name it the Sophie? Because it's so comfortable. Sophie is their iconic character. That's Sofa. It's like their mascot is Sophie, okay, which okay. is like this female winged demon. Oh, cool. Because every Reaper con, they yeah, come out with a new version of Sophie. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I used to get, I used to, every year I used to buy the, the new Sophie. Because they do a new one, because like they do a Halloween one. They do, they do all different types of They've done Christmas, Christmas Sophie. Now, yeah. Layton, yeah. have you ever painted just them? Just a cool model. Have you fully, have you ever painted them or are they all unpainted on shelves? Uh, I don't even think they're assembled. <laughs> <laughs> they Layton, are. Layton doesn't paint anything. Layton, he, paints a, his, he painted his room red. He's yeah, done. You have a problem, Layton. <laughs> Stop I buying have an stuff. Addiction, okay, let me have my addiction. Lathan, let's call this an intervention. <laughs> we're so no, we're we, all your friends. We all love you. We love you. Stop buying so but much I have, shit. I have friends that are wonderful painters who I was hoping today to corner and get them to paint some of my stuff. For Why me. aren't you here? Exactly. Stuff. You know what? If you knew they were here, you could have come here and just unloaded. Like, hey. Jim, Kathy, look. Oh, look what I have. And then you would have turned your back to have a snack, and they would have painted them for you using wow. my house paint. Yes. We were so excited like, okay. to hear that Lathan was going to be here. I know. Virtually. And then. And so disappointed when they heard I was part of the podcast. out of my chest. I'm sorry. <laughs> but things break. That's true, yeah. My heart. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've got I've got Hellboy hanging out here just waiting to be painted. You want to paint Hellboy? Oh. I've got the Batman tabletop game waiting to be painted. I've got Wanda I've if you guys got, would like to paint it. Uh, <laughs> I got the, I got all of them. Yeah. 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 We, I've just got game. Just, yeah. He, yeah. You just, you buy the games and then hope people paint the minis. Now for me, I'll just play the games with the plastic minis all naked and gray or blue or it doesn't or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Thomas, yeah. I know sacrilege, my friends. I know sacrilege that I uh, that miniatures go unpainted, but uh, I yeah I do not have the the paint skill. Nor there the are time very for you few guys. of my zombie side models that are painted. Really? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I, I figured that he would have just gone to town, or or I mean, you guys would have just tackled he, them in mass. And he just did, did it. paint yeah. some. As my favorite was still Disco too. Yeah. And that was a Reaper Bones yeah. miniature. Actually, you know he doesn't advertise. They, they have the. Uh, I don't know where online, uh, somewhere on this 
come on website. Seaman. On the Seaman website. On the website. Don't look up Seaman websites, folks. Seaman website. Just Google it. Yeah, just maybe it's maybe there's a separate zombie side one. But anyways, they have a thing where you make your own character and you can print it out. And there's like a template there. So there was a Reaper model and uh and I'm like, that that would be really cool painted like Disco Stew. And Jim painted it like that. And, and on his base was a bunch of Benjamins laying on the ground. And his only talent was that he could, he could close doors. Or something like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a valuable that skill on the side, being that, able to close doors. That is a big thing in, in, in Invader. Uh, in Invader. I is bet. You can yes. close the doors, and but then the aliens will, will bust smash through, through it them. It takes them a turn to burst through the door. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Sometimes so that's all door. you need. But yep. yeah, the good thing about Invader Two is that that the doors you don't break the doors or you don't open the door. You just basically you use it's a free action to open a door. You don't have to roll a skill check. There, right. there. You're in a space station. You're yeah. hitting a panel that opens the door. Yeah. It's not like you're trying to smash through it. But yeah, then you use them to stop the alien invasion behind you. Because how many times have we run around and we're like close the door yeah. all right we've well, got an extra turn before they come and swarm us yeah. because their entire action is to knock the door down yeah so it's not like the runners will go i knock the door down and then run in the room that entire action of the entire swarm knocking the door but back to ReaperCon because we're not gonna derail back, this back to ReaperCon. I, well, I got a, i got a ReaperCon question well, you got a ReaperCon question yeah lathan you are the ReaperCon questionnaire yeah i don't know where katie went but okay lathan's here yes <laughs> well, see, there. Okay, did um because I know Reaper had their uh see what their BattleTech contender Cav. Mm-hmm. Uh, see what did you are they still doing that game and are there are there did you Cav, see anything any Cav, from that one? Cav was at ReaperCon, uh, but I think Cav is not they're part separate of Reaper thing, Miniatures anymore. They're they're a separate no. company. But they're oh, still, man. I mean, they're still around. They had they a tournament in a second. He was almost finished. He was so happy. <laughs> I know he that they, like, uh, even, uh, at, uh, even at a small convention like uh, Little Wars, they had a booth there doing demos. Wait, wait. Little what? Little, Little Wars. Wars. Oh, oh, I heard that word completely Little wrong. Little Wars. Wars. I'm I sorry, like, I did no. not announce Did you hear Best Little Warhouse in Texas? Yeah, yes. no, because she was talking about <laughs> Texas <laughs> Little Wars. Oh. Like, Little Wars, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's Sylvester Stallone is full size. Little Wars <laughs> in Lombard. <laughs> in Lombard. <laughs> For all you local folks, Little Wars <laughs> in Lombard. <laughs> No, they're they're still their they're their own thing. I keep getting them mixed up as they're part of Reaper, but they're not part of Reaper anymore. They oh. got their their own thing going on. They had a tournament there. I know at the award ceremony they were giving out awards for the guys that won the tournaments. And there yeah, was because I had always I had always looked at that one because I had done the BattleTech thing, got bored with the BattleTech thing because the guys there were like a little too serious, mm-hmm. and I wanted something that would be you know like a fun something different. The BattleTech was a lot of the same, and I was like, "Yes, perfect." And, and now you're you're bursting my bubble here. No, it's I mean it's still around. They're still doing stuff. It's just not part of Reaper Miniatures anymore. Yeah, once because all of the mechs they do them in bones plastic now, so it, it's they're not part of Reaper, but they're sort of part of Reaper because all the Cav guys are there. 
Mm. And the guys that sculpt Kev stuff are the same guys sculpting things for, well, Reaper miniatures yeah, too. Yeah, they were all, all the Galva sculptors, all the developers were all there at ReaperCon. Yeah, that was uh, cool. that was us hanging out with uh, the Rodolfis the last Re- three days. The Guthries? The Rodolfis. The Guthries, yeah. No, the Julie Guthrie and Bob Rodolfi. They're two distinct separate people. <laughs> so they're, not, they're, they're married. They're not, they're not the Wapple. They're, they're married, not the Wapple but they're two di- well, Bob and I had a, had a, had a joke about him being Mr. Guthrie, and uh, but otherwise they're they're amazing people. They're amazing sculptors, and they have been sculpting stuff since like early Ralpartha. They've been sculpting things forever, and not just miniatures, but like working for toy stores like Hasbro and stuff, oh. doing doing sculpts of various different things over the years. But they've been sculpting for Reaper miniatures since the beginning of Reaper miniatures. And so it was really fun to be able to hang out with them and kind of pick their brains about sculpting things. And, and they have you know. kids that live in the area too. So that's. Oh, yeah. The, Bob yeah. is local to the Chicago area. And so all his family live here. And they're they're the last two that don't do the digital sculpting. Okay. So we, we're always on the outside of Reaper because we're just. You're part of Reaper or you aren't. You're just, we're always on the outside there. And, and since they're not digital sculptors, sometimes they get left behind. You know, like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's not quite like floor lettuce, but it's it's close. No one understands that, Jim. <laughs> floor lettuce? <laughs> see, see, that was the one thing that I loved about Reaper the most was they used to have their green section yeah, on the site, which now, I loved. Mm-hmm. Now it's all digital renders. Well, not all, yeah, but yeah, it is yeah. getting to be mostly digital because yeah. it's so much easier for them to just send a data file. Yeah, yeah. But see, yeah. there was some like well, some of this, you're you're just removing a step because when they were making the dyes, if you're injecting any, you know, creating anything in in uh, plastic, you got to make a tool tool steel dye, and you got to mill that, and usually, you know, you're you're making that in a mill. So if you start with a a program that says these are the profiles of the mills, it's a lot easier than scanning a sculpt and then having mm-hmm. to change things to what the machine can make. It is just uh, them trying to undo 35 some odd years of sculpting to be able to now do digital. That's, that's, it's tough. Yeah. It's, How do you it's decide? a steep learning curve. It's a real yeah. steep and, learning curve. And yeah. some of them are willing to do it. Like Jason Weeby likes to do a combination. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll sculpt some of the stuff in ZBrush and then he will print out, Print it out in kind of rough, but he will then add green stuff onto that, okay. almost mm-hmm. like it's a it's an armature that's yeah. already in the shape right. that he wants, and then Scan you know sculpt in. sculpt more stuff onto yeah. that, and then they'll cast that. But because like Lathan, last time I did any kind of three D sculpting was in Lightwave Mega two thousand, Wayback Machine. Mid nineties. Well, it, it seems like a complete one eighty to try. Like, okay, you, you're tactile. You're working with green stuff. You're working in actual size. You're not working in a scale. But you still have the eye for stuff. You like do. That, you where... do. That's but the thing. Yeah, yeah. that's you, why that's you know when somebody part. who actually has sculpted mm-hmm. in the tactile, hands-on world versus the digital, where mm-hmm. they're gonna get more detail more of that sharp detail and that organic detail that i was talking about mm-hmm. in the, the previous segment and uh and you can tell that just like the the artisan guild guys are amazing sculptors and i was handed an artisan guild model and i 
didn't know that it was digitally sculpted. And on top of that, I didn't realize it was uh, 3D printed because whoever printed that out had an amazing printer. Oh, don't get Lathan started on printers. It was <laughs> it was like between the sculpting mm-hmm. and the printing of that, I just thought it was just hand sculpted and, you know, cast in the, the, the usual way. I had, It was so clean and the details were so natural looking and not stiff there's been some 3d scopes of 3d printed things that we've been given and that material is so dense because mm-hmm. we've seen that the stuff where it's it's more of a filament type thing and they're, mm-hmm. they're they're saving some money and then there's some of these things where the, the entire thing is solid yeah, there's no right. lattice work inside yeah, to save those are the resin ones the resin mm-hmm. ones yeah where they mm-hmm. use the laser to make the layers <sighs> And those are heavy. Lathan, at least you're in your bed. Yeah, the, uh, good. I'm glad you're in your bed. Resin printers have finally come down in price enough that they're affordable, that you can mm-hmm. get into one for 200 250 bucks. that does a wonderful job, but yeah. <laughs> the failure rate is so high. Yeah. So um, Lathan's got four of them. So <laughs> <laughs> that way that, one's yeah, bound coming. to be it's right. Coming. That that sound was uh, immediately followed by Lathan bending over to pick up a sock off the floor. <laughs> Time to clean the sheets. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, I like how that works. I just like well, segue. <laughs> what did, what else about uh, Repercon did we want to talk about? I know Katie wanted to talk about the gummy bear thing, but I yeah, to- oh, yeah. that was cool. The talk about the gummy, gummy bears. bears. Yeah, we get. <laughs> I, I will will because we can keep going about that yeah because that's I I don't we'll talk about that some more but yeah it's a, the the gummy bear thing was I did see that on Facebook I thought that was very cool so what did you do at gummy bears over at Reapercon that was all just a silly thing that happened in Fort Wapple it was it was you know eleven o'clock at night on a Friday like these things are and not as much alcohol had been consumed as one might think. Really? Yeah. Do you prime a gummy bear before you paint it? Uh, I personally discovered that Steinal Res Primer does not, in fact, stick to every surface. Uh, gummy <laughs> like bears. Like it says, those freaking right. liars. Well, they're all like styrene vinyl resin. Mm. That's mm. Steinal Res. That's uh, how it has that name. So you wanted to use um, Steinal Res gummy. I, I tried it on the gummy bear. I was the only one of us that decided it'd be a good idea to prime yeah. the gummy bear before painting and it turned out to be the wrong idea <laughs> because that stuff like every time i hit it with the brush to put the next stroke on it would just peel the earlier oh, stuff ah, off right away you. um so that was a bit disappointing and and i just kind of i dunked it in the water to like rinse that stuff off which of course it's a gummy bear so yes. it's a little sugary so some of my detail some of what little detail there is on a gummy bear may have disintegrated. <laughs> but you're painting new de- detail. But, yeah. but it, it, yeah. So it just started with, there was a guy next to me at Fort Wapple who, he didn't have a model. He was like, yeah, I see you painting. I see her painting. I really want to paint. And I'm like, well, you know, there's some gummy bears here. Because somebody had dropped off a few packets of gummy bears. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, well, you could paint them. And I'm like, I don't know. I've I haven't tried, but, you know, he might as well. And he's like, I don't have a brush. And I said, here. And he said, I don't have a palette. And I said, well, you know, Liz's palette is sitting right here, open. <laughs> so she, her Use wet hers. palette, 
It was Liz Hunt's wet palette was sitting there open. <laughs> and uh, it was so all sugary by the end of the year. I, I encouraged him to. to well, that's somebody who wants to actually paint, yeah, lick the brushes at that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> the paint lickers. Oh, I'm giving myself brain damage, but it's delicious. So he started painting the gummy. And okay. then the guy across from me was like, well, you know, I want to get in on that action too. Let's <laughs> I like that that's what he, the words he used. So we handed, we handed him a gummy. And okay. We're like, well, what can we, you know, you, you want to hold it, right? What are we going to, what are we going to hold it with? So. Toothpick. I've been collecting all my bottle caps, all my water bottle caps, because I like to use them as paint reservoirs. Okay. Because I'm super fancy with my paint reservoirs. I was going to say. So and, elegant. Uh, and so I'm like, well, we could put a little blue tack on there. So Liz had uh, a plinth that had a bunch of blue tack on it from, or she had a paint holder. Mm-hmm. Or a, she had been painting something that she had entered in the contest. So the paint holder just had the blue tack on it. So I'm like, we'll just take a little bit. We don't need much, you know, a little dot, you know, and put it on the on the bottle cap and stick the gummy on it. And uh, so so we put, I gave him one, I gave him one. And then this guy over here was like, well, hey, you know. You know, I, when in he's Rome, like, paint he's a gummy like, bear. He's like, well, you, that's just, you know, weird. And I'm like, it's all about the process. It doesn't have to be good. We, we so don't what, have did you, to, what did you end up painting? Like, I saw I saw the, the pile of them, but I didn't see I didn't see was, individuals. I mean, I, I saw there was, was quite a few of them. Six or seven. Okay. So that was just the people that were sitting at the table with me. And that was the, the amount of gummy bears we had. <laughs> they did look fantastic. And yes, yes I'm back. It's um, They looked... Fantastic and hilarious. It, it, the whole thing was just very silly. It was like Fort Wapple. So uh, <laughs> it is uh, a silly uh, place. <laughs> it is a silly. Place. Avoid it like can. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't avoid it. No, don't. No, Fort Wapple. No. We, you, every time we go to Adepticon, we spend we spend we don't paint a thing, but we spend so much time there just by hanging out with you guys. So, yeah, but we'll spank you if you want. Ooh. <laughs> As long Come as Fort Wapple, we'll but, spank you if you like, want. And like provide regular you gummy spanking, bears. Or are you talking like, you know, Hofbrau House paddle spanking? Either way. Both. You know, if Both you provide are... the paddle, I'm oh, there for you. I'll provide a paddle. I know. We, we have plenty of paddles. <laughs> Ping pong. It, it, if you provide the paddle, I am yeah. there Kyle. to spank I'll, I'll you with it. <laughs> Everybody, Fort Wapple, not only you can paint, but you can get spanked. Get your beatings here. I'll put that on the sign. It's just going to be a big sign, and on the bottom, spankings are free. It'll just be like, I'll I'll just write a Fort Wapple sign. sign. We'll be a paddle. Additional services? Yeah, basically, make a Fort Fort Wapple sign, and then at the bottom, just make a parchment roll that just keeps adding on new (laughs) rules and things. No blood red paint. We will beat you on site. Yeah, like, like, like a roll. You just the, like a calculator roll. Just pull it down and write something new on there. It's the wet erase uh, area where you can just use <laughs> wet erase markers. All right. That, I will take that <laughs> into account. <laughs> Rules of Fort Wapple. And you can write it on the on the rule board. I'll, I'll, wrap, it in, I'll wrap it in foam. And then you can have your... Uh... Your 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 Fort Wapple sayings. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, the happened? daily Fort Wapples. All and right, Jim's, Jim's yes. saying the book I got of Wapple. You. Yeah. The, All right, if we got color you. Color goes somewhere. It must go everywhere. That sort of thing. Oh, oh yeah. I I will take that into account. I will take I I will as I design this Fort Wapple sign for you. 
So and what happens in Fort Wapple also goes home with you. So basically, yeah. you need like the, the chalkboard paint section with a piece of chalk so that you can just change your sayings as the or day goes by. Marker. The dry the, or oh, wet erase marker. Yeah, it's yeah. saying like the for the day. I, I kind of like the, yeah. the almost the chalkboard oh, because no, it works. I know you hate that, <laughs> but I almost like the chalkboard solely for the fact that I think it will work with the theme of the sign that I'm planning in my brain right now. Because Fort What's Wapple has to look brain? wooden. If Fort Wapple looks look wooden, good. it's got. I've got to do some wood texture. Well, it could be a high tech fort. It's not. No, a it's it's going to be like Fort Dearborn. The original yeah, Fort yeah, Dearborn. Yeah, no, that's fair. It could be brick. And um, no, I don't like the brick. It doesn't have a great enough texture. I like the wood texture. Da- Dave's picturing a wooden palace. I am. I'm with sharp Fort, and spikes. You, you, we were Dave about, wants it to be woody. We were talking. Ab- we were talking about uh, F Troop as the theme song for Fort Wapple, and that started me going into the idea that it needs to look like an old fort in the wild west because he did He's a lot of wild west he did a lot of wild, the wild west, wild west. He did, so there he goes anymore. now he does world war Two. we go into so now it needs to be a barbed wire around it shut shelter. up <laughs> i could make it that way as too i could make it that, so concrete i will leave it up to shelter, them as whether yeah. or not they want a fort wapple with a with an old school wild west theme or whether or not he wants a fort wapple with an old school brick like almost like a bomb shelter concrete submarine pen yes like almost like one of those nests with a bunch of like bullet holes in it yes meanwhile meanwhile (laughs) you know we we wanted to steal that gummy bear painting idea though. yes we were like oh we could make a contest out of that so everyone send it in the funny thing is uh People are adamant that that has to happen again next year. Oh, and we decided to call it the annual Haribo Classic. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. So that that will be happening again next year. Uh, whether anyone decides to actually do it oh, remains to be seen. Once you be, once you create a thing, people will want to do but, that thing. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I feel like now we need t-shirts. The wooden spoon is for the last place. Person, mm-hmm. is, you guys are familiar with yes. the wooden spoon, yep. right? In a tournament or mm-hmm. a competition, where the last place person gets like the consolation prize, which is a wooden spoon. Um, but I have you a got friend the wooden who, spoon, but my mom held onto the handle. I have a friend who <laughs> handcrafts uh, spoons for. He does all kinds of woodworking and, and sells it at like biking fest festivals mm-hmm. and cool. stuff. And some of the stuff he does is is spoons and some of them are really decorative and amazing and other ones are very utilitarian and i wanted to maybe get the utilitarian kind of spoon from him like handcrafted really nice you can actually use it in real life and that would be kind of like the coolest prize Mm -hmm. would be for the last place person (laughs) have a little gummy bear like basically carved at the end of the spoon that would be cool but that would be more expensive I want to have different categories I want to have a Swedish fish category (laughs) I mean now you're that's the Adepticon now you're just talking crazy (laughs) (gasps) see I'm all about the gummy worms gummy worms yeah (laughs) somehow the detail will be lost on a gummy worm That's, i think yeah. well you would you, and a bear has way more detail yeah <laughs> as it turns well, out if you no. decide to throw a little bit of green stuff on it a bear has <laughs> lots of detail <laughs> 
I hadn't considered the conversion. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think we talked Maxis? about it. We were oh. like, we were like, you could stick like toothpicks in it, and you know, so like yeah. bite a Swedish fish in half Honestly, and bite though, a bear the, in half, and you got a you know bear what? Somebody, competition is timed. It's fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. So if you oh. can't do all of this stuff and get it painted in fifteen minutes, I mean, you somebody certainly are welcome entry. to try. So making somebody making a, a, a Rick and Morty snowball. What have you done with my testicle summer, summer mini? Isn't going to work, is it? <laughs> no. I can see a little gummy bear sitting. You'd have to bring it with you from that, working yeah, on a few That would be awesome, advance. though. Yeah. <laughs> and who knows where the future takes the annual Haribo, Haribo Classic. Classic? We do need to get them to sponsor it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're painting gummy bears. Wait, we're, let's you're be honest. Gummy we bears? don't need them to sponsor it. We could bring a bag they're of gummy like, bears wait, and we're good. What are you guys good. doing? Oh, you know, we're painting gummy we're painting. bears. Wait, what? Wait, you're painting them? Wait, what, what are you doing that for? And then people are like, we, can you still eat them? And I'm like, well, I guess you could. No. <laughs> well, you could if you want to be poisoned Just with my the way Christy paints. McConnell does with the vodka and the weather and the and the powdered coloring stuff. It's just like it got very silly and then... Uh, you know, Aaron Lovejoy and Yeji Kim and Bryce Kokanir came over and they judged the the seven <laughs> the seven painted gummy bears. You know, they got down there right next to it and, and Aaron zooming in with his phone to get a closer look at these fantastic paint jobs on gummy bears and it it, it the whole thing was just a very silly. How well um, did the gummy bears thing. take the paint? Uh, surprisingly well, actually. I mean if you look at the at the um, I think did I put po- I did post on my Facebook, yeah. mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. think I did an Instagram. But it they were surprisingly well. Like mine was terrible because I started out by uh, trying to prime it and then rinsing that off, which didn't go well. Okay. Either, okay. E- neither of those things went well. So don't prime gummy. So which and one? Then, and then don't one dip them in water. Which one was yours? Oh, mine's the one I ended up just painting a Hello Kitty on the face. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, Cross promotion. Also, Good job. Also, yes, I, Haribo and Hello Kitty. I didn't have a water cap left. I had given out all my water caps that I had been saving. So I just had stuck mine on the back of a, like a sticky... You know, people were making ribbons for this mm-hmm. convention uh, to hang off your badge. Mm-hmm. And so there are a ton of different ribbons and people were collecting them. So the backing off of one of the sticky parts of the ribbons was the thing I stuck my <laughs> thing to. And it just, one of these things was not like the others. <laughs> and it was lying on its back. And I didn't realize until somebody else took a picture of it that it looked like it had this like blood splatter behind it. <laughs> Like something, else, something Haribo does not want to be shot in the head associated or with the back but, of the head. Yeah, yeah. you've got it. So who, who was the winner? What was? The I think it was the Rainbow uh, Care Bear one. I did like the Rainbow Care Bear. Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. Okay. I, that oh, was that my was on my too. Instagram. Yeah, he looked just mean enough. He was like, I should <laughs> yeah. be happy, but I'm in. I'm I, infuriated. It's possible I'm not correct that. That was the winner, but I want to say that was the one they picked. That was one of my favorites. It's not. Mm-hmm. We weren't like being serious with it, so I didn't no. actually write it down. No. <laughs> but you know what? It's gonna grow and grow until it's its exactly. own. Exactly. Ten years funded. down the road, yeah. you're gonna wish that you had never done it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, that's.
can swear too. Yes. <laughs> so it does sound like you guys had a lot of fun at ReaperCon. So it's like you guys go there every year. You seem to have you, you have Fort Wapple. You have you're you're always painting. You both won prizes at it, which is always. Yeah. I mean, it's expected now. I mean, so if you don't come back with a prize next time, I started my very first chibi model at ReaperCon. I went into the exhibitor hall. The only thing I bought in the exhibitor hall is uh. At Midnight Heroes, where they they have a bunch of different chibi designs, mm-hmm. and they do the three D printing of their models. They mm-hmm. don't cast them at all; they just three D print and then sell. And uh, one of the ones that flashed up on their site on their slideshow of their concept art was this fox girl, and I'm like. I love foxes and she's so cute. And I go, do you guys have this as, as a miniature? And so the guy picked one up and handed it to me and I bought it and it was $7. I'm like, wait, it's only $7? <laughs> <laughs> this this will be mine. And I spent the, the oh, whole yes, rest of the time working, mm-hmm. painting this. And people are like, oh, what did you use to prime it? And I'm like, I just slapped on, I literally, I have this old free sample of, orange Steinolrez primer that I just brushed on with mm-hmm. a brush and I let that dry and then I borrowed somebody else's scale 75 ink intensity inks I like to mix the brown and the purple together to get a nice dark mm-hmm. color and washed it with that to get the the darks down into the recesses that's kind of how I start every model is just throw on some random primer and then just kind of, you know, do this dark wash. Mm-hmm. I let that dry completely. I dry brush some gray, you know, a lighter kind of gray on it. And then I go in with white and start, you know, finding where all my brightest highlights are going to be. And that is my underpainting. And some people call it a value study or a value sketch. But that's how I start all my models. And mm-hmm. so that's basically all I was working on. And I, I just cheat by basically priming white and then just slapping Meanwhile, brown. Meanwhile, Jim's over there painting like a thousand yeah. different models. And I'm like, <laughs> on this one thing, doing my value <laughs> sketch. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. He just paints crazy fast. Yeah, but the thing is, you're not intimidated by him. Like, these guys, I don't think they'd ever paint next to Apple. No, of course <laughs> not. <laughs> But I've tried that. I've tried painting next to us. We remember the Robotech. And and we've shamed you for it. Yes, we shamed you for the Robotech. I think next time that I paint next to him, I'm going to wear like those horse blinders so I can't look around. (laughs) And I'm just going to be able to see just my model and nothing else. See, I would paint next to Jim. I would happily paint next to Jim and just... Put a miniature out in front of the other ones, and maybe he'll pick it up and paint it. And then if he paints that one, I'll just <laughs> swap it with another is. unpainted one. And Why is there a chibi in my army? What's that? Oh, they, did, they tried somebody, it. They put a model in front of you in your bunch of models that was sitting there. They, they made the mistake of there was hundreds of Song of Ice and Fire miniatures, and if they put one of those out there, it might have gotten painted just blindly. <laughs> but I'm like, what the hell is this? Is nothing to do with Song of Ice and Fire, so it went off to the side. Then it was it was rejected clearly. <laughs> See, I didn't know what happened to that, but somebody came up to me and they were like, "Kathy, we've secretly replaced." Soldiers <laughs> 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 commercial. <laughs> it was. They're like, "Do you think he'll notice?" And I'm like. 
Nah. <laughs> <laughs> if they had thrown in some Italian bersaglieri or grenadiers or some French or something like that, that would have been different. But it was just, well, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> if it was fantasy, then it would be, yeah, like, where did this come from? <laughs> we secretly put 180 elves on a tray in front of Jim Wapple. Let's they see were what done happens. By, they were done by noon. <laughs> I would love to sneak in one of my chibis. To see if he'd paint it, you know? Or to see his uh, reaction. That, that wouldn't be a sneak because no. he's never done a chibi I've never actually painted a chibi. There's so, even chibi tanks now. Yeah. Uh, what do yeah. they call them? Sure. Tune tanks or something like that? There, yeah. I think Lathan I bought think, some yeah, of the yeah, chibi tanks. Lathan yeah. is the person who told me about yeah. it. Yeah. Those are adorable. I love those. For, for our listeners, Lathan is showing us. <laughs> I think I have <laughs> one. Sky, yes, one with, of his painted chibi With a really tanks. happy face. That is a really happy face. There's a I bought a couple one. of those. I bought a, I bought like a V twenty two Osprey and a F eighteen. Some of the planes super and stuff. Cute. Like and of really course, they're a remain unpainted. Oh, and they are. One. Yeah, the tiger. I might at, have gotten the at tiger. least Lathan's tanks are painted. Yes. Yeah. Mine aren't even. On I the think box. they came painted. No, they Lathan, didn't. did they come painted? No. No, they don't. No, they don't come painted. I even painted it, and I did a hot rod one because I had yeah. this really really cool Sticker. like That's metallic awesome. lime green that I was dying to use. This That's one's got so crazy cool. exhaust pipes and everything. Yeah, it's so super pimp. I love the yeah. tank. So it's got flames. It goes faster. It goes so faster. So he has just shown us all six models he has painted in his lifetime. <laughs> no. No. I painted seven. Seven. Number seven. That's a little Hellboy 3D printed dude. That's yeah, so cool. And what else? I got? paint others. Eight. You may not see him. He's tiny. Who is that? Deadshot. Uh, oh, Deadshot. Dead yeah. That's okay. Deadshot. See. I paint occasionally. You know what? This is a great medium for showing us a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, keep, yeah. just, just, just keep aiming stuff at the camera. And we'll just keep like to say, saying that, oh, it's dead shot. Oh, you know what? what? You have? Guys, we need to step up our reactions. Lathan, hold something up. <gasps> oh, my oh, God. Oh, my God. Hey, you can't God. put that on the radio. Oh. Brought to you by the magic of radio. Oh. Yeah. That model's totally giving us the finger. Yeah, yeah. I know, totally. it was. All right, so we Wait, did. I do have something. Yeah, what'd you Okay, have? so Lathan started the Skyping in in his bedroom and has since moved into his workshop. And changed his clothes. <laughs> and is is working on whatever modeling, 3D printing he's got going on right Still now. Still not wearing pants. I don't think we're ever going to be able to get Lathan physically back into this basement. No, no. He'll, he'll constantly. He's going he'll to never constantly leave. Skype in so that he can stay in his workroom. Just like Invader Zim, he will be more chair than man. <laughs> I, did. I, I just saw that not that long ago. It was funny. Yeah, I didn't try uh, that. No, part. I had to come back here because you guys were talking about uh, the gummy bears. <laughs> and there's a relevant. Uh... <laughs> that would be funny. I am 3D printing, gummy printing a gummy bear right now. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just, you just started. <laughs> yes. Just yeah, FYI, so our gummy bear painting competition is real gummy bears only. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you can practice. But he's on squeezing these 3D gummy bears through his 3D printer. Yeah. So, you know. yeah. Well, this way you... you get the technique down. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, on that, see, watch. Here's how the rails are going to start getting back on rails because now we've got 3D gummy bears. We've got stuff like that. We've got these guys talking about ReaperCon. I want to go to ReaperCon one of these times. But 
on the con aspect of it, we also went to a uh, a convention as well this Our last turn. weekend, Our and turn. Katie's all happy <laughs> and turn. dancing. What convention was that? It was called Proto Spiel Chicago. Mm-hmm. Say that's all Germany. Proto Spiel. Proto Spiel. Yeah, we went to the Proto Spiel. Very much spanking. Would you like to see my Proto Spiel? Yeah. We did not like your game. We are going to spank you. Oh, I would have bought. More tickets. <laughs> oh, so many tickets. I want to go again. I'm, I'm a bad boy. Here's my concept for a game. <laughs> and look, I have my little hat. Was that Labor Day weekend as well? No, it was actually this, this weekend. weekend. Oh, it's still okay. going. Yesterday. It it's closed still about official, half hour yeah, ago. Officially oh, closed about a half hour ago. I, we would have gone all three days yes, if but somebody we had hadn't scheduled obligations to do the podcast. Yeah, who did yeah. that? I, Jeez. I but You've been was, getting spankings um, now. Spankings. So spankings. where is it? Spankings. It was just down the street. Yeah, Bolingbroke. It, it, so Super we close. live in Bolingbroke, which is a suburb of Chicago, and it, literally it is just down Remington Boulevard. It was maybe two miles. Yep. Oh, east of here, and it was. I've never felt so like special, being like, "Yeah, I, this is in my backyard." Boom. You've just <laughs> given away. The location of our secret secret lair, bunker. Our yes, secret we are two miles lair. west of the Holiday Inn in Bolingbrook. If you drive Find around us. Bolingbrook and look for the house with the sign that says "Anonymous Tabletop Records Here," you'll no, find us in a pinch. The meat grinder sign. Well, that's, I don't leave that <laughs> he outside. He does keep it outside. I do. He is that proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a prototype game convention, yeah. and there are uh, several game designers who bring their prototype games. And That's the proto Everyone gets a chance to play them and try them out and work some of the bugs out and get their opinions on how things go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can register as a play tester. Um, we registered as media. Um, also, there were game companies yep. there. So there were actually people like trying to buy the concept games. And then there were the game designers as well. So... There were, we started uh, Friday evening after work. Yes, he was just chomping at the bit to go. I, I barely got in the door. I'm like, I'm home from work. Get your get your shit together. We're going to Protospiel. <laughs> like, oh. This is, I love, yeah. I, I love when we go to Gen Con and Origins and they have the prototype rooms. Yeah, the unpub rooms. The unpub rooms. Mm-hmm. Those are so fun to me. But, so this is just a convention of rooms that I like to go to. Um, but... Our first game we played, um, most of the game designers were actually local from Chicago, which was really cool. So some of these guys we're actually going to have on the podcast in the future. Um, One of which is called R2I Games. And I think you guys would like this game too. It's it's a card game and it's uh, the cards are currently called Canvas. Currently called Canvas. Uh, The cards are kind of gloom cards where they're clear. And, and then you stack them, and you're building an art piece. And so you're stacking them, and, and there's symbols on the bottom, and you're matching the symbols with the... I think somebody else was telling me about this game at ReaperCon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I will. I hope so. I hope it's yeah. got it that sounded, traction already. It sounded really fun. It, it yeah. takes Yeah, it takes that uh, um, custom heroes and gloom aspect where you, you'll, you'll sandwich cards on top of each other, and you create... A card, and each card has its own artwork. And of course, these are all prototype, real rudimentary right out the gate. But 
as you stack them on top of each other, you start seeing a picture emerge, the name emerges, and what kind of styles. Like, are they working with good line work? Are they looking with shape? Mm. Are you looking with, uh, like, oh, how oh, are they working with color? And so, and you have a bunch of different things at the bottom. And, and it's it's really neat because you're trying to go for these little goals at the top. And, and Katie really loved that. I mean, so. It, it was, and I... Having that be the first game that I played there, I was actually really excited. I'm like, this is going to be a great convention. All these games are not going to suck. And then we started playing more games. <laughs> there were some games there where I'm sitting there thinking, did you just wake up this morning? Think, you know, I'm going to bring this shit game in, you know? So for anyone we playtested, <laughs> it was not you. Yeah. <laughs> there were a couple that literally, I feel like they just scribbled some stuff on paper and was like, here's my concept for a game and cut a few things out. There were definitely people who who put the effort in, went down to FedEx. Game crafters or something and printed out yeah, an actual Yeah, had things board. printed yeah. out. Had a, had a little map printed out. Had cards printed out and said, you know, this is, this is how it's going to be. Um, but then there's those guys who you know, took a crayon. Yeah, and, a couple index cards through and, some crayons. And some poster board from yeah. from Hobby Lobby. And I'm just like, you might want to work Needs on this a little work. bit more. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's nothing, nothing, nothing is wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with prototyping a game that way. But if you're going to like a proto spiel like, or something, you're trying to get attention from somebody like playtesters yeah. or whatnot, you kind of want to put your best foot forward. Because there are industry people there. Yep. So maybe work on it with your friends first. And your family, and then being like, okay, here's my next step. Yeah. So. Because there were some that really did have, I mean, they had really nice looking boards. Granted, some artwork would have been mm -hmm. uh, some bonus art or whatever, but there were production copies of things. Yeah. So literally like, hey, we game crafted, we got the board, it looks great. It could hey, probably Sasquatch use is coming downstairs. Hey, uh, Sasquatch, <laughs> welcome back. Thanks, Tim. Uh, I know he's very subtle when he returns back to the room. We cannot deny you coming back. And like Nancy snuck back in the room without us even knowing she ever came back. You're stealthy like a graceful. I don't need to be super stealthy. graceful. Tiger tanks um, are not stealthy. So Canvas is one that we're really looking yep. forward to and hoping that we can get these guys on the podcast and before they kickstart their game. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one that was already ready to go, in my opinion, and maybe just needed a couple more tweaks was something called Four Towers. Yeah. Um, and again, this is a local um, game crafter. He hasn't... I don't think he's had... Actually, this is one of his it, first this games. Will be, yeah, he has not gone to Kickstarter yet. He's been working yet. on it for years. For years. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you want to describe it because I don't have my notes in front of me. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it was more of a. Um, there was you had your selection of four groups of meeples. You had yellow, red, green, and blue, and each one of them. And, and depending upon your player count, you had more or less of your your group of basically peasants or whatever. It's kind of it's at a loose medieval theme to it, and there was cards that you could also purchase based on it. But you had also like these these these. Uh, uh, player boards where you had followers of each of the four colors. You had uh, mountaineers. You had specialist guys you can place. But the rule of it was that you always picked three of the meeples. You always had to place one of them on the board. And the board consisted of rings. And it's essentially you had a red ring. You had a yellow ring. You had a green ring and a blue ring. 
And each one of the spaces was interconnected to two other spaces. So it's like you started from the center at the red, which is, I called it the demon hole. It was basically where the demons lived and whatnot. And then you pushed things out. So as you played on the board, you would grab a new meeple, you'd place one on the board, you'd place one on your sheet. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to match up the amount of lords on the board. But the only way the lord would ever get off the board is if he was pushed off of the hills and escaped it, the... It had a yeah. shoving mechanic. Yeah, yeah, like a cascading... So each town, yeah. you could only fit three meeples in. And once you hit that three mark, they all went into different directions. And that could start its... Like pandemic, but yeah. it could start its own cascade. And that mechanic itself was something new. I've never played before mm-hmm. and was really fun. So I think this is going to be a success. Yeah. It was funny, though. We're playing with this uh, this older woman... Um, play tester her name was joanne she'd never seen a meeple before yeah so, like, so those cute little pieces i'm like they're little people i'm they're like little, those they're are meeples. Meeples. There's meeples. <laughs> i've only seen them in pictures <laughs> you've never seen a meeple i've never seen a meeple in person. how are you on a podcast that actually involves board games i've never played board no one games has with... any idea why tim is on a podcast that no involves board anything. games no why well, it's well we know why i just because... walk into the house and nobody can get me to leave yeah <laughs> well no it's i'm on 17 other podcasts terrace the owner of the freebooters network said you're starting a podcast with tim right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> we can no no we love you tim we'd have you on every <laughs> single day <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right, people. But overall, it was really fun. Uh, Chris Leader was there. um, So we got to see him. Um, We met some new friends. Actually, there was another game designer who lived just over in Lyle. And Mm -hmm. he um, has more of the historical games. Yeah, his actually looked really good. And his... Um, somebody from Academy Games was was looking at his stuff, and he's going to sell it. I don't think he'll have any yeah. problem. It was based that. on uh, uh, turn of the century Chicago, so he had the meat packing plant, he had the brickyards, he had all this stuff, he had the rail yards, and it was definitely a really kind of a heavier game where you're. It's a Euro game. Yeah, it was called I, I think City of the Century is City what he was century, calling yeah. it right out of the gate. But the board looked very well produced. He had cards, he had historical buildings and stuff that as you as you went as pushed from the late 1800s to the early 1900s. It was very involved. It was very involved. I mean, we saw and watched him, but we were like, hey, we're not going to take away you. You're talking to a, a, a publisher. We don't want to just do your thing. And, and But I would really be interested in giving this a shot. There was there was one, and this will be the last one we, we bore you guys with. Um, <laughs> we're boring, everybody. There was one game. They had all of their production together they made their own box they made their own um instruction book player guides they had all their cards ready it looked like it could be sold on on the shelves tomorrow they had everything ready to go the and i'm not gonna say the name yeah because that would just be mean yeah the artwork looked like tim had drawn it with his left hand yes and he's a righty. Right? You have not seen me drawn with my left hand. I don't know. I, well, <laughs> maybe your toes. Then you might. Be, <laughs> it might be unnecessarily hurtful and to these people. <laughs> it was seriously. It looked yeah. like a fifth grader. Yeah, and, and there the was artwork. there was actually a question on the fact is it, you know most most game designers will come in and with a game design and know that they're not 
the artistry right. is not their strong point. Right. They are selling a game, and they're like, okay, this this little stick figure is this guy is the is the is the is this king or whatever. Yeah. You're. You, the game itself was actually a speedy game. That's what that was probably a little bit of a problem with us anyway. Because yeah. I've never been a real time gamer. Do like we not were play timed yeah. games with Dave ever. Yeah. You will regret it. I promise you. Uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> but it, it, we still we 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 end up winning. But one of the questions that thing was, would uh, what do you think about the art? I'm like, well, I was, and I was nice. I was just, well, I know I was the art can use some work. The game itself, it seemed interesting enough. It was. I it was I I don't know if they set, they sell the if they're going to plan on selling the game with sell a timer themselves. no sell a timer them. oh yeah because yeah. the game it was a timed game right and they had with the box they had a little timer an egg timer yeah it was like a little but so here's yeah, the question like an hourglass or a t- no it was Kitchen an actual timer. it was an okay. actual timer because there was cards within the game that you could add extra time to your thing because oh, okay. you clearly needed it right. when we were playing because essentially all right well, well probably won't say the name but as as the the concept of the game was essentially you were peasants trying to feed a table of royalty. Mm-hmm. So these new cards would come out, and everybody would have a hand of cards. You'd have meat, you'd have cheese, you'd have uh, grains, you'd have whatever. And you'd, so you'd play them, and each turn you got to play a card that was, quote-unquote, like set the table. You could grab extra cards from the discard. You could do something. And then the other card you had to play was... A- Basically a cross between Diner Dash and Downton Abbey. Yeah. Mm. So you threw the cards out there, and if you cleared them, you cleared the guy, and then you'd pull up... But there was a stack of these nobles you had to go through, and each card, you just. But you're doing this. But there was one card. Sounds like a card game version of Barman. Yeah, like a uh, uh, Tapper. <laughs> yeah, remember Tapper, yeah. where he's running around trying to feed, giving so people the, the beers. So yeah, we we had we brought that up, and, and there was one card, which one card could go away, and it was a little pig, and the pig, the minute you drew the pig, he discarded your entire hand. So in a in a card game in which you need to speedily feed all these people, you're taking it's a cooperative game. Right. You're taking away all the cards from one of your players and they can the only way they can get them back is by drawing cards. So if they have no cards, they do nothing on their turn except draw a card and then they wait to the next turn to play that card and then draw a card. So you're basically hamstringing one person the right. entire game because of one card that shows up. Yeah. Right, yeah. And yeah, and and it, and it's a fun little party, little party game. Yeah, it's gonna if, sure. Why not? You can still do it. I didn't. I didn't overly enjoy it, but there were certainly people that did enjoy. Yeah, there it. were people that yeah. did enjoy not it. Not us. Yeah. But so Katie's sounds like rating is that three would, meh. Yeah, <laughs> would, would, so you wouldn't play with kids because once you get it, it's like you automatically lose and. But yeah, and as as the convention itself, so we did play. We played some other things, but but overall, uh, Porter Spiel in general, we played. Uh, it was very local. We we reached out and asked them. They says we were very interested in checking it out because we like prototypes. We like checking out the prototype stuff because uh, we helped Chris Leader pro, uh, play test a couple of his games, and we really like seeing behind the scenes on that stuff. But we had a great time there Saturday, Friday and Saturday. We met a bunch of new people. We made a bunch of new contacts. We're, we're hoping to have them on the show in the future if they ever have things that are going to hit Kickstarter or things that they're hoping to sell. So we're hoping maybe we'll throw them in a shut up or sit down in one of these days and yeah. see how that goes. So, But uh, we had a lot of fun. I mean, I was I, for being a close local convention... You can go off there, be a playtester, check out new stuff, see what's going on. Uh, Tim, you could update your hobby updates. All right, you, know, that, you could. I so totally the next time they that. come to town, you can definitely check it out. And but, it was like 10 bucks for the playtester for the day. Yeah. 
It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, totally it was it. It, it was a great. Yeah, it was over at the Hilton over in Bolingbrook. So, or uh, yeah, Hilton. Oh, yeah, it was Hilton or Holiday Inn Express, one of the two. But um, starts with an H. It starts with an H. I thought that I I always thought they were related anyway, but Katie tells me they are not. So. But uh, but yeah, Protospiel was great. We loved it. Um, thought it was a good time. Um, we Katie take a wants quick break. What? Yeah, I yeah. think we sh- I think All we right. will. I need another beer because I set up stuff, and then we'll come back and do the random nonsense. So cool. we'll be back. We're off for another beer run, but when we get back, we've got Geeky Gene, Shut Up and Take My Money, Celebrity Deathmatch, and Tim Sack coming up next. seek out like-minded people to embrace all aspects of your fandom. See your path. Stay on it. There are sights to be seen, wonders to embrace, and new friends you haven't met yet. Geek Nation Tours. Welcome back. Geeky Gene asks a question and sadly Tim answers. We turn foam into weapons and celebrity death matches all grease paint and rubber noses. And Tim Sack is still hanging around for some Netflix and chill. And welcome to segment three. Brought to you by Hard Seltzer. Do you want a drink with 100 calories that won't get you buzzed? Do you want something that tastes like a fruity burp? Hard Seltzer. It's delicious. Mm. And Sponsored now, by Hard Seltzer. Mm. And now, <laughs> random nonsense. Ah, you tell us segment three. What? Every time we talk to you about this, you don't have to tell <laughs> us what segment it is. You don't have to really say what we're talking about. No, okay. you do. You, you want, do, because I you didn't know. She didn't know. know. He, he wrote it down. I, it's very helpful. I do. I say Segment three, random nonsense, 30 to 45 minutes. Yes, oh, because oh, I, I like he breaks this. very he's, informative. He's, no, but he, he, you're not supposed to read that. Should I put it in italics so you don't read that part? Wait, it's in no, italics? No, because I would emphasize it if That's it was not in italics. italics. It is not. I would emphasize it. I, I would, would step say, Tim, it up. don't read this. I would oh. bring it to another level. Oh, God, no. You know the, what? If he wrote, Tim, don't read this, I would read. Tim, don't read Tim, this. Tim, don't read this. Tim reads that's, this. That's true, yeah. Because he's yep. a jerk. Tim, yes. don't read this. Tim is right. a jerk. Well, yes, you're right. This is random nonsense. This is the part that people actually this listen is, to us about. Actually, you know why? It's the you only part. You know why part. Terrace really well, wanted we, me on this podcast? You're random just a nonsense? fuck with you, Dave. Pretty much. He doesn't like you. He's like, oh, fuck that That's my, my idiocy. Yeah, your your fact is you, you, you are basically the yin to my yang. <laughs> Dev and Terrace are like, you would really piss Dave off (laughs) if Tim was on the podcast. Always. Tim was always on the podcast. Fuck that guy. As his wife, I'd like to say, Tim is not a jerk. He's an idiot. (laughs) Get it right. Idiots can be endearing. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. That's true. That's true. Jerks. I guess. Sort of. I married you. You've been endorsed. Love you too, honey. (laughs) I know. It's (laughs) Excellent. 
<laughs> All right. So, well, because because it is random nonsense, it is going to be. We keep doing the it's shut not up. Random. And, it's very specific nonsense. Though. Shut up. No, it changes every time. You brought it out. Be quiet. So what? Your what, specific nonsense. what random stuff are we talking See, about? Look, you are taking Katie's yes. spot. You are the Katie doppelganger today. You're trying to like keep us on track. We uh, we got a question. You seriously from a Katie. listener? Oh, well, no, she's <gasps> yes. she's usurping it. But oh, go we ahead. have you a question from oh, a listener. Go. All right, we got yes. we, we, we got we got some geeky gene. We're not gonna do the, the we're gonna we're gonna go straight to the geeky gene because that's yes. what we're gonna do. So yes, yeah. yes. So we actually got a question from our listener, listener number three, Adam Schumacher. You asked a very good question. And Lathan and Tim probably are going to be able to answer this best, which is a little scary to me. But <laughs> it's how can parents balance their busy lives and gaming more so with young children? Oh, uh, glass of Benadryl. Just put your, give them a glass of Benadryl on Friday night, and you've got the whole weekend free. Wake them up for school. Another tabletop podcast does not no, condone. We, we, we do not condone this. Don't yeah. condone uh, glass of Benadryl. Actually, I've got some Benadryl blow darts. If they don't want to drink it and they try and run off, just one of the, the neck, thoughts of Tim do not represent the <laughs> thoughts of anonymous tabletop. I'd like podcasts. to hear what Lathan has to yes. say about this. And now, from a parent who actually likes his children, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're both out. and they're both younger. So, mm-hmm. um, this one, I mean, it depends on how young we're talking. I mean, if they're really, really little, you know, if they're if they're you know, like. Under two, it's bedtime. pretty easy because uh, they've got early bedtime, so it's not a problem. It's I've got what set or eight and twelve now for the ages on mine, so they're at those ages where you can start bringing them into the games, and that's really what I did for mine. I mean, I I play game with them, so we. I mean, I've started them off with simple stuff like Munchkin, which is a real. I mean, it's an easy game, but the big thing with it is it's. There aren't too many big words, so my seven-year-old could actually read the cards and play the game uh, with a little bit of help. Um, yeah, that's really about it. I mean, is it's find games that they can get involved in that either have simpler rules or that you can simplify so that they get the they get to have fun as well. Um, so zombie like my, side, my, my little forty k. Yes. Essentially, yeah. Although I wouldn't recommend. Um, 40k as a gateway game for anyone yeah no especially uh, if you're paying for your kids toys no yeah it's it's i've got one of the guys i work with he's he's a 40k player and i'm sorry i'm sitting here putting together legos as i talk so <laughs> we would expect, we, we'd expect nothing less hey it's lego batman stuff and you know me on batman um wait wait you you enjoy batman you do yes I've never Absolutely. heard this. <laughs> yes. Never. It's, this it's, is news to me. Fair. It is only irony um, that there's a Batman logo on the wall behind Lathan. <laughs> yeah, they're all. You notice they're all DC logos. Lathan there's no Marvel back there. Probably has like a month's worth of like Batman shirts. Uh, probably. <laughs> probably could if I really looked through them. But like um, it. yeah, getting the kids to play the games. I mean, really, it's just it's just picking games that they'll that they'll find interesting. Um, I noticed with mine, uh, I've got, like in the case of my son, it's all about rolling dice. Anything where he can roll dice and move stuff, he will play. Um, There's no real tactics with him yet for those kind of games. So it's like we'll play um, Car Wars or we'll play Gaslands 
where there are two games that he can pick up really quickly and he gets the idea of, okay, cool, roll the dice, move the guy. Got it. Um, we'll play board games. I mean, they're really good with the board games at this age. So you'll start to switch to things like I know Catan Jr. they love. Um, and that's kind of a gateway drug into the full Catan game because it gives them a chance to work out strategy and understand how it goes. The one um, drawback with it is is my kids have an early bedtime. So they have, you know, like, I mean, they have like their pumpkin beaters, we like to call it, where once they get so tired, they turn into a pumpkin, in which case then the whinies start. Um, so you can't pick really long games. But for the most part, just just play any game with them. Pick up a game that you like, that you know the rules of, and you can turn it into a kid's game. I mean, um I like What's that you the... have insight, Lathan, because of the fact you have insight and Tim has drugging. My kids have all moved out. So, so I like it. Well, There's well, a reason. There's also, a... I think Adam was asking, though, too, is that if you don't play games with your kids, like let's say you want to play games with your adult friends, mm-hmm. um, like how, how do you manage that? You know what? You gotta... Okay, in you... the case of that, yeah. um, those are playdate games. Is what we like to call them, at least in my house. So you'll pick a, um, you'll you'll essentially play games with other friends who have kids. Um, either that way the kids can play and do their stuff, and then you guys can have fun, or you'll schedule them around when the kids are doing other stuff. So kids love sleepovers. Uh, so anything you can to kind of get them away from your gaming table for those type of games is fine. Um, like I said, mine have, I mean, they have a pretty rigid bedtime. So by about 8.30 p.m., I can play whatever games I want. We can have people over and they know, hey, you're supposed to be in your room, you're supposed to be in bed, and you just work around it. Uh, there's no trick to it other than being a parent and telling them there are some times that are adult game times and there are some times that are kid game times. Um that's really the the easiest way to handle it. And and you can also negotiate with your spouse and say, I want to go out with my friends this night. You go out with your friends that night. You know, set set aside time for yourselves besides just couple time or parent yeah. time or family time. You you can you can set up times to do other things. Or and, you could just Benadryl your spouse. Or but you know what? It, she, somebody should be awake around the kids. But yeah, no. So well, they and, be, and that's the thing. I they can be kids. groggy. You still can get out of the house you know, if they're groggy. Like, like Zach is huge into 40k. So I mean, my kids got into a lot of the same stuff I did. We shared. Oh, I know. I, I remember stuff. playing uh, playing so, a lot of the X Wing with Zach. Yeah. So, so I mean, you, you know, your your kids get into a lot of the same stuff you do. Um, but but also it's a, it's a you know if you want time out where you go out with your friends. Well, talk to your wife and she sets up time with her friends. And so if you're each you're negotiating for each of you to get the maximum happiness for for yourselves as well as time together. So I know. But what if that other player is actually your significant other? Benadryl. Oh, your kids <laughs> All right. Well, you've heard it here. Apparently, Lathan has taken a nice sound parenting advice and given it to us. <laughs> And Tim is drugging children. And I've good job, and I'm Tim. Giving you the Give. the real world 
real <laughs> yeah. the gritty yeah. his is real the, pair of his, dancers lathan's is the fantasy world yours is yes. the gritty reboots right yes he's <laughs> mr rogers neighborhood and his wife is yeah, sitting right I next to my kids with my games with my friends and you're mr robinson's neighborhood i don't want my children so along my adult friends tim your, your your parenting method was drugging and bartering yeah Drugging and bartering, yes. Who Which, runs Bada Town? Who run Master Bada Blaster Town. runs Bada Town. Which his wife sitting next to him is not denying. No, she's so. not. She looks rather German. All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, we might have a little extra money right. to spare in the near future. We do? No, we don't. Oh. I'm just trying to do a segue into the next segment. Oh. <laughs> You don't have any extra money. That or you could drug your children and you take their money. Because Dave's like, there's so many games she's got his eye on. Yeah. So we're pretending there's a little <laughs> yeah. extra money. Well, but, they, they had a little bit of extra money, yes. and it went away. No, and this I, is what they bought. No, I bought this a long time ago, actually. Okay. I've always been a big fan. Um, for our Shut Up and Take My Money segment today, we will actually use the word segment for this there, Tim. I make you happy there. See, I wrote it down. Oh. Yeah. Shut up and take, shut up and take so my money. So your segue into this segment. I rolling on. I know. Fourth wall breaking. Move it, move it right along. No, yeah, be quiet, you. So, but I, but I was like, basically, with Halloween coming up, you can learn how to make awesome foam armor costumes and foam armor weaponry from your books if you decide to go and get the Foam Smith 1 and 2, basically how to forge foam armor as well as foam weapons. From uh, just you, those little EVA foam mats and a bunch of other little cool things with just basic tools. They're awesome. I've had them for a while. Bill Duran does them. Uh, he is from Punished Props, a big YouTube channel. I, I, I recall an episode or a few back where we were talking about our YouTube channels that we like. Uh, Punished Props has always been one of mine. Because there's something fascinating about watching someone build something from nothing. Uh, and the fact that he'll take 10 millimeter foam mats and create these incredible costumes. Uh, he did the Draugr from Skyrim. Uh, and he's only, and he's only, mythology. Yeah, he, yes. Well, yes. But in this case, he did the Draugr from Skyrim. That is yeah. an actual Draugr. And it's getting much, much easier. But for 60 bucks, you can get the pair. I picked these up a while ago as well. They're really good books. Incredible they really books. Are. Super, super. You can get right into it. It's uh, you got. I mean, it's available in PDFs. You can get it for cheaper at the PDFs. I, I'm a physical copy kind of guy. I very much like to have that book. I can put in the workshop and and as I'm doing that, just crack the book open and take a look at it. Versus the, uh, yeah, I know I can do the same thing, printing out a bunch of stuff on the PDFs. But yeah, yeah see, I'm a. I've got them because I picked them up as uh, the PDFs, mm -hmm. and I was thinking about getting the print versions of them. The main reason I got the PDF version is I'm the reverse of that. Oh, really? And every time I get the print version of something, inevitably I spill something on it. I know, but it only makes it cooler. Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, if you were, if you're looking for these things, you end up going to punishedprops.com. You can get them straight from his web store for like 60 bucks for the pair. And what are the names of the books? It is actually Foamsmith 1 and 2. It says, Foam Smith is how to create foam armor costumes and Foam Smith 2, how to forge foam weapons. And the, the weapons are really cool. I mean, and they're all convention safe. Mm -hmm. So everything he does is he tries to go with foam and just anything, uh, the, the EVA mats, he uses that. I have a lot of that craft foam over there, the two millimeter craft foam that I use. And of course, it looks like a rainbow exploded, but it doesn't matter once you prime it. 
you prime it with plastic dip you throw some stuff on it you can make incredible looking stuff so if you guys are looking for halloween costumes stuff like that that's why this is airing now so because it's airing a month before halloween you got a month to go do that get these books take a look at them i've learned so much from watching his youtube channel and, and reading these books so so basically this is one of those necessary Bible books for cosplayers. I think so. Uh, I would say Bill Duran and his wife, both of them are, are on YouTube. If you check out Punish Props, you won't regret it. Uh, Kamu Kamai, I always... Kamui, the I, German I, girl. Yes. She has started to put out more videos now. Also incredible. So if you're looking to try to get involved in cosplay um, or just costuming for... I, I, that, I have learned more watching their channels and Who's reading channel? their... What? Whose channel? Uh, either Bill Duran, which I've just said that a couple times. Right. Who's the other one? Uh, Kamui Cosplay. Kamui. Yeah, it's K A M U I Cosplay. Uh-huh. Um, she does incredible stuff with just. I mean, she's in a small apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and her boyfriend live in this small place. They. She does cosplay like professionally. Does it for a living? Um, yeah. She goes out and she just the things that they can do. I mean, you just uh, these guys, uh, Svetlana. They, 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 the things that they can do. Such a lovely name. She makes her stuff out of Warbla. A lot of her stuff yeah. is Warbla, and when she first started, she was making out of expanding foam. Oh, she was using yeah. basically you did that stuff you use to seal, like and insulation, just carving it down. Yep. Yeah. Granted, we're going a little off on that, but the, either one go. I mean, but right now, Foamsmith, I can't recommend these enough. I, I love the, I love them. I, I'm about. Uh, halfway through the first one because I'm like now starting to get that Halloween bug again. So it's it's we'll see we'll see if something happens this year. But uh, if it's something that you're interested in and something you want to do, if you want to try your hand at uh, some foam crafting, well, try Foam Smith One and Two. Uh, you can get the pair for uh, sixty bucks. I think you get the you get the PDFs for a little less. But check them out at PunishProps.com. Alrighty, let's, yeah. let's kill something. We're going to kill something now let's because that's where we're going to go. Well, Celebrity Deathmatch was something new today. So we're going to go, this is a little bit different, is because we've got it's we've got the return of the Wapples. Um, and, of course, we've got ReaperCon. So this segue doesn't make any sense at all. No, because now I'm saying I was this, well, go with it. Well, the, the, retur- <laughs> the return part does. The return right now is, as of this recording, Pennywise has returned back to theaters. That's true. And he has returned back to However, we have another clown on the horizon, and that is going to be Joker. The new Joker movie was... <laughs> Look at Lathan just smile. Walking Phoenix. But, however, since, since both clowns have something else in common, Pennywise was played by two people. Right. You have uh, Skarsgård, and you've got Tim Curry. Tim Curry, unfortunately, has passed. Wait, there he, is, wait he has? I, I know he, he had a stroke, yeah. but... Yeah, he, I thought he... Oh, please tell me. <laughs> you just jinxed that. Tim Curry. <laughs> this <laughs> is truly a celebrity that James Accurus really, wow. really matters on know. this one. Uh, so, just in case you're wondering, Tim Curry is still alive. Okay, oh. Tim Curry. Oh. That's what I'm the thinking. The best of luck to you, sir. <laughs> At the beginning of this celebrity death match. <laughs> Oh, please survive. Please survive. Okay, so we've got two Pennywises, and we've got two Jokers. We've got Skarsgård. More than two Jokers. Oh, we've got the two jokers we can't throw more of in the mix because it gets way too do you want to be here for five hours because that's how you get to be yeah Let, let's let's rule out hang Cesar on. Romero We're, no it's gonna okay it's, no. Hell's no hang on <laughs> oh, 
Okay. So what we're going to do here is because, well, Tim Curry, thank you for being alive, but you broke my thing. But that's okay. But I, I will take your, I will take the fact you are among the living as a bonus. So, okay. We've got Pennywise the Clown, Skarsgård and Curry versus Heath Ledger's Joker as well as the new uh, Phoenix, Joaquin, jo- Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Can we pick a different Joker? No, than the stupid Heath Ledger one. You don't. Oh. He did not play the Joker. He was good. He was very good. I he was Heath good, Ledger. but he did not play the Joker. I liked what his did he version. play? What did he play? I liked his version of the Joker. Wait, why do you think his he didn't version play of the Joker? Oh. Did not match anything in the comics. Do you have Sorry. eleven oh. hours for this? No, we don't. <laughs> if not, let's just go with. Okay, so right, right now, let's just it's, replace Heath Ledger with Caesar Romero. No. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, why sure. not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> Who cares? Because guess what? One of that Caesar Romero's going down. He's really almost quickly. dead too. Or he, he is, is dead. dead. Sure. He is dead. Uh, is he dead? Okay. We don't wait, know. Let's look it up. Uh, how about um, Jack Nicholson? Well, you know what? I wasn't gonna open this can of worms, and here it is opening. It's, open. <laughs> with, but it's a like can of worms. You, you know what? It's like basically the Joker's pop gun. I basically just opened up. If you're the, gonna- no, no, I'm not throwing. As long like, as you didn't pick the guy from God damn it. Uh, two guys that are really old who have squad. played Pennywise and the Joker. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's do this then. If uh, you're gonna if you're gonna pick a Joker, yeah, Jared Leto. Yeah, not no, Jared Leto. No, I didn't even add him. Yeah. Leto yeah, no, we, or no. do um, Hamill. No, no, because no, because you can't take no. Oh, because, Mark no. Hamill, that's no. a good joke. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. No, we're just okay. So now we're now what we're doing is we're throwing pe- two Pennywise into a Joker blender. I feel like that wins it already. So, so basically, that's like an auto you know win. Actually, Joker I think the Joker wins. swamped him in numbers. Yeah, that's done. All right, so basically, what we're doing right now, we have it's two. It's a tag team. It's two against two. Okay, it is. The two Pennywises, Skarsgård and Curry, versus two Jokers that have just been chosen and are not going to change after this moment. That's fair. I will take is that. Phoenix and Hamill. Okay. 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 So, oh, no. Jack Nicholson is coming through the audience waving a chair. Tough titties, Jack. Too late. <laughs> Too late. They okay. closed the cage match. So, Lathan, you get to go first today. No story time. We're setting a timer. Yeah. <laughs> setting a timer. I've got the buzzer. Hey to say it, but there's there's not much that needs to be said about this one. Is there any <laughs> is there any remote universe that the Jokers don't win? No. I am sorry. Pennywise is not scary. Yes, he's got magic, blah blah blah. Who cares? You're talking about the boys from Gotham. Nothing is Pennywise wouldn't even rack up. I mean, the condiment king would kick his butt. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Nothing scares brothers from Gotham. They'd walk up into the set like this. It's like, really? You're in a sewer? Is that the best you can throw at me? Dude, I got Killer Croc's number on speed dial. Bring it on. It's Joker's all the way. Add to that the fact that you've got Hamill, the ultimate laugh, Mr. Joker who put him on the map. Really? Who survived? Coming back from the dead to take over Tim Drake's body. The man is this, that level of bad. The Joker wins, no matter what. No matter how you slice it, no matter how you pick it. It's the Joker all the way. Okay, Jim, go! <laughs> follow that. Welcome! Go, follow that. Which one do you... 
Pennywise. So, so the crazy supernatural the clowns or the crazy regular man clowns? Does Count Chocula count? <laughs> That's not a clown. Yes. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> I have new okay, clue Jim votes for Tom Chocolate. Tom Kathy, <laughs> you're up. All you have to do is shoot a clown in the nose. Exactly. His head explodes. Yeah. Don. Joker. Yeah, because he carries. He's the only one who carries a gun. Okay. Gene, you know what? He go. doesn't even need a gun. He just whips his uh, his bat battery. He's not a killer clown from outer space. Hits a guy in the nose. Done. Boom. He's right. Squirt gun. Squirt Pennywise gun. You doesn't know die if you poke him in the gun. nose. Squirt him in the nose. He's gone. How Go do ahead. you know? Gene, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at she, the expression she, she, on wants to, face. Gene wants to go Pennywise just for the drama. <laughs> she should go Pennywise for the drama. He's a supernatural entity. Oh. Joker is a clown man. Okay. Go, Joker is multiples. He doesn't die. There you go. Okay. Gene. I'm going to go actually with Joker. What? Oh, oh, okay. Dave, let's hear your, let's hear your spiel. Let's go. Wait, no. Okay. So we got two, three Jokers. So granted, I have to, it's just two Pennywise, two Jokers. And a Chocula. And a Count Chocula. (laughs) Count Chocula. But we don't know which side Count Chocula's on. You know what? He's going to come from the stands with a chair. That's what he's going to do. He's coming through the stands. All right. So personally, I I don't even know, see how there's a competition here because Pennywise is a supernatural entity, either Skarsgård or Curry, and both of them have the ability to come back every 26 years, regardless of what happens right. to them. They are dispatched by granted in this case children, which kind of like throws a little bit of shade on 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 the on Pennywise is the fact that he's beaten by kids with bats, uh, versus like I guess Batman, but. I mean, if you're looking at it, Batman is just basically a big man-child who has a bigger bat, and he just beats up a regular man versus some sort of paranormal supernatural evil. So I'm still saying Pennywise does it. No, a regular man who survived being, you know, dipped in acid. But, you know... The Joker. And, you know, the dipped... died on numerous occasions. He keeps coming back who was badass enough to cut off his own face. Yeah, I know. But that just means he's got got some sort of issue. Okay, so so Dave votes Pennywise. Katie, go! All clowns are scary as fuck. Uh And I vote Count Chocula. <laughs> oh, shit. Is Count Chocula decision? Nancy, go. Is Count Chocula going to come out of here? And, well, hey there. Future Dave here. Yeah, what you just heard there was Tim dropping his glass on the table. Lucky for him, it wasn't full. Do you want ants, Tim? Because that's how you get ants. Anyway, back to the show. <laughs> These people are crazy. I don't know what the hell we're talking about. Go ahead. Go vote. Vote. Well, we got to vote. Pennywise. Yay! Oh, All right. Okay, first off, two Pennywises, three Jokers, the and spider two Count Chocula. That gets the shit kicked out of right, by mystical, small children. The mystical spider is a little bit of a... a yeah, that's a weird one. I, 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 he, he loses to children. Yeah. Flat out, he loses to children. But children okay. are magical. So Unless they're doped up with Benadryl. Okay, you're, you're just... That's just creepy. But and Count Chocula can count how many Jokers there are. One no, Joker. No, that's the two Count. Joker. Three Joker. That's the Count from the Muppets. Oh, oh no, no, it's a three-way battle. Now the Count from Sesame Street is coming into the ring. Oh, so we, we have a Muppet vampire. Okay. We have a cartoon a chocolate, chocolate, A marshmallow vampire. Marshmallow vampire. <laughs> wow. Against uh, 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 two, two, two space clowns. Two... Uh, Two um, Batman's nemeses. 
No, I, I changed my vote to the Count Chocula two, group. Two. I like the Count Chocula <laughs> idea. We have the Count and Count Chocula. One's made of felt. One's made of marshmallow. Nothing can hurt exactly. them. Except think for like it. a s'more. I, I think what's going to happen is the, the, know, the Count Chocula's are going to hang back and count what how many times the Joker hits them. And then they'll take out the Joker. Yeah, but they'll just laugh. One. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Well, like I said, he's made out uh, of felt. Uh, what's he going to uh, do? Keep punching him? Yes. And you know, every time he laughs, it's going to be like the Joker's ha 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 font appearing behind him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. except it's going to be up. In uh, a mocking uh. fashion. Yes. So, yeah, I I agree. I think think, uh, Count Chocula sweeps it. (laughs) Count Chocula sweeps it! No, no, no. Count Chocula only's got three. Oh, did you change? You. I oh, changed he did. Okay. He's also so we, well, dead. We had, we, no, well, but then again, he we had, had no th- faith we had, in Pennywise. We, no, we had three. nobody voted for Pennywise. No, we had no. She did. No, she Nancy, did. Oh, Nancy, Nancy, Nancy did. But yeah, yeah we, we have we have four Count Chocolas, yeah. three Jokers. So in an unexpected turn, yeah, yeah. Count Choc- <laughs> someone who wasn't even in the death match. Count how did that battle. happen? Folks? Jumped into the ring with a chair yeah. and started yeah. bashing the power heads. Of the wobble. Yeah. As a backer of Joker. As a backer of Joker. Except Count Chocolas. <laughs> over Pennywise any day. Okay. If I don't lose. Well, uh, right. well, you've heard it here, folks. Count Chocula and the Count from Sesame Street have defeated the two Pennywises yeah. as well as the two Jokers, Jokers. that we selected for back. Clowns are scary as fuck. Okay. Also, children love both Count Chocula and the Count. Yes, yes. and and but but I I don't know. Can children defeat the Count and Count Chocula? No. Okay, so so okay. Now moving Children. on to what has been voted, what has been said as the best segment in all of media, Tim Sack. No, it is not. That is that, no. This is the one thing. I, it's just like neutering epi- a dog. The epitome. Just like neutering a dog. I wish I could cut media, Tim Sack off. The most important segment of all time. No, it's it not. was Newsweek or Time or it something like this that. I read the article online. So, anyways. No. So what does Tim Sack say? Okay, dig in there. Reach down and dig in. And it says, What book, game, or IP do you think would make a good Netflix slash Amazon Prime series? Mm. Yeah, considering that hasn't fact, already been done. Well, that hasn't been well, done. Well, we're seeing because you've seen everything's been done. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't. I would, I would go book. Um, one that I think would be really awesome, which is a, a unique. Uh, take on magic that nobody has done would be the Grim Noir series by Larry Correa. That is a totally different type of magic that there's this alien being that came to Earth and all of a sudden people developed magical abilities because this thing gave it to people and then when they died it sucked the magic back up into its body and that's how it fed and that's how it grew. So it's very cool series, very interesting style of magic. It's set in the alternate universe of the 1930s or 40s or something I see. I like that. The, I like that time period. Very that 30s, cool. 40s. I mean, yeah. there are people flying in Zeppelins. There's people with magic. There's It's just really a very cool series. It's mm-hmm. genius. It's so much smarter than anything else Larry Korea has ever done. I 
I question whether. So, they so you wrote think it. that it would make a good eight to ten episode oh, first yeah. season? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, How many books did they run? Three, there's three books in the oh, series. Nice. Okay. And some very interesting characters. So it's it's a lot of fun. I really liked it, and that's one I would definitely do. Oh, I like so. that. I'll have to check that out in general. Let yeah, alone no, video. it's I, yeah, super I, good. This I brought this one up because I thought because we're starting to see Carnival. You saw the boys. The boys was something that nobody thought was you're not going right. to make that. You're Umbrella Academy, Dark Crystal came back mm-hmm. and did some things. I mean, they took their properties and expanded upon something that was already right. established. And then Carnival Roll, I have no idea where Carnival Roll came I from. I believe that was also I thought a graphic it was, novel. It was a graphic novel? Yeah, yeah a graphic novel. Was. Hey there, future Dave here. Nope, Tim, of course, is wrong. Carnival Row is an original series. Although I, for one, would love to see a graphic novel set in this world. But anyway, back to the show. Just seeing new things. I, I think that mm. Amazon and Netflix are really opening up that door to create these these series. And yeah. I mean, granted, Netflix is kind of given an open. You know, like it's just like, oh, you, uh, you got a you got a story. Let's do it. So, well, you know, the the thing about graphic novels is you've already got the storyboard made. So, if you wanted to make a movie or TV show mm-hmm. out of it, you've already got ninety percent of the work done, and you just kind of step into it. So, yeah, a lot of the trouble has been gone too. So. Well, I heard Lathan pop in there. What do you have? Yeah, what do you got, Lathan? Yeah, you uh, you probably got, have a list of these things. Oh, I got a bunch of them. Um, one that, although they're they're in talks of this one, so hopefully I don't jinx it, is Why the Last Man. Yes. Um, yep. That I mean, that one's been, been kicking around for a while as one that they want to do, and I'm hoping gets done eventually. Because um, it's just, that's just an interesting, it's a very interesting world to tackle and i'd love to see i mean the the story side of it is just great but the big things that would um that i'd love to see on it is just the new actors and actresses that it would bring to the table because it's such a female driven cast that you'd have to find a lot of you'd find a lot of new new people i mean to play roles so it would definitely be a a wide open um slate there other one that i'd look at from a book series um, it's got to be the Joe Ledger novels. Um, Joe Ledger, it's kind of a cross between, I don't know, Jason Bourne plus the paranormal plus a police procedural detective type thing. Um, the first book in the series has a tagline, you know you're having a bad day when you have to kill the same terrorist twice. Oh, yeah. I, I like the paranormal uh, idea that, that you take that par- paranormal but we're, hey, we're going to take a quick second here. We're going to say thank you again to the Wapples here for so much. You have to run off because they're, they're so popular. They need to come in for another podcast. But thank you again for coming, guys. Thanks for having us here. Not a problem. Yeah, you are welcome anytime. You guys come anytime. Um, yeah, you. This is this is always yes. Golf clap, golf clap, golf clap. So thank you again, guys. Uh, yeah, anytime you want to come in, just feel free. The door is open. We will send out messages every time we record because we love having you. Sounds great. Thanks awesome. All right. Thank you. And come again, guys. Now, Nathan, what else did you have there? Did you forget we're here? Where did you go? Nathan. I am still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you still had more stuff. All right, you saw your I mouth do. moving. Yeah, your mouth is moving. Going to finish talking about the Joe Ledger ones. Okay, could you finish up talking about the Joe Ledger ones? And we'll go back to that because I would like to. I'm interested in hearing a little more about that. Yeah, because it's it's just an interesting one where the the whole concept behind it is you're following one character and his his kind of special forces team, 
um, that deals with some really, really crazy stuff. And I mean, there's, it pulls in, you know, like the zombie genre, it pulls in the high level sci-fi one. There are alien episodes. There are also, um, kind of the future modern as one of their things through it. And that it follows that sci-fi rule of if you change one thing, you can continue the story. Like say, for example, we've found a way to make super tiny batteries now. So instead of getting an hour out of life on something, you get you know, like a year. What type of changes would that involve and what would that play into? So there's a lot of interesting stuff there, but also each of the characters in it is very unique. So it would be, it would be kind of a good one. Um, you know, I mean, those would be, those are kind of two at the top of my list. The only other ones on my list be some, um, some more adaptions of some of the, some of the animes that have been out there and adapt those to live action again. There was one series, Wolf's Reign, that was really interesting. <laughs> we are moving cars. At this point in time, welcome behind the curtain. We have cars to move. Cars to move. Welcome to the chaos. It is probably the Buick with the... You know, when I moved your car earlier, I could barely touch the pedals. Well, <laughs> And now we've got destruction. We've barely, we've almost made it. No, I didn't even worry about that. We've almost made it to the end of the podcast. This is interesting, folks. Now, I Nancy, have a microphone now. Yes, <laughs> she has a microphone now. So, Nancy, while while we're doing this, while they're running around like crazy chickens with their heads cut off, what do you have? What are your ideas? We've got the Ledger novels from him. We've got the Grim Noir stuff. What kind of books do you like? Is there softcore porn erotica type stuff that you'd like to see made onto Netflix or Amazon Prime Video? Um, I watch Hallmark movies. Uh, sorry, romance, love, nice, so, sweet, so you, wonderful you, people having happy lives. So you're addicted to watching a thousand Christmas movies every uh, Christmas. And Christmas in July couldn't be happier. Oh. I, know. I know. I am not your people, even though I like you. I am. <laughs> so, okay. So basically you want a Hallmark holiday. They already have enough of those. We don't need more of them. No, no. <laughs> well, actually, um, they, they make a new one every yeah. single year. One? Yeah, they make, make more eight, than one every single every year. year. I was so being Tim optimistic. Happy, I watched Umbrella Academy. We just watched Mortal Engines. Yes. I can dig did you into like, the other did side. You like, did you like Mortal Engines? I did. Yeah. I, unfortunately, they're not going to make a why. second one. Why did you like it? Because <laughs> the guy that I found really cute in Umbrella Academy, the heroin addict guy, was in that, and he was cute, Klaus. too. So I was having, even though he's a little young for me, I was still having a little heartbeat for him. So I can bring <laughs> the lovey-dovey into any movie. Oh, all right. So as long as Klaus is in a movie, she's good. He's she's a tasty little morsel, I got to say. You don't know where to go now with that. No, I don't. <laughs> I have nothing to do with that. I mean, take I, I was waiting. microphone away from Nancy. No, no, no. 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 We don't want to take it away from you. No, you can have it anytime you yeah. want. Because now, look at this. I mean, this is the look. Well, look okay, Gene, let's see. What do you have? What do you have? That's- um, I would actually like to see some of the original Grimm's fairy tales brought to life. Ah, Ooh. so you're looking at the old school, like the dark stuff. Yeah, really dark stuff. Will they include the fact that everybody dies? Yes. Like, I actually enjoyed um, the Snow White that Sigourney Weaver was in. Oh, the... the yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the the darker, creepy one in that. Because that's what, like, Grimm's 
originally were. I mean, I enjoy the princess versions, the Disney princess versions. Don't get me wrong. I like, you know, happy endings and stuff. But I also like the original versions. And so I think I'd like to see the original versions. So where the kids actually got, sho- or where, where the kid, the children in Hansel and Gretel got shoved in the, uh, no, I mean, I don't think that well, was yeah. the case. But well, no, actually she did. She ate the did children. She, didn't she eat the children? Yeah. 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 And yeah. she was, and she'd like keep them in a cage and fatten them up. You should and not wander off them. into the forest, little girl. And the I way that they, they and the way that they, they, they were, killed they her was they shoved her in the oven. Yeah. So yes, I would actually like the original. But the, the one where they shoved her, in, they actually did shove her in the oven in all the other ones, though, too. Yeah. I mean, but it's yeah, it's but I, it's, I, it's, I, it's it's usually grittier. And, yeah, <laughs> the yes. gritty reboot to Grimm's Fairy Tales, yes. aka the original ones. Yeah, it's not the last well, episode; it's the earlier episodes. And even in some of like the earlier versions of Grimm's Fairy Tales, and that it wasn't a stepmother; it was their mother. Ah. So, so yes, I would like to see the original. Grimm's fairy tale. Oh, nice. I think that's fair. Yeah, that, in it, like, I, and and you could honest, probably do like agree. a Netflix series or or they've done Amazon s- Prime. Yeah, they've yeah. done. Um, they've sort not other than they've taken the urban legends thing where they've done lore. Yeah. So Amazon Prime. I've watched a couple of those. Um, those aren't as those. Those are more the behind the like the the urban legends of mm-hmm. uh, the stories of old that they've done, and I always thought those were interesting because they were based on the podcast as well, where they in they went into the in the past of these stories and looked into them. I, I would really like to see something like Grimm's Fairy Tales. I think that would be cool because especially with the old like oh Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater, he basically got his thumbs cut off. That's it. Yeah, sticking your finger in pies, you're getting your thumbs cut off. Good good luck. Yeah, yeah. put in his thumb and pull out a plum, and they, then pull they out taught, no fingers. But will the cute boy be in there? I don't know. I don't know Grim if Klaus. Is. That's what they. I taught. don't know if Klaus will be in there. Sorry, Frau yes. Mein Führer. With his mascara on, yes. I'm all in. Is it my turn? Yes, yeah. you would like. To, would you like to go? <laughs> yeah. All right. I would like to see a reality series. Okay. Based on a beautiful tall brunette. Me? That tries Me? desperately not to kill her husband on a regular basis. Mm. You know what? I but would only give a, it a couple of episodes. There would be so many episodes. <laughs> there would be so many episodes. <laughs> you love that toilet seat up again. <laughs> I, I would give it on three episodes before it's unrealistic. <laughs> no, see, that's, an ep- that's a series that you need to do kind of the daybreak... Um, like re- uh, rewind, rewind. You, you have to do it every day and hope. And then, yeah, what would be funny about that is what you'd do is you'd actually get to the point where she would make it almost through the day and then end up murdering me. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a, this is not my story. No, this is somebody no, else's story. This is not. So, so you get through the story and every day you murder and then you wake up with the alarm <gasps> clock singing and also it would be like Groundhog Day meets Murder Fest because then she... <laughs> She killed him for some other reason. So she woke up and now all of a sudden he pooped on the floor. And, and so he killed him again. Ever. Over and over and over again. So basically she could live her fantasies of murdering the man she supposedly loves over and over. I think Hallmark can do something for trivia. I think they already do. It's called you know First Christmas. I, I, have a, I have a video camera. I could just spend the weekend with you guys. I like where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did, did anybody else get it? 
I was yeah. the I was the last one. Everyone else, yeah. Tim picked the grim noir. Um, yeah, Nancy wanted some. Yeah, I think you heard Nancy's when she was talking about the the Hallmark shows. Um, Jean had her Grimm's fairy tales. You had fantasy festive murdering me multiple times. Lathan had a couple. Lathan had some. I'd like to change my answer. Now, what would you like to change your answer to? Fantasy festive murdering Dave all day. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Hallmark after dark. Yeah, Hallmark after dark. Yes. Yeah, and and for me, I uh, for me, I I'm still uh, particular to the Bob verse. I think that I think that that would, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Um, it would be neat to see the. Uh, they would almost have to do kind of a like it would almost be talking computers though. That would be kind of killing it. Yeah, but if you if you. Okay, if so they, much of what goes on happens inside of his head. True, or inside of his true. But having if you had a talented enough person, like remember from what? Um, oh God, Glass. Uh, what's his nuts from Glass? Uh, McAvoy. Gla- yeah, Matt, James McAvoy. James McAvoy did a very good job at playing way a lot of multiple characters. So having somebody who has the a way of using their same voice and playing multiple characters. As they start warping, and right. you have personalities that start developing, and and you could play. I mean, granted, you you granted it's all voiceover. You work. know what? They would have to anthropomorphize them at some point. Otherwise, it wouldn't be interesting. Oh yeah, people. no, no, it would just all be would, speaker grills. No, it know? would basically be. I got a, I got a thinking for Bob. It would be a lot. Of, the Wheatley. VR element would come up a lot quicker if yes. they did that one. Well, yeah, yeah and yeah. but so, I also like the whole. I think if they did something like Wheatley. From uh, Portal games, where Wheatley's like, like where he had the uh, the grill on the top that like moved, so he had the inflection, so you could tell when he was surprised that the the grill would raise up, and it, it would like just. And granted, it's not utilitarian right. as far as what Bob was, right. but that whole idea of of seeing him expand into unknown space, right. continue to build on like he could basically you could focus on brand new worlds. Or a specific Bob in an entire oh, yeah. series. You could totally like, yeah, and, and you that. you've got multiple series. If you, you know what, you could also make Bob an android and put him on the ship Which he and did. doing all that stuff. Now, granted, but I mean, you no, know what I'm saying. He early, did later on. early oh, okay. in the series, you could just say, okay, we have our one actor who plays all the characters, and we just say this actor is the one who's going to play the android. He's always going to play the android. Yeah. He's always going to look like so. It's a human looking character, human talking character, human feeling character. Yeah. Because even you know, even remember where the times were that were the other countries sent him once. Would it would be kind of funny if they essentially looked like him, but then they just basically had different different accents and shit like that. So one guy just doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um that's pers- well, either that mm-hmm. I think what would be a neat one on that one though would be instead of instead of doing it that way, what about if you they attack that one because I mean the way the Bob verse book is written is perfect for a um, for an American horror story style one. Uh, yeah, anthology. Where it's yeah. the same ensemble cast of actors each time, but they're just playing multiple roles. Yeah. Oh so yeah. How they fit together, and the only person who carries through, or is the person who plays the Bob for that scene is the same person all the time, but everyone around him is playing somebody different would be kind of a neat, neat way oh, of tailing it. Because each Bob handles their own world. Yeah, yeah, and then of course they handle them over a, a countless 
time because it's like you you the time the count the, the the passage of time would be a bizarre one for them so but it's not the first time you've done something like that where you go but i think that would be something that would be interesting to 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 look into is but there's so many options right now with netflix and and you've got things that are binging you got you disney plus you got so many things that are coming out yeah. but i mean we could we could talk about this forever but we're not going to nope. <laughs> you know because we are going to wind this down we have the wapples we have lathan skyping in this is the most people you've had in one sort of pseudo room at one time and we made it happen. So hooray. This is episode 37. And we are going to head for the hills. But we are going to see you next month. And hopefully you like us then as much as you like us now. See you later, guys. Bye. That's it for this episode of Anonymous Tabletop. We hope it's been as good for you as it was for us. As always, make sure to check out the rest of the podcasts on the Freebooters Network as well as join us on the Anonymous Tabletop Facebook page. Feel free to give us comments, suggestions, or even topics for Tim Sack. You know you want to. All the cool kids are doing it. But until next time, this is Anonymous Tabletop signing off. Are we uh, ready to start the countdown? Yeah, yeah, not yet, not yet, hang on. Um, yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're ready. Pretty much harmful to our listeners. Yes. Join a contest at your own risk. It's so quiet though. You're like, instead of like a blacksmith thing, ting, 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 you just hear. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs>All compositions for his hand fart noises. Hold on. He's going to do a concerto <laughs> later. <laughs> Dueling banjos. <laughs>
There's no way for you to win. Take a both of the face phone claws on a whim. Pop out the pinky and do a creepy spin. Impersonate your brother from his nose to the chin. You're faithful dangle as I hold you by the throat. And never play by the rules, even kick you in the scrotum. Redecorate in my circus lair, filled with floating bodies and covered in despair. When I have a guest, I love to entertain. Then I gobble them up, introduce them to the pain. Manipulate Mullet had to kill his dad. Oh, I think it's funny, but I have to say it's sad. Stab him in the neck and he'll feel tall. Kill them all. Kill them all. Losers We must work together to pound that, that clown He kidnapped a friend Beverly We must free her or he'll eat her, her soul And maybe there is a chance that That my brother is still breathing alive So long as we stick together We will not let fear defeat us A sh- sh- she or a he? I'm, I'm just trying to be PC. I think it's both. You know, a non-binary. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's got a sausage and a fish taco. Beep, beep, Richie, let's keep up the pace. Hold, stand down while I munch on his face. Break a pussy's arm and pull out the bitch. Body gun towards less than exorcist. I'm a great hacker. Play headless child. I can be a creepy leper with a freaky smile. Push me down a well, but I always come back. Never get fucked like a hobo on crack. So mark your calendar, 27 years. I'll be back to feed on your fear. So let me sleep now, go away, shoot. But remember... You go to me, you go to me, you go to me.